right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people. It is a living split screen, and this is episode 83. And we got a lot of beautiful things to talk about today, guys. Um, hopefully, you're excited. Hopefully, you've had a solid, decent week. But first, I have to introduce the show. So, again, this is Living Split Screen. I am one of the hosts, Steel Rain I. Steel Rain I, the T is a seven everywhere. And this is a non-console-centric platform where we talk about everything going on within the gaming industry. Taking that RTS approach, that's real-time strategy. If you forgot, pulling yourself out of the world, looking at the darker crevices in the map, pulling those resources together, building up that foundation to potentially reach those three billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. You can laugh. I'm not laughing because I'm 100% serious. We are on that road to 1K, ladies and gentlemen, so you could please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, if we're trash, let us know. If we can improve, let us know where we can improve at. Um, if you're tired of me talking, uh, you would rather Pong host the show. Uh, let me know. I'm we're, I'm 100% <laughs> down for that. Uh, now, nah, with all funniness aside, look. I just hope you guys are buckled in. I hope you got your coffee ready. I hope you got your breakfast settled. Um, I haven't yet, but I did have some uh, some peanuts and um, and a bar, a granola bar. So I think I'm locked in. I got some coffee ready here in my Iron Man cup, thermal, going, rocking and rolling today. But neither here or there. We've got a lot of beautiful cheap people checking us out today uh, live in chat right here on YouTube. It is the main place where we go live at. Um, working on some Twitch things and everything on the back end, but I just didn't really see the, the worth in that um, during that time, but let me know if I'm wrong in that. Um, again, I want to use that more for like live streaming and things like that as far as like games and stuff, but neither here or there. Guys, I have to introduce the other host of the show uh my brother from another the uncanny gentleman himself who is not x-men um well not cyclops sorry he is the x-men that is not cyclops god off base a little bit was rocking and rolling and then I get, all of a sudden i get in the parlor's outro intro <laughs> god i can't talk today lord i'm all over the place Let's go. i'm excited to talk about armor core that's what it is and about uh last remnant which is also on the screen Oh, no, not last remnant. Remnant from the ashes, excuse me. Remnant from the ashes, yep. Uh, anyway, my brother from another, Paul Soul, <laughs> talk to the people so I can get myself together somehow. <laughs> Going to slap yourself around a little bit here, Ooh, a little Steel. Bit, get, a little bit. get the noggin working. All right, listen up. Good morning, bit. gamers. Welcome back to another episode of Living Split Screen. As my brother from another Steel just introduced, I am the other one. The lesser half, no, as no. Mav likes to say, uh, when we're both on his shows. But anyways, what a week, Steel. What a week. Yes. As I was saying behind the scenes when we go live, prior to being really live, I thought this week was going to be nice and quiet, Steel. I really did. Oh, man. I, I thought we were going to have a chill that. week. We're going to have the Game Awards. That was going to be the main focus. <sighs> But the ABK deal rises yet again to provide a whole lot of nonsense along with Xbox themselves providing a whole lot of nonsense this week uh, with $70 games not being at the Game Awards. Woo-wee. So we do have a lot to talk about. But, man, this week has been crazy. Um, just in the news, but uh, for me personally this week, it again, it continues to be Midnight Suns steel. I know y'all been hitting it hard, man. Listen, I got over 40 hours in now. Um, 
Still feel the same, or how are you feeling? You feel you the thinking? same. This is this is. Um, I mean, again, you know, you, everybody here knows. Anybody who's listened, again, I'm a grazer, so I don't finish games like that. I don't do stuff like that, so it's always hard for me when we come up with the end of the year stuff and we get the game awards because it's like pfft, I don't beat games, so like it's like what am I going to talk about? Like I could give you my impressions about certain games, so that's what I do. Uh, but uh, Midnight Suns is my favorite game uh, of this year. Would um, you say this, you probably end up beating it before the end of the year? I won't beat it before the end of the year. No, you think do a lot you know how adventures? I play games, Steel. This is this is I'm this is my like. Literally, Steel, I was over 30 hours in. And again, if you take out the photo mode time and some of the idle time, I'm probably at 32, 33 hours because I play okay. I play so much. I, I, I have so much fun in photo mode and just messing around and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. So I do a lot of that. But listen, I this game, the loop, again, is so addicting. I talked about it last week, and the loop is so addicting that – this is like cyberpunk. I don't want to run the main missions. Like I just finally got Spider-Man. And okay. for anybody who doesn't know, oh, yeah, still, gonna... you wouldn't know. Spider-Man is like, after you get through like the tutorial, like the opening stuff, it's, it's not, yeah, I, it's not like tutorial. I have an idea. You get, yeah. Yeah. You get through those missions, whatever else. Well, your next mission on the main path is to go get Spider-Man. Right. right? So that's like the next, that's like the fifth mission in, if you count it like main mission wise, it's like the fifth mission, right? I just did that. <laughs> so like, that's how much I'm doing side mission stuff. Like, because side missions are basically limitless. You can keep running side missions. I've got like, I got like advanced tech already. I've already got my midnight suit, uh, my midnight sun's suit for the hunter. Oh, nice. So I've already got the high level suit for her. Like, I, like, that's what I'm doing. Like, uh, that, so I just went and finally got Spider-Man and added him to the team. So uh, just absolutely loving this game. Again, for Axis, masters of the strategic, tactical, RPG style. Obviously, XCOM was their game. They've brought so much more to this. It's really two to three games in one, if you kind of break it down. Um, you know, I saw the boys, <laughs> the brothers over on BitCast, uh, Hoglaw and Ty Guy Travis both enjoyed the hell out of this game, which they never enjoy games together. Yeah, uh, but they both are enjoying the hell out of this game. But they, you know, they both pointed out the dating sim qualities of this game because there is that relationship building uh, that you do. Um, but I'm just enjoying it. Again, it's not going to be something that blows you away. It's not a game changer, but they mix it all together so well for me. That this is this is my favorite game of 2022, uh, hands down. I, I I absolutely am loving the hell out of it. So that's all I've been doing. Uh, every night when I come home, again, it's another one of those great games too, where sure I can drop, you know, five hours straight into the game, or for my nights where I got to go to bed, I can come in get get uh, a day night cycle done in about an hour. Right. And that's perfect. It works out time, great. Right? Yeah. I get, I get my, I get all my relationship sh- stuff done. I get all my research stuff done. I go, go gather some resources that I need to go pick the, you know, mushrooms and the plants and all that kind of stuff for uh, other things. And then I come back, uh, go into a mission. Mission takes about usually right around 20, 30 minutes, depending on how hard it is. And then I'm out and then I complete the day and I'm back at a new start again. Like, that's how it works. It's a fantastic game. Uh, loving every minute of it. So that's all I've been doing this week from gaming. But what about you, Steel? I know Remnant, obviously, has been there uh, now after the yeah. VGAs. But yeah. uh, what were you doing earlier this week? So um, 
I'll, I'll start off with I'll start off with Remnick. I know you get I knew you talked about it behind the um when we were behind the scenes. Uh, the whole reason I even jumped into this game is because I mean we'll talk about the the uh, the TJ yeah. here in a little bit, but that was the main reason I jumped into it. That trailer 100 sold me on that second game. Um, I just wasn't expecting the I don't know, not necessarily the grandiose. I want to say, but maybe it was the artistic style. Maybe it's the way that they cut the trailer uh, that really enticed me. But then jumping into jumping into the first game because this is not like the first time I've played. Uh, I played this game. Um, I played it before and I jumped it in for uh, about an hour. I actually still have my first character and I didn't know that they did that either. Um, but I had my first character and actually it wasn't even an hour. It was like 30 minutes. Um, but I think when I originally did it, I put, I put myself in a bad situation by putting it on harder difficulty. So I think that that jaded my opinion about the game early on. Um, especially when I had other things that I, that I could play. I mean, I still got other things to play, but I really wanted to give this uh, to give this game a fair shake, so I did that the other day. Uh, jumped in. I actually ended up because it's no longer on Game Pass. It I did have to end up buying the game, um, but I got the DLC and everything, full package. It was like forty bucks. I was like, all right, bet whatever. It's not not too big of a deal. Um, and instantly, first hour of the game, I, I did the same thing I did previously. I put on the harder difficulty. It was like, all right, we're gonna rock and roll it. Mind you, I'm adapting to it. Um, the enemies are, are, are one hitting me, two hitting me. I'm like, man, this game is fucking super difficult. I can see why people call it a souls like fuck. I, there's no movement. My character's slow and this thing starts like started coming together. And I was just like, man, something's not adding up. I, I think I died. There was one area I came into. It was like a train kind of area, uh, down. It was underneath some stuff. And I kept dying to this monster that was like sum summoning these other monsters. And I was like, bro, what is going on? I got to fight these guys and they're pushing me and this guy keeps summoning these guys. Like, oh, I got to kill this guy. I can't get to him. And I died like 10 times. I was like, man, I don't know if this game's for me. So I went back to the like, whole little home base that you got. And I was like, man, let me change the level, see if that makes any of a difference. Lo and behold, I actually pay attention this time, and the di level difficulties literally tell you, hey, normal, if you just want to kind of enjoy the story, level up, cool. Hard, if you want more of an experience, you're, you're not an average player. Uh, the next level or whatever was like, hey, only choose this level if you're geared up. And then that last level that I was playing on was, you're gonna, it basically was going to tell you, you're going to have a fucking hell of a time if you don't have anything. And uh, that was the mode that I was in. So, yeah, need, needless to say, I, I put it down to hard, um, revamped the map. And the other thing, too, about this game that's really dope is that it is procedurally generated. Uh, so every time that you go back into these maps, it's not necessarily the same. Um, or like if me and Pawn started playing co-op, when I jump into his world, what we're... How, I, how we go through the world isn't going to be the same, right? I can't say, hey, we got to go this way. I'll have a general idea when we run into certain things. That at least that's what I'm noticing. But other than that, everything else is pretty much procedurally generated, which is really dope. Nobody has the same experience. Another thing, too, you guys might notice that I'm going to die here a few times. The game also scales dependent on who you have. So we have more people, we get more enemies. The enemies also get more difficult. And, and Smitty, reading is fundamental. I... I will. I do want to say though, when you first are able to choose the difficulty options, I don't think that it gives you a description 
for the difficulty options. I think you, it just gives you the different options and maybe it does. And it was on the side and I wasn't looking at it, but I wasn't approaching looking at difficulty that way because it's usually never that right. Usually how the difficulty works in a lot of games is that, Oh, the enemies are just harder or, or the enemies have more health. Oh, the enemies just hit you harder. That's it. No. And in, in this game, it's, it's a little bit more than that because there's other elements. You get perks, you get abilities, you get other things that can help you in tandem to where you're trying to sit here and run and gun. It's not that type of game, right? I, I, I can't just get out here like it's Gears of War, pull out a shotgun, get a Lancer, chainsaw some shit, cha- you know, fight through the Locust, one tap the Locust every now and then and think I'm all right. No, there's nothing like that. Um, you do have to, you got to play through it. You know, um, so I mean, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I didn't think that I was going to enjoy the game as much as I am. Uh, but this game is speaking to me in the same way that Souls games speak to me. And it's that high fantasy, the dark art, the uh, the over the top nature of some of the enemies, uh, the design of the game. Like you'll see some moments here while I walk through doors or I walk into a new area and I'm just looking around like, bro. When did this game come out? Like 2017? This game looks fucking crazy, especially with the update and everything. Like, you determine for yourself how you feel about it, what you think about it. I do. That's why I brought gameplay for you guys today. So hopefully you guys can enjoy that. And next, this is uh, The Last Remnant. Oh, no. Remnant no, from that. That's the movie. That's up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> great. Great movie. movie. That was a great fucking movie. Shout out to Leonardo. Great, um, great, great, great. great. I don't know why I do that, um, but it's, it's Remnant. It's Remnant from the Ashes. Um, yeah. But it's Remnant, yeah, it's Remnant from the Ashes. Remnant has a second game coming out, um, yeah. and that's what made me jump into Remnant from the Ashes next. Um, other than that, I, I do want to mention real quick, um, just because I feel like a sidebar before we get into upcoming games and everything. I'm kind of upset with Infinity Ward, Activision, Blizzard right now, um, mainly because... I don't understand why these co- why these companies, these corporations, these devs. I, I'm not gonna say the devs. I don't wanna, I don't, I'll put the devs in there too. Why not? Um, they're all part of the game. I don't understand why it's more important to remove game modes than it is to fix your game. You removing third person out of Warzone, third person trios, mind you. That's the only mode that we had in Warzone. We don't have solos, duos, nothing else. Everything else is first person. We had this one mode, third person trios where you're third person in a war zone that I was having a fucking blast with. It, it cured that space of people needing a SOCOM. It made people, I've solved so many people that I was playing that shit with. They was like, man, I don't even need PUBG anymore. This is like, this is what, this is the definitive version of PUBG that I've been looking for. Like, yeah, exactly. I am so salty at the fact that they did a playlist update this Thursday and removed an entire game mode um, out of the game, replace it with normal trios, but I still can't get halfway up a ladder sometimes. But I still can't mantle over certain things sometimes. But I still can't pick up the specific gun that I'm looking at after I dropped it on accident. But you want to take game modes out that people are enjoying. And again, me understanding how that some of that works, the only thing that I could think of, and mind you, I looked there's nobody, there's no reasoning for why this happened other than, oh, we just wanted to update the playlist. The only thing that I could think of is that there was a, not enough people playing it. 
but that can't be true when I'm instantly finding the same amount of people, if not faster than regular Warzone. So what is happening? And the only reason it's a problem for me because there are certain people, again, I, I, I got tapped in with one of my brothers that I used to game with back in the day. He got, a, he got an Xbox. He mainly jumped back into Call of Duty because he heard about the third person mode. He doesn't want to play Warzone no more. Now, mind you, to each his own, but he's kind of turned off a of Call of Duty now because he was so, he was looking forward to being able to run this mode because he's a third person guy. He likes playing third person multiplayer games. That's what he likes to do. And there's not, we talked about it last night. You guys want to have a, you guys have, want to have an interesting thought. How many third person multiplayer games are out there? You want to talk about a market that's cornered? Which you have Fortnite, you got PUBG, you got, what else? Gears of War, which is an excellent one, but I'll be honest with you guys, I jumped back into Gears of War also recently, yesterday, uh, yesterday or the day before, and again, Gears of War is not a, it's not a casual friendly game. It's not. I, I jumped back in there and found myself sweating again. Like, uh, like damn, I, I haven't played this shit in like almost two years. I feel like. And I've, I've been here fucking getting sweaty with people. Damn. Maybe it's just me and my experience with the game thus far, but there's not a Rogue Company is another good one. I'm gonna have to bring that one up. I forgot about Rogue Company. Rogue Company is a solid game. Um, but I have, Division, Division's good. Um, Division is another one that's out there, but this PvP is broken. And I don't care what you say to me um, or, like, what you tried. It's, there's no reason why when I go grind for 100 hours, if I'm not grinding for PvP-specific gear for that 100 hours, why when I jump into PvP, I just com get completely obliterated like I did nothing. And that's the way PvP makes you feel. I don't think, and to me, when you have games like that, the P I feel like the PvP should be evenly balanced so that anybody, newer people, you don't have to play the base game to enjoy this part of the game. It should be an add-on the way multiplayer games have always been. I, I, I do appreciate a mode like, what is it, the, uh, the tower uh, where we got to do 100, clear 100 floors together and stuff like I like stuff like that. Or I like having something that says, hey, this is a gear-specific mode. You, you jump into it, understand that gear score matters i just feel like there should be a little bit more variety out there um and there, there's not a bunch warframe warframe does not have pvp i said three third person pvp games third person multiplayer games warframe is not a multiplayer game it's a co-op game it has it had pvp in there and it probably still has pvp in there that nobody plays literally nobody plays warframe pvp that's one of the number one complaints about warframe the summit. There you go. Thank you, Dakato. The summit and stuff like that. That's dope. But that's a co-op experience. It's not PVP focused. Same thing with the dark zone. The dark zone's not as good as the first dark zone. That's just, just in my opinion. Um, you tell tell me, Fahim. Well, I mean, what other third good third person multiplayer games are out there for the people? I want to hear that from the chat. See what you guys' opinions are. Or see if there's anything outside of what maybe i'm thinking of um my point is i do just feel that we need more in the market um 
as much as Sony has cornered the third-person action, the adventure over-the-shoulder games, you would imagine that they want, might want to capture the oh, third-person over-the-shoulder multiplayer games too, right? But that hasn't happened, which is also really weird to me, how you go one direction, not completely take that direction. Um, but again, there's a huge market that I think needs to be fulfilled there because we don't have a lot of uh, enough third-person, not like we have first-person games. But especially on a multiplayer front. Neither here or there. Enough of me rambling and going on about my personal dealings and everything. Um, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty much about. That's pretty much been my week. Um, I'm still touching Pokemon Violet off and on. Um, I did beat the game. Need for Speed. Need for Speed Unbound. I I put down this week. I haven't jumped back into it. Okay. Um, but okay. it is still in my rotation. I'm still having a good time with it. I am. I'll be honest and also say here. I feel like they did a misstep with separating the story and the multiplayer. The only reason I say that is because if you know that the multiplayer is separated separated out from the story, then you may only ever play the multiplayer, right? Because you're, it's a whole other time commitment and investment that you got to put in to get those cars and everything. And, and none of it carries over, period. Whatever you do in the story is completely locked to your story. Correct, yeah. So, which is cool for, you know, if you're more single player focused, you want to get that story element, that's great. But... I I do think that if you're going to play the story, though, that you should at least be given something if you choose to go online, right? Let's say maybe not up front, but what if you beat the game? Hey, or you said you beat the game. Here's a car, right? Play some rewards, right? Um, something something to entice you because games in the past have done that, right? You beat the story. Yeah, then yeah, Mass Effect, almost. I know, did that um, when they brought up their uh, multiplayer and everything, where things just kind of carried over. It gave you a reason. Or made yeah, you call it Call of Duty. You open up characters. Yeah, for that too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, right. So yeah, that's what uh, I, I get. I, I get that. Um, listen, I haven't hopped back into Need for Speed yet. I still got you know whatever hours left on my demo, which I'm going to use up. But I will say this: that um, I see what you're saying, Steel. I am glad that they separated them for other reasons because right, I think right, right. There's a lot of people who only play Need for Speed for the single player aspect. Um, like me, um, since I'm not a big multiplayer guy when it comes to racing games. Um, I think it's it's good, but I do see what you're saying, that having some crossover, at least being able to earn something to encourage people to jump into the multiplayer would be a good thing for sure. Um, it's on sale for 45 bucks at GameStop uh, right now. It's on sale. It'll be on sale uh, tomorrow for $40 at Target. So um there are already deals on this game, and I think at that price point, this game is worth it from what I've played of the demo so far. So um, I definitely think that they're on the right track, but I think that they could probably use this as a learning experience, and they could update it too um, with some things that they need to fix. But uh, yeah. that's why I was curious if you were still playing, because Mav's loving the hell out of it. It's, yeah, it's, I still love it's it. game of the year for Mav. So, I wouldn't say that. Um, it's not game. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's game of the year for him. Um, much like Midnight Suns came out of the blue for me, Right. Um, to end this year, um, I, I think it is worthy if you've been hesitating at that, you know, $60, $70 price point. Um, you know, now that's already on sale uh, for the end of the year. I think it's definitely yeah. worth it at, at that 100%. point for sure. So um, I want to throw one more in here, too. I forgot that I had played this. I, I played through the opening sequence of this game. Um, again, not a big game. This is one of those games that slips underneath the radar because not everybody checks out everything on Game Pass. But of course, me as a grazer, I do. But it's got a 91 uh, open critic right now. Only like five reviews. But I want to shout out uh, Chained Echoes as a classic style okay. JRPG that came out 16-bit style. 
JRPG that came out. It's on Game Pass it, too, isn't it? It's on Game Pass. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Pass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's on Game Pass. Exactly. This is definitely if you like the 16-bit JRPG era, go download download this game immediately. It's from Matthias Linda, um, uh, published by Deck Thirteen. Um, this game is beautiful in that 16-bit era style. The story already, just from what I played, is unique. They actually start out the game. <laughs> they start out the game kind of in a almost meme way, uh, like it's like. There's the class you wake up in bed uh, deal for anybody who's played enough 16-bit JRPGs or 8-bit JRPGs. That was always the classic way right. you as a kid waking up in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they start out the game this way, oh, that wow. way, uh, in a lighthearted moment. It's, it's funny, but uh, the story is unique uh, from what I've jumped into and played the opening sequence. The story is bringing something different than your classic uh, GRPGs. So go check this out. Um, Chained Echoes. It's in Game Pass. Download it now. Uh, well worth your time. Again, sitting at a 91 open critic. There's only five reviews because not everybody reviews these old old style games. But it's definitely something that I think people enjoy. So I want to give that a quick shout out. So 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. Plays really well. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous game. So um, the other there's been some other small ones. I jump back into multiverses. That's good. But you can definitely tell that people have. Uh, Exactly what I figured was going to happen. People have gotten really sweaty. Um, so it's not as fun as it was on initial release. It's one of those games, again, you got to go back into the uh, the dojo and really get right before you start playing online because uh, people will beat your ass. Uh, now, another game that's different from that, though, that I didn't think I was going to have fun with because I put it down quite some time ago is also Brawlhalla. Um, I was having some fun with that. It was it wasn't as bad as I remembered. Um, though I do still think it's not as refined as a multiverse for me personally. Um, I don't know, just something about it that's off. But I was having a good time with it, not getting people out of there. We're playing online. I'm just getting leveled up and everything, and I thought that was really dope too. So, um, but yeah, there'll be my other mentions in there. But that's been uh, kind of our weekend gaming thus far. And before we get into uh, the other amazing things that's happening this week we got to get into these upcoming games uh so we can let you guys know what is coming uh along the horizon or upon the horizon i should say and uh make sure you guys are ready and locked in let's do it steel upcoming weeks if if game and if it's going to work for me this morning folks come on really Oh, yeah. Crisis this is what we're doing this morning. This is what we're doing, really. It was just working. Thank you. Okay. All right. So we are coming up on what? Week of December the 12th. Already yes, steel. My God. We're going to be talking 2023 here pretty soon. Really uh, soon. Absolutely insane. Um, this week, actually, an interesting list this week. Again, this will work. Professional podcasters. Uh, again, hey, I love having. Good. There we go. Um, all right. So this is going to be an interesting week uh, as well. What do we got? What do we got here? We got Wavetail. We're going to start off the week with Wavetail. Coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on December the 12th. This is a thunderful uh, game, which is always an indicator of quality thunderful is a very good developer and publisher uh so wavetail uh coming out looks like it's going to be a very artistic styled narrative action adventure type of game um so go check that one out this week 
Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. That's right, everybody. It's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So that's right. If you've been hoping to play Final Fantasy VII Remake on Xbox, well, you can't do that, folks. You can't do that. But guess what? Square is going to let you play the the prequel. prequel. Oh. Congratulations. Congratulations. You get part of the story. I mean, I mean, what else more could you ask for? While everybody else is eating steak, they're going to give you the mashed potatoes. That, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, get all on, Xbox. Go square. I mean, obviously, this is, again, the randomness that makes zero sense. Like, I, 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 again, I don't get it. Unless they're going to, unless this is going to be the start of Final Fantasy coming over, um, I mean, I don't prefer see that happening either, but um, if Crisis Core comes and then they release Final, and then they announce Final Fantasy VII Remake, let's say January, February, that it's coming twenty thirty one, probably <laughs> they might wait that long. But if they announce that a few months later, that could start a really good marketing campaign for them. Um, start some marketing sure. hype. Uh, but again, sure. it, it is it is quite unfortunate. When you give us the prequel to the game, but you won't give me Final Fantasy VII. And again, I do want to clarify to the people because I know Pong has said it, and I've seen other people say that it's not a complete story yet. Um, it's not. I do. I do have to disagree in a lot of ways, just because of how they present the story. Um, it's not exactly word for word, but um, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be piecemealing it the way that they are. It just doesn't. I don't. And I don't mute, get it. Mute yourself, Steel. You're done. You can't hey, have that opinion. It's you can't a, hold be that okay. opinions. <laughs> Crisis Core, for anybody who doesn't know, um, listen, the remake from what I've looked at, looks like they've done a great job with it. Um, I expect nothing less if you're going to do this, go this route. It does look like they did a great job with it. Crisis Core, don't let the people fool you. Like, Crisis Core was not received well. At yeah, the time. but a lot of people like to come. But a lot of people do have gone back and, you know, rejudged it again and said, oh, well, actually, it's a pretty good Final Fantasy game. Um, if they cleaned up a lot of the stuff that plagued it, which I'm sure they did because it looks like they've pretty much gone back and redone it yeah. uh, from the ground up, um, it could wind up being a great Final Fantasy game. So I'm certainly not going to dismiss it that it is coming to Xbox. It's just that it doesn't have the impact that a Final Fantasy VII Remake does. And it's literally like, again, like I just said, everybody else gets the steak, but hey, we're giving you mashed potatoes. Here you go. Enjoy. And if this is another test, this is what I I just don't understand. Square came out and said, hey, we're going to put a game out and we're going to test. We're going to test it and see what the reaction is right. on this platform. And then, then that going forward may indicate whether or not we put games out on it. That, that's one thing, but it's, it's so random what they do. Again, they had huge reception, at least according to their own words, for Octopath Traveler right. when they threw that into Game But the Pass. second game isn't. Yeah, but the second game isn't showing up. Like, again, this is the stuff that Square just makes no sense. It, it, it just, it's so random. But again, Final Fantasy fans... If you're on Xbox, we you know, we don't get these things like right. we should. We've gotten a lot. I mean, again, there has been a lot available, but it's yeah. years and years and years later when the impact is gone. But if you're going to look for a new Final Fantasy game, Crisis Core is dropping. So 
you know, go check it out. And when I say new, I mean remade, obviously, coming right. back again. So, you know, go check it out. So and there's probably uh, going to be some retelling in this one, too. Um, yes, they're not going to tell yes. the exactly same game. If you, if For those who time. have played the remake, um, yeah. it's kind of obvious that they do are going to change some things about the story um, so that it will fit into this new uh, future past present thing that they got kind of going on currently. Correct. Uh, December the 13th for that one. Here comes another old game, uh, which is crazy. Gris is coming out, which is a narrative adventure type game. Mm. Extremely stylized, gorgeous game from Devolver Digital. Again, when you say Devolver, you already know it's quality. Yeah. But this game was released four years ago. Four years ago, this game came out, but it never came to Xbox. Well, they're doing a current gen version, which is coming wow. to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. Uh, this week. So, again, if you're a Devolver fan, if you're somebody who likes the stylistic narrative adventure games, you know you are getting an absolute winner in this game. So go check out Gris. It's coming uh, December the 13th. Uh, I'm kind of excited for it. I don't know if I'll be picking up day one. I just got so much going on. But eventually I'm going to go back to it again and play it. So uh, Gris, December the 13th. And then one that we've been waiting for steal on Xbox, or a lot of people. Have been waiting for. We are finally getting high on life steel, December the 13th. That's right. High on life, dropping into Game Pass, of course, day and date. This is a console exclusive for the time being. Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. I cannot wait to play High on Life. The pre-download yeah. is available right now. So I think it's like around 36 gigs. I Not think I game. saw something like that. Yeah. So the comedy is off the charts. The talking guns are absolutely... I can't wait to get Knifey. Knifey is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be for everybody. Obviously. And don't let your kids play it unless Please. you're okay with it. <laughs> it's not a kid's game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And I see a lot of people trying to downplay it and say, oh, look at this game. Rick and Morty's trash. Nobody wants to play this. Um, and again, it it is a game that's offering variety, even if it's a game that ends up being easier to play. Um the style of the game kind of leads up to the fact that it's not supposed to be a super difficult game unless you choose to make it that way. Or should I, I could definitely foresee there being difficulty options, right? Um, if you're trying to base it off what you saw uh, originally from whoever was playing it, you know when they do these displays or showcases for games, they're playing on easy mode, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They just want to show the game. They want to show that, hey, yeah. it's working, it plays good, feels good, mostly. Um, and that was the number one complaint that I saw from people. Oh, all these Xbox fans hype for an easy game that's not even going to be that great and has cringy uh you know cringy dialogue and, and it thinks it's going to be funny and it's like uh, can we just let the game come out first before we just pass judgment look if you don't like rick and morty uh, I, I i you might not like this i'm not a fan of rick and morty but i liked what i saw from this i, I thought it was funny I'm I, I'm also a fan of uh, classic comedy. I'm talking about like Def Jam era. So I may be a little be built a little bit differently than a lot of people, right? So uh, again, I am excited for it just because of that. I do feel like they're breaking that fourth dimensional wall. It's really interesting when games. That's the thing that gets me always excited about like Deadpool and I want more games like hit like that because he's talking to the he's talking to you right and it's just like that moment that like that recognition of something looking at you while you're playing playing something puts you more into that world per se I, at least for me and I don't know it's just it's just something mentally about it that that messes with you but it's extremely also interesting 
Yeah. And the graphics are popping. Yeah. Um, I like I Colorful. like a lot of different aspects to this. So I can't wait to hop in. And supposedly it's a bigger game than you think it is. It's not as linear as oh, wow. people okay. assumed it was going to be. So supposedly there is branching paths and that kind nice. of stuff. So we'll see. We'll see again. I want to know what our know. character looks like. Or do I just customize right. my character and I'm just no, some no-face dude? I think you're some no-face dude. But we'll find out. It'd be we'll interesting. Find out. We'll find out. I think it's all about the guns. I think that's the big thing. So, uh, but uh, High on Life, December 13th, obviously, again, pre-download is available right now. So if you need to make room, uh, you've got the opportunity to clear out and uh, get that settled game beforehand. Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. And then another game, which started some controversy this week, which I thought really? was freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Neon White, which has been out. Mm. Uh, this is that indie game. Um, that was up for a lot of awards. A lot of people were playing. It's a runner with card battle system involved, um, much like Mirror's Edge style gameplay, but in an anime mm. world. Uh, looks freaking amazing. I don't know how much it's going to be for me because those games, Mirror's Edge was very cool, but I just, I, it's I a just runner. Do it. At the end it's of the day, it's a runner. But yeah. it's from Annapurna, right? Developed by Angel um, Matrix. Um, but it's coming to PlayStation, okay? It's coming to PlayStation this week, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. Uh, it, it was up for a lot of awards. I think it won awards at some other shows as well. So people have been wanting to play this. It was on Switch and – or it was on PC and Switch. PC and Switch first. Now it's coming to PlayStation. Well, Special Nick from Xbox Era, as a side story, had come out in last week's show, I think, and had said that um, to expect a Neon White to be coming to Xbox and potentially Game Pass uh, very soon. And he was saying December, but he was speculating, right? He just speculated that it was December because obviously it was dropping into PlayStation. So he was speculating that it was on the horizon for Xbox. But he had heard that for sure that it's coming to Xbox at some point. Well, Annapurna actually came out on Twitter and posted and said, a report from Xbox Era <laughs> stated that w- this game was coming to Xbox and Game Pass. And we are here to say that we are not announcing any other consoles right now oh, <laughs> or God. any other versions right now. Paraphrasing. But that's what they said. And they used the F1 meme, which a lot of people didn't understand. Um, I- I'm not even going to get into it because it's stupid. But whatever. So they had actually come out. Well, Nick came out and said, well... I was just speculating on December because uh, yeah. the PlayStation version. But thank you for low-key acknowledging that there is going to be an Xbox version with your tweet. <laughs> so that was pretty funny that Annapurna actually took notice of Xbox era of all people. So uh, PlayStation this week, um, special Nick over at Xbox era is saying it's definitely coming to Xbox at some point. And it sounds like from their response – it that's coming. exactly what's going to happen, but we'll probably see it next year. We'll what a way to year. what a way to snitch on yourself without like fully right. reading what was going on or not watching what happened. Just maybe assuming somebody said something to you and said, "Hey, look at this person leaking information," and you just re- yeah. went with something. That's the way it came across because I did go back and listen, and he didn't put a specific no. date on anything. He just no. he literally just speculated. Now, could he have been speculating with some known information? Sure. sure. But at the end of the day, you can't crucify the man for speculation. No, 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 no. It was just, it was great that they did that to themselves. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, it was I fun. thought it was a little, nice little back and forth. So, Neon White, look forward to it on PlayStation. And again, it'll be coming to Xbox at some point. And uh, it has been a lot of people's favorite game this year. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that hits. We got little, 
oh man, this must be from Florida. Little Gator Game. <laughs> Little Gator Game. Come and switch a PC. I made this one, you know? <laughs> right. Your Mega Wobble. Yeah, Mega Wobble yeah. is the developer. Yeah. Platonic Friends is the uh, public. Uh, Platonic Friends is the publisher. It's an adventure game. Dropping on a switch of PC, little Gator. Look at that little guy. That's what Steel sees every morning when he goes outside. That's so yep. cute. Uh, uh, a a Zelda guy. Gator. Yep, that's exactly yeah, that. Yeah, a Zelda Gator. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, of course, another, hey, it's old, but it's getting a fresh shine this week. The Witcher yep. 3 is getting its patch this week. Uh, in North America, we actually get it on December 13th, uh, the evening of. I believe it starts dropping nice. at 6 p.m. Yeah, I think it starts dropping 6 p.m. Pacific sta- uh, Pacific time, which would be 8 o'clock Central time, 9 o'clock Eastern time on December the 13th because they did put out a full chart uh, with all the release times. Uh, and Xbox and PC are actually getting it like 24 hours in advance. PlayStation's got to wait for some reason. Um, so, but the Xbox and PC in North America, at least, uh, will be getting it on the 13th, but the official launch is the 14th, of course. So check that chart out. It's on the, the Witcher tweet. Uh, so go check them out and uh, find out when you can upload it. I moved, I moved the game from my external to my internal, got my memory straight. I'm all ready to rock and roll. Third time's a charm. Hopefully. Hopefully this yeah. time it clicks. Same for me. Same clicks. for me also. Um, yep. This will also be my third time jumping back in. The second time I'll be fair and say uh, that I didn't. I, another game pulled my attention away when I got about an hour in. I it did pull me in further than I was previously. I think this may be a game where um, I do kind of I may bump the difficulty down one just so I can get more of a true experience of what this game is supposed to be. And then as I get accustomed to it, bump it right back up. Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know what I, what I need to do to see if this is going to hit. I, I do know that this game uh, across the board is highly regarded by a ton of different people. Um, so I, I want to give it a fair shake, but there is truth to a saying uh, to the saying that not all games are for every gamer. Correct. So uh, I guess we'll find out whether that is true or not. As yep. and me and Pong, um, I'm a newly found CD Projekt Red fan, uh, but right. Pong is, uh, you know, on record saying he is a, a project CD Projekt Red fan. So yeah, because um, what I played, I I loved, and I put more hours into it than you did, Steel. Like between my two playthroughs, I probably put in 30, 40 hours between the yeah, two playthroughs. Of course, it was a restart the second time. Yeah, but I love the world. I love everything about that game right and right. you can already tell just from that and i haven't played the the dlc like everybody else has but the and writing is phenomenal yeah. like everything again this game should be a love of mine it has everything that i love about high fantasy right. rpg style games it's the combat that has constantly pulled me away from the game like i, I get to a point where the combat just got frustrating for me um and i'm hoping that with the 60 frames, with some of the quality of life stuff that they have done mm-hmm. uh, to the systems, um, that this is going to be uh, that it's going to be the changer. And it's going to be the one that gets me back into this game and that I wind up saying, you know what, playing through The Witcher 3 now into the new year, along with Midnight Suns, because I'm not going to give up Midnight Suns. Uh, but this is going to be the one that carries me in. And I got to go back to Persona 5, by the way, too. So. Just small games sitting in my backlog right now. That's all. Um, so um, I'm just hoping. But uh, again, Witcher 3, 
patch coming December the 13th, 14th, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, Going to be exciting. I, I hope really. Uh, AKA coming to Switch and PC, or maybe it's just Akka. <laughs> I hope so. I, Maybe it's just Akka. The way Akka, that it said, it looks, it looks like AKA, but yeah, it could be just be yeah, Akka. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks like a, a, a um, uh, looks like a, what is this? This is from, published by NeoWiz. Didn't NeoWiz used to do mobile games all the time? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's NeoWiz, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Cosmo Gato is the developer. It's a simulation game. Okay. All right. Uh, it's coming to Switch and PC. It's going to be a Red Panda. Simulator. Yeah, going to be a Red Panda. Red yeah, Panda I simulator. I love Red Pandas, bro. I can't uh, believe red pandas, red pandas cool. are real. Red pandas yeah, are mad. like Pokemon. They're yeah, in that Pokemon class of they real are. animals. They're mad you know, there's cute. a whole bunch of them. There's that weird giant bird that looks prehistoric yeah. that's out there. Like, and then there's that owl thing that's yeah. screech. Those are like real life Pokemon. No, red 100%. pandas are real life Pokemon. Every time I see a video, they have these human qualities to them. They have intelligence that I just yep. absolutely love. I want one so bad. Yeah, no, I do too. Anyways, I heard they were kind of vicious, but like I said, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, yes, Jacob, got- uh, the yeah. the Xbox Series S version of The Witcher um, will also have 60. Yes, it will. Yes, they did confirm that. So, um, And then we got an indie game real quick that it's I played. Cool. This, no, this, this has... Um, I believe this is the one. Yeah, this is the one. Okay. Blacktail. It's called Blacktail. Now, okay. I played this on the cool. ID at Xbox Showcase either at the beginning of this year or at the end of last year. I can't now, remember because before, they do so many showcases. Before you get into a poem, I do yeah. want to say that the cover art for this game is is a classic a classic back in the day. If I would have saw this on the front cover yeah. of a game, I yeah. would have bought it. Right, right. So, it's cool as hell. What, what, it's cool as hell. It, it, you're saying it's a cool game. Yeah. What I'm saying is when I played it, right, when I played it, and again, the developer is the Parasite, okay? The publisher, which is the interesting part here, Steel, is Focus. Now, Focus is gigantic right now. Focus is publishing. Like at the Video Game Awards, like every other game was published by Focus. Like right. it was ridiculous. Focus is on a roll right now. But the interesting part is when I played the demo, Focus wasn't a part of this. Really? Okay. No, 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 no. Again, it was part of the ID at Xbox show, right? So wow, it was part okay. of the indie showcase, right? So it was part of the, the Xbox um, mm. whole deal where they help out the indie developers. When I played this demo, there was something about it. Now, it's got magic to it. It's got... Um, uh, you. A uh, big part of it is your bow that you're running around with, the story, and the NPC character creatures that I was meeting were highly stylized and very cool in this darker kind of fantasy world, okay? There was a lot going on in the demo. I thought the game, I was sitting there playing the game. And again, I had downloaded at that time, probably like five to 10 different indie games. That one, I kept drawing me back and I actually played this game the most. What was interesting, Steel, is that early this year, Focus Entertainment came out and said that they were publishing this game now. And when I started seeing the game, Steel, recently of what they've showed, they got an influx of resources. They got an influx of money. And I think Focus helped this game out. I think Focus saw what I saw, that this game has a lot of potential. 
Um, and I'm hoping that that is what's turned out here because I've seen a lot of people, uh, reviewers out there, starting to talk about this game a little bit, um, which for an indie game that was coming from a very small team um, doesn't usually happen unless people are starting to pick up on this game and seeing right. things behind the scenes that they're really liking. So Blacktail, keep your eye on this game. If you're looking for the indie game, it's not, I, it's not coming to Game Pass or anything like that no. as far as I'm aware of. Um, but I think this could be a surprise indie game that comes along and uh, really does well. So really cool concept in this game, like dark fantasy fairy tale style uh, storytelling. That's how I would put it. A um, lot of cool stuff to this game. So Blacktail coming out this week. I'm going to keep my eye. I don't know what the price point is. I haven't looked at the store yet if it's up or not. I may pick it up just uh, to pick it up. because and I it is a first-person game, by the way. It is a first-person. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mention that. It is a first-person game as well. Yes. Um, and then the final game this week, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard coming to Switch. That's right, Switch. Switch, wow. the console that doesn't count. The kids' oh, toy. Yeah. Um, it's 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 not a high performing console. Um, just to let everybody know, uh, according to the government, they have ruled that uh, the Switch does not matter in the video game industry, uh, which we're going to get into. Uh, that only PlayStation and Xbox count, um, and the 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 Switch is relegated to a kids' toy. So, sorry, Switch owners. You know, if you're if you're above the age of 18 and you're playing Switch, you're you're playing a kid's toy, so you should probably put that thing down and go get yourself a real uh, game machine, like an Xbox or a PlayStation. A Just real game you know. machine. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what that, that's what the government's talking uh, about. Oh right yeah, that now they are. It's, it's it's really strange, man, to see to to know that the number one in this space is uh is worthless. Yeah. Really interesting. It's, and, really and interesting it's only family friendly games. They don't get mature games. They don't get mature games. Even though yeah. Hogue did a live earlier this week, he did a live search through the Switch store. 1,400 yeah. M rated games. <laughs> yeah. But it's just family friendly, man. They, uh, it's just family friendly. Nintendo has the their library, and I, I know they're supposed to be doing work to the library. Their library, comparatively to either Xbox or PlayStation, on the games that you can look up, has a lot more to be worried about as far as your kids are concerned. Um, maybe even you, who maybe you don't want to see that kind of thing, um, or you should be concerned with than both ecosystems combined. Um, it's crazy to see the type of stuff that Nintendo lets into their uh, lets into their library. But I have to also be honest and say that they do look at a lot of that stuff differently than we do. Um, we do tend to over-sexualize a lot of things here, whereas over there, they're a little bit more open. But that's not an excuse for what they have in their library, especially as a global, worldwide, known brand, um, in it not to be recognized as a uh, high-performing game. Yep. But all right. Sorry. You're playing on an inferior system. There's just no two ways about it. Uh, Hoofhardt says, I know what they're talking about when they say that. Um but the thing, the thing that's unfortunate about that statement, though, Hoof, um, and appreciate you for being here, man. Um, I don't know if you're newer. Uh, you seem newer. First time I've, I've, I've seen you. Uh, but so, one, thank you for joining the Lip Split Screen, man, non-console-centric platform, talking about everything going on in the gaming industry. But two, I get why they're saying that. Um, because no, they don't have the same quality games as far as I'm not gonna say quality because quality is subjective and I want to get away from that. They don't have the same style of games per se that an Xbox and PlayStation may have as far as like graphically, but 
they still have similar games. They have a shooter. They have third-person games. They have first... Well, I think they may have some first-person games. Most of the games are third-person. That's actually crazy that Nintendo probably has the most third-person games on the market. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not, like, really thinking about it now. That's kind of crazy. Um, but... I don't understand them saying that because at the end of the day, the reason they said that is to remove Nintendo from out of the gaming market or say that they're a completely different market. And let me show you, let me show you something hoofed in case you haven't seen it yet. But they're a different market, right? What do I have in my hand? This is a different market though, right? Oh, hold on, let me show you, let me show you one more thing. But they're, it's a different market though, right? This is just a kid's game. Oh, hold on. Let me let me see if I can show you something else. That's just a kid's game, huh? One of the yeah. greatest IPs in existence right now. Pokemon it's just, kids, it's just, man. It's just a kid's game, right? The, again, they said it's a different market, but they're number one in the market. Gaming, I right? Put away your baby toys. Gaming, gaming is one market. Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox are in that one market. Fighting for attention. There's nobody else. Well, you know, yeah, Amazon's in there now, and then Apple doesn't do anything other than just rake in cash um, from their gaming market. So, yeah, you just have these three people making games, but Nintendo doesn't exist. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but that's neither here or there. Um, it's definitely a conversation that we're going to end up having. Um, and Titanium, shout out to my brother Titanium, he dropped it here. He said, just saying, and he's doing this for me. I know he's doing it for me. Uh, he said, just saying, but Warframe is now cross-play with Switch and Xbox. Uh, LMAO PC. That's, that's interesting. So Warframe is on Switch? That's extremely interesting. If Warframe is on Switch, they're, they're going to a whole different level. Um, I didn't know that. But yes, I do know uh, Warframe is bringing the crossplay to everything, um, which is something else that's really dope if you guys have been sleeping on Warframe. Um, I do. I will say here, mentioning that, um, they will have crossplay, but they will not have cross-progression from what I remember. I could be off-base in that. Titanium, let me know if I'm wrong on that, because uh, I know you're a little bit more involved with Warframe than I have been uh, over the years, so... Um, Tim also says they signed a 10-year deal for COD on Switch and upcoming Switch 2. Uh, and also, ladies and gentlemen, with, uh, with Zelda winning most anticipated game of the year uh, or most anticipated game, you're smoking crack if you don't think that there's a Switch Pro uh, right coming around the corner. They're, they're about to do the exact same thing they did with the first Zelda. Uh, you want to guys want to know what that is? Look at this. What system is this for? A system that didn't exist, Steel. What's the Wii U? Never existed. This game came out on Wii U. My wife actually played this game. Took them almost to completion on the Wii U. Um, now it was a, it was a worse experience than it was on the Switch, um, for sure. Considered it was oh the hardware too, but um, they're going to do the exact same thing. And I know people were saying because now people I, I don't know people just don't do research. I don't I don't know what it is, uh, but. People are also saying that, oh, the new Switch is going to be backwards compatible. Last I heard, ladies and gentlemen, um, they came out and said it wasn't going to be backwards compatible. So unless you can link me to an article um, that's going to give me some newer information that I can familiarize myself with. Last I checked from Nintendo, they stated if they release another console, it will not be backwards compatible. Just saying. 
but neither here or there. Um, Phil, why uh, so serious? Says Phil uh, knows there's a, a, a new switch coming. Excuse me. Um, and then Titanium says, uh, not yet. They will be adding it with cross progression. Um, and Lord Master Jasper says Warframe has been on Switch for about a year or two. Damn, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's that's a. I wouldn't want to play Warframe no, on Switch. That no, no, Switch those only family friendly games. Again, prove look, prove. Look, the, the government's ruled, man. This is it. The government's ruled. So I'm sorry. Yeah, the facts don't matter. And Blue Moon, I agree. I do agree. It better be, um, especially nowadays. I hope it's backwards compatible because uh, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, again, Nintendo, oh, but Nintendo customers don't care. Don't hold your breath. Yeah. No, I, and I don't. I don't bet on it. And I only the only reason I say that I won't bet on it because they haven't done it up to this point. Every time they have been keen on sticking to the old mantra of bringing out a new console, nothing moves over, and you rebuy everything you already bought. I think what they might do this time differently is since they have Nintendo games and all this other stuff part of your um, subscription service now, that stuff may carry over, but that's it. Yeah. And it's going to be a much better docked experience than the Switch. I think they're really going to enhance the docked they should. version and of they the should. Switch Pro. Yeah, they should. I think they are going to make that a priority this time around so that people that do like to play on the big screen get a very good experience. It may not be the same, right? but a good experience, at least. Yeah, and again, I do think that they should at least offer like a 1440p docked mode and a 1080p docked easily. Um, I think that would be the best route to go. Um, even if they end up doing like 900p, again, Nintendo a Nintendo Switch could get away with 900p. You wouldn't really know the difference between whether it was 900p or 1440p on that small screen. Um, so they have a lot to use it at their advantage, especially if they do take advantage of uh, the dock itself. Because honestly, to me, guys, I know some people say, oh, it looks better in dock mode. No, it don't. It looks worse. Like, you, I mean, unless you're playing on a smaller screen, um, yeah. again, it still looks worse. You, you don't put it on a 4K TV and then all of a sudden it looks like it's in 4K. No, it's it looks worse. It does. It <laughs> like, does. I just, and that, sh- that shouldn't be that way. Um, but that's something they got to figure out. Uh, neither here or there. Uh, <laughs> Muppet says, Paul, so I would settle for no sto- joystick drift. I can't yeah. just put that on Nintendo, though, although no. they they will make you pay $70 for uh, Joy-Cons, whereas I, I'd rather pay that money for a full controller. But um, Joy-Cons, I mean, joystick drift is an issue across the board with everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. 100%. I mean, again, I, something that we've talked about here, I don't understand why they can't figure this out. To a two hundred dollar so, controller, and within a year, within a year, I had I had stick drift. That I mean, again, I can get used to it because I know how to open up my my uh, my dead zones and tweak them. So it they it, they it it's gone. And I also have a lot more refinement with me having a PC playing through PC. I can use Steam to refi- refine it down even more, so I can make it seem like it's completely gone. But I shouldn't have to do that. I should just have a good product, especially when I, you when you spend two hundred dollars for the product. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, Paul, where do we want to get into first, man? I mean, Game Awards <laughs> kind of hit it over the head to end of the week. Uh, we can get into some. You want to start, you wanna uh, start positive or you want to start ranting early? Which one, Steel? Uh, I say we start a little rant early. Um, you might have to pick up for me first. It looks like my camera is acting up um, here. I don't know what's yeah, going I saw on. With that. You, you had some lines going through it, and now it looks like you're frozen. Yeah, it looks like it, it froze me. You can still hear me though, right? I'm everything's yeah, yeah, going yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna yeah. try to reset some things on my end and hit the uh, the BR real quick. But 
um i want to stage this so um let's talk about 70 dollars games first just to get it out of the way gotta get it out of the way knock it out of the park hit it over the home run uh just so we can kind of kind of um not necessarily shit on some people not necessarily not necessarily say people are wrong or you shouldn't have opinion or any of that uh but this is a topic again that i'm always going to bring up here as i've mentioned before when i brought up this topic um where beauty is always going to be in the eye uh value beauty whatever whatever you want to fit in that phrase um is always going to be in the eye of the beholder but fortunately unfortunately depending on how you want to look at it I will never be the one to sit here and cap for a large corporation. Um, lie to you, try to spin it a certain way, say, hey, they needed to do these things uh, because I am also a consumer who is not ignorant. Um, I have been in gaming for quite a long time. Um, I mean, Paul's been in it longer than me, so he has a lot, a lot more of a perspective on it, uh, which is why I always appreciate him being here. Um, but for me, as someone who literally stopped playing single player games because i felt like they didn't offer me enough right i wasn't playing single player games because they didn't have a multiplayer component it gave me no reason to play i was not playing single player games because growing up i especially into the digital era i was able to recognize that games came became complete a year or more later paying 70 dollars for a game and then paying thirty to forty dollars for the DLC. Again, we've been paying hundred dollars for games for a while, whether you guys want to admit that or not. Uh, you've been buying DLC. You've been paying full price for games for quite some time, and nothing has changed as far as when the market decided to go more digital. Matter of fact, we've just been charged more and told that it's more complicated. Which I get. I'm not saying that making games is not complicated. I'm not saying that it's easy to make games. Um, I can't say that. I'm not a game. Dev, I'm not a game dev. I've never made a game. Um, I don't, I, and I don't want to get into that because I do feel it is going to take away what I love about gaming and treating it as art and such. And I know there's a lot that goes into it, but I cannot be ignorant and sit here and not pay attention to the fact we are getting less by being charged more. Nothing got adjusted when things went digital. Zero. We're still paying the same price. And people say, oh, well, games were 60 plus back in the day, way back in the day. Okay, so again, people say these things and completely don't mention the fact that we had cartridges, that we had CDs, that you had other things that these games were being put on that had to consider manufacturing, had to consider shelf space, had to consider um, store marketing, cutting deals with other people millions and billions of dollars spent on just the logistics of games where now you don't have that you release the game on a on a on the internet market people buy it full price you get what you got and not only that back in the day i know you say oh well you know today's a little bit better because you can get a patch to fix those issues you had with the game okay they also had a perspective back in the day that either the game was going to be right day one because it had to be. There was no pulling it back. If you pulled it back, that is millions of dollars that you're sinking down the drain to fix an issue. So they had to make sure that the game came out on point as best as possible back in the day. 
Now you can still say, oh, well, game still came out broken. We still had bugs. And it was part of it, right? You had fun with it. If Simba jumped on one of the elephant's heads and you got launched across the map, you thought that was fun. That it was a good time. But now we blame, we, we crucify studios like Bethesda, for an example, when they have bugs, although they try to do things differently. Open world, uh, ever-branching paths, different, everything's touchable, but that's a problem. That's why I say, I will always say that we as gamers are extremely entitled. But we tend to be extremely ignorant also. And that's why I'm bringing up these facts. As I'm getting everything lined up for Pong here, because I, I want to hear his perspective on it first. I know I've heard of this couple, a few times throughout the week, but got to talk about it again here because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care who you are, you're not going to tell me that them inflation is a reason or a justification. The macroeconomics is a, is a justification to why the price had to go up. Games being bigger than ever, um, us asking for more is a reason why the game, game of price, the price of games had to go up. I feel you if there was ever an adjustment to to separate what the difference between us getting physical and us getting digital, especially in an era to now. It is a question whether you're even going to get it physical, period. Monster Hunter Rise, best example that I can use, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to come out on Game Pass, January. You cannot buy a physical copy of the game unless you're on Nintendo Switch. You can't buy a physical copy. So should you be charged $60 for that? I mean, sure, I could say maybe the Switch owners deserve to pay $60. They got got an actual game. But if you as a digital owner, should you pay that same price? So if you go get a car, right? Get the whole car, right? Everything's good. But they leave out the exhaust. That's okay. You can go get your own exhaust, right? No, that's not how this shit works. There should be a price adjustment for that, right? You're not going to buy the car with no exhaust. You're going to be like, man, you're going to have to take some off the top. I got to go get my own exhaust. I got to find somebody. That's going to be a couple thousand dollars. Like, you think that that's how that would work. We have never asked for that in our industry. We as a community have never sat and said, hey, we're being given more, but you're still, but you're still charging us more. Or you're, excuse me, you're giving us less, but saying that you're giving us more but, we, but we're getting less and we're getting incomplete games and you want to raise the price up shout, and shout to Xbox because I saw people making this, oh, it's, it was just bound to happen. Everybody else did it, so Microsoft had to do it. As a company, they did not have to do anything. They could have stood on their square and said, hey, we want to be different in this market. We want to double down on us being consumer facing, consumer friendly, and we're taking a different approach to how we look at games. You've, you've said that already, actually, matter of fact, but still charged an additional $10 for games. Now, again, in the scope of things, because the other side of this conversation too, and this is one of the bigger points that I want you to hit, Pong, because this is the th- biggest thing that I've seen. I have Game Pass, so it doesn't matter. You care about yourself 
and it doesn't matter is what I will tell you. And that's okay. But you have to lead with this is what I care about and this is how I see the value. That's it. Because it's not okay, no matter how you pitch it to me, I have Game Pass. I think it's a huge value. I'm actually, me and Paul might have a little bit of differences later because I don't think Xbox is as weak as people try to make them, make them seem. I don't think so because of the Game Pass plays that have been made. Is it an excuse? No, it's not an excuse. But I'm also a gamer who has always looked at games versus looking at first party and everything else. Although I do love, I, I like first party games, certain games but it's not always what drives me. That's a different conversation we'll end up having later. Neither here or there. Pong, that's mm -hmm. on that point right there for yep. me. Yep. And then kind of run from there. Yep. When people say, it doesn't matter who it is, when people say that the price of game doesn't go up because I have a subscription service, mm -hmm. what does that one, what does it tell you? And do you agree with that opinion? I know you mm -hmm. don't, but, mm -hmm. and also, is that kind of a jaded way to look at things? Maybe um, it could be one-sided possibly, or um, should we as consumers or as, uh, I don't know what else, just, I was just say consumers, be grateful that we do have something else that we can invest in where these games are going to be at. Sure. Let me know. Let me, uh, let me address this first, because this is another argument and Muppets bringing it up in the chat. Okay. Shout out to you, Muppet. Um, the people who go back and say, yeah, well in the eighties, nineties, we paid more for games at points too. Muppet brought up the fact that he paid $70 for street fire sure. back in the day. Listen, the problem with that simple conversion that everybody does and says, oh, in today's money, that'd be $135. You're leaving out the buying power of the dollar back then versus today. You're leaving out all the inflation during that time versus wages and how the wages have not matched the cost of living going up. Hence why. 1,000%. Hence why back then. My middle-class family was a middle-class family off of one income, right? Off of my stepdad's income, we are middle-class. My mom could be a stay-at-home mom. Nobody talks about the fact now you got to have two incomes in most households to maintain yeah. that standard of living. Mm -hmm. So when you go do those price conversions, you're leaving out all of those factors over the past 30, 40 years and what actually that value is nowadays. And that's one of the problems with that, okay, that I have. And on top of that, you're also reducing the fact that back then you had maybe one-tenth, one-twentieth of the gamers out there in the world buying those products, that game companies are now selling X times more games than they were back then as well. And you're also excluding the fact of the cost to manufacture the games back then versus what they are now, as Steele was alluding to. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Muppet, I appreciate you, and it's a common thing that people bring up. 
it would be a great point if it was that simple, but it's not. It's not that simple. It's not as easy to do that. All right. So let's get down to, to your question, Steele. The Game Pass excuse. It's an excuse. It's a separate conversation to be had. These are two separate conversations. That's the thing that people don't understand. You're conflating two different topics. Okay. Everybody here knows I am a touter of Game Pass. It is the best deal in gaming, hands down, especially for me as a grazer who plays hundreds of games each year. And again, when I say play, some of you think, oh, you beat hundreds of games. No, to me, that's not it. I experience hundreds of games each year. So Game Pass for me is the best deal in gaming. So that's without doubt, but that is a value conversation. That is a value conversation. We are talking straight from a consumer customer standpoint. This is where my opinion comes from. Mm -hmm. This is a precursor to game pass going up in price. Are you going to have the same thought process when game pass eventually goes up in price? Are you going to be okay with a billion dollar division of a trillion dollar company asking you to pay more for game pass. Are you okay with that after them coming out and celebrating record profits, record revenue for years? Is that okay for me as a consumer? I don't care what we're talking about for me as a consumer. I will never cheer for a company that is in record revenue profits, giving me more cost. You want to make it want to make it a little bit worse, Pong. It's talked about record breaking profits in a year where uh, people were in people are in turmoil. If you really want to, if you really want to turn it on this, its head, this industry this industry profited more from the pandy than any other industry did, outside of, of course, big pharma. Okay, this industry grew during the pandy when people were losing their jobs. Okay, this industry benefited from that more than any other industry, again, outside of big pharma. Taking advantage of the people for entertainment, right? For entertainment. It provided people an outlet because they were trapped in their homes. It provided them a social outlet. It provided them an entertainment outlet. And as we all know, as gamers... It's the number one entertainment industry in the world yeah. for a reason. You don't find these experiences through movies, books, etc., TV mm-hmm. shows. The interactivity of games is nowhere close. Second to none. Okay? Yep. That's not in question here. But again, if a company is not coming out and saying, "Hey, look guys, we're barely breaking even, man. We're having a real hard time. We've got to expand. We've got to do something here. We're going to have to increase prices because we're really struggling. That's that's different. We're talking about companies setting new records quarter after quarter after quarter, and even their down quarters are way above what they used to do. So I will never as a consumer, cheer for a million, billion, trillion dollar company passing costs onto me as a consumer as they have these record quarters. 
Okay. Never. I will never do that. I can't, I can't imagine as a person cheering on higher prices in any part of my life, yeah. no matter what it is. Again, I said this on FSP. If this was a podcast about grocery stores, I would be complaining about the food prices going up right now because there's a lot of BS involved with that as well. That's on including our farmers not even be treated well. And that's the part of the reason. Correct. So I would be, I would be here talking about the same thing. I would not be saying I'm happy. I'm paying twice as much for meat right now. Hell no, no part of my life. Am I going to be happy when people start charging me? Now you can have all the justifications in the world. You can have all the yeah, buts in the world. I'm strictly talking about this company coming out and saying, Hey, we know you'll pay 10 extra dollars because you've already been doing it for other companies. So we're going to go ahead and take that extra $10 too from you. To me, that's wrong. Microsoft and Xbox had a chance to be leaders in this industry. They have been in many, many ways. Since the start of this generation, actually going back to last generation when they first started Game Pass, they've been leaders in a lot of different ways. They've been finding ways to give win-win scenarios to both themselves, devs, publishers, and us as gamers. They've been finding great ways to create these situations where everybody can wind up happy. They had an opportunity right here. And I know the answer to their shareholders. Again, this isn't the business argument. That's a whole separate conversation too. Real quick. You want me to come from the business side of things? I can certainly tell you why this is okay from a business side, why this is just a strategy. There's lots of that. I've said it when Sony, as much as I I came out and talked about Sony raising their prices $70, take two, raising their prices, Activision raising their prices. It's a business decision. You can make it. If you believe your consumer is going to pay it, yeah, you can do that. Of course, I get the business side. This is coming straight from a customer side of things. Microsoft and Xbox could have could have drawn the line in the sand and said, you know what? We are making more money than we ever have before with our gaming division. Despite the fact that we are spending more money within our gaming division to go expand it, we are not going to pass any cost back to our customers right now. We are not going to do that. The $60 mark has worked for everybody up to this point, and it will continue to work for us. They could have been the one standout amongst all the major publishers to say no to this. But they didn't. They chose the easy route. They said, well, everybody else has done it. You know, we waited. We're going to just do it now. We know our customers will pay for it. It makes Game Pass a better value. Again, there's strategy involved in this. Muppet this goes, is all precursor. Muppet says so, real quick, again, just to add on yeah. real quick, Pong, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do think it adds value to the conversation um, or at least another point too. Um, he says that the simple answer is to find a new hobby and not give them your money. I pay because if the value is there for me, then I am happy to pay. If the again, value isn't there, I would leave. Matt Muppet, again, we're not talking about value. That's a separate conversation. That's what I'm trying to explain, Muppet. That's a separate conversation. It's not about the value. Again, completely different. And telling people to leave a hobby because a trillion-dollar company raises prices, bro, I ain't comfortable with that. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with telling people to go find a new hobby because a trillion-dollar company raises their prices. 
Everybody's got to make their own decision. I'm not pocket watching anybody. I don't care. I spent $100 on the ultimate edition of Midnight Suns. Yeah. yeah. That, see, that's the crazy Again. thing. Like, people forget, yeah. like, we're, yeah. we're not... It's not. <laughs> I opened up with that point, right? We've been spending a hundred dollars on games for a while. Um, that's not the point. It's the it's the argument that whether it had to happen or not, right? It's Where, the argument of whether or not a company in this type of situation with this much money should be raising the prices. Period. Right. Period. Because this isn't going to stop, folks. Yeah. That's the point. So when are you going to speak up? What's your line? Is $100 regular version of a game your line? These companies make more money than they ever have before because the gaming industry has changed. There are now 2 billion, 3 billion people playing games. They now have digital copies that cost $10, $12 less to make than the old physical copies did. They have taken the instructional booklets out of the physical copies, which means they cost less. They are now making more money on DLC and microtransactions than they ever have before. In fact, most games that come out that are set up that way make more money themselves if they charge a price. We're not even talking about the free-to-play stuff. If they charge a price for the game and also, like EA Sports games, 2K Sports games, charge for in-game purchases as well. They make more money off those in-game purchases than they do the actual physical sales of the game. And, and Muppet, I would love to agree with you on that point, too. If we have the customer vote with our wallet, then we have to find a new way again to our money. That's not exactly true, though, um, because they did find a new way. Free-to-play games. Yeah. Free-to-play games. Right? And again, Muppet, the, po- the, the, the fact is, is that you're not going to get enough people to stop buying games right now to cause a wave. There will not because there's too many people out there with the exact mindsets that Steele and I are talking about. But I got Game Pass. Oh, but I'm paying for quality. I'm willing to pay seventy dollars. I'm willing to pay eighty dollars. Hey, if that's what you feel, cool. Right, right. But there's too much of that out there. There's no mm-hmm. way you're going to get enough people to vote with their wallet to cause a ripple. But that does not mean you don't speak up. That doesn't mean that you don't give them the smoke when you have the opportunity. That doesn't mean that you don't say, stop and say, you know what? It isn't right for you to be doing this. Because again, what is your line going to be? When is it? Because they're going to push this and push this. $100 games are on the horizon for the regular version. They are. If they thought they could get away with it right now, they do it. And that's the problem. And again, the value conversation is separate. Of course, there are games that I find valuable. Again, I, I'm not the guy standing up here saying, I'm done buying all exactly. $70 games. Exactly. Thank you. I'm not that guy. I'm not. And I'm not telling anybody out there that they can't find value in a game and pay for the, you know, again, I spent $120 on Battlefield 2042 for the ultimate version, okay? I'm not that guy. And when Starfield comes out, out next year, even though it's going to drop into Game Pass, I'm probably going to wind up getting a physical version of that game. I want the collector's edition of that game. It's a separate conversation, though. Value, it's a separate conversation. Value is a yes. completely sidelined yes. conversation on what on what that means. Yes. The like, fact is these companies <laughs> don't need to do this. They have been making more money off of us as customers than ever before. We had outrage, again, if you're not old enough to remember, when, when Bethesda had the audacity to have the horse armor 
on the physical disc that people were buying locked away behind a $5 paywall. We didn't have social media like we do now when Obsidian came oh, or when uh, uh, Oblivion came out. Man. But there was an uproar. Forums were on fire. That's Forums were on fire. How dare you? I bought the physical copy. I own what's on that disc, and you're trying to charge me extra. Now? <laughs> that looks like a laughable See, offense. We don't even get the games on the disc anymore. We buy the license. That's Nick's, all it does. Again, but that's another great example. I was there for Neo Geo era, so the pricing doesn't shock me. Nick's, you, where is your physical copy of your games? Where is it? Nowhere. And and why was the Neo Geo so expensive? Mm. Why was the Neo Geo so expensive? It was limited quantities, limited quantities, digital copies. They don't run out of. It's unlimited. The Neo Geo was giving you the actual arcade version, the actual chipset from the arcade in your cartridge. That's crazy. Again, there's talent that goes into that. There's there's tech, there's hardware, there's people who did it and put it together, and there is value to be had in that. And I could yes. understand the price being what if it was. SNES games, again, Nick, we brought up this point earlier. You're talking about things that had physical versions. That was the only way that you could play anything was if you had it physically. Y'all are literally, in the chat, some of y'all are literally arguing for the point that, oh, it should just be this way. And Not that perfect. is, I just cannot agree with that. If you, no. again, if the, if the conversation is always going to go back to, oh, value, that is always going to be subjective. The same way Correct. quality is. Correct. Quality is a thousand percent of subjective. Whether it needs to happen or not, it's a completely different topic. And that's what we're talking about. Right. It did not need to, if you're going to use all the things that are being brought up as a basis for why it had to happen, I am going to tell you that you are off base. They actually give us less information about how games are quantified, how they sell games, what goes into development. I am also not ignorant to the fact that it has become easier to make games. The industry is not fueled by the games that you guys buy. At this point, in this day, in December 10th of 2022, the industry is not fueled by the games you buy. You know what it is fueled by? The free-to-play games that you're spending $20 per skin for. Candy Crush that pays, that makes you pay for energy. That is fucking, that is the most cryptic and insane shit I have ever seen. Warzone. They get you by buying skins. For characters that don't do anything but look cute. But you're trying to justify $70 games to me? $60 games to me? Just because that's the way it's been? I'm not going to agree with y'all on that. Oh. And I won't stand down on that. 
if you're going to, again, go to value, you don't understand what we're talking about. And I, and that's fine. You don't have to understand what we're talking about. That's cool. But I cannot agree with that. And I, and I get the, another good point. I couldn't give a toss about 70 pound physical games versus 70 pound digital games. All right. So I, I, I guess if I raise the price of milk to $10, you don't care either. You're just going to pay. If I want milk, you just want milk, right? That's the line. What's the line? That's my question to all of you saying $70 is fine. What's your line? If you literally, if you woke up tomorrow and games were one hundred and fifty dollars, would you still say that's and okay? Knicks? That's a, I cannot, I can't agree with that. Cobb without Warzone does not move the needle. Call of Duty today would not be what it is if it was not for Warzone. Blackout started it. Call of Duty would not be what it is if it was not for Warzone. Period. Hey, let me uh, let me add this too as well. Again. The companies are going to make this business decision, which they have, and they're not going back. So again, they can blame inflation, but when inflation settles down, if the companies are going to do this, then I damn well, my expectations of the quality of games are going to go up. My expectations of a complete game are going to go up. These week patches, two-week patches, month patches, games coming out broken, games coming out, then if you're going to tell me that I have to pay $10 more per game because of all the complexity of the technological side of game development, all this extra money you're paying the devs, etc., then I expect your quality of work to go up. And we haven't seen that yet in this generation, folks. There are very few examples of devs setting new bars with this current gen hardware on console, at least, because console owners get the second helping. They don't even get the prime helping in most cases. That's PC that gets the the best of the best. We don't even get simple options like 60 frames still in games coming out nowadays. We get the lesser versions, but we can't even get a complete game. We get games like Callisto Protocol where, oops, uh, we uploaded the wrong version uh, for Xbox, so that's why you guys don't have reflections in the quality mode. Uh, Oops, sorry about that. We get that kind of stuff now. Guess what? You're going to start charging $70. My expectations go up. And that time for those kind of nonsense is over with. That has become a crutch. It's great that they can fix a broken game, but that has become a crutch. And I saw Nick's talking about that. Yeah, you're right, Nick's. Back in the day when I got ET for my birthday on the Atari 2600 and it was broke, there was no fixing it. It was a broke game. And they wind up burying them out in the desert because of it and almost caused a crash. So it is great that we can get our games fixed, but devs are now using that as a crutch. Publishers are using that excuse to push out games. Hence, we had the cyberpunk debacle. They're using these excuses to be able to put these games out now. That's got to stop if you're going to charge me more for games now. If you're going to tell me it's all because of this, well, then your quality has to go up. Then I want to start seeing some games set the bar bars in new ways with this technology since you guys are getting extra money from all of us all of a sudden. And again, 
that's a separate conversation, but I'm just answering some of the stuff that's going on in the community when there's part of the community who wants to defend this, which again, is your right. I'm not going to tell you it's not your right to defend it. I'm just trying to show you that those are two separate conversations to have. They aren't the same conversation. What Steele and I are talking about is exactly what Steele said. These companies, these million, billion, trillion dollar companies do not need to charge us extra money. Period. They are doing it because they can. It's a greed situation. Period. Point blank. And I mean, some of was Google said um, the market kind of already spoke. People uh, buy less full price games and release, except for the few like COD and the sports games. Um, well, uh, there was somebody else who brought it up. Um, Muppet said we. Well, I think we might have misunderstood what he was saying. I mean, I, I read it for word for word, but I'm gonna read it again, Muppet, and let me know, uh, Paul. Let me know, chat. If I'm I, again, I think you might need to rephrase it a little bit, Muppet. But just correct me if I'm if I'm saying it wrong. But it's all one sentence, no, no, nothing punctuation anywhere. So I couldn't give a toss about seventy pound physical games. Seventy pound digital is taking the piss, mind. Okay, so he's saying that uh, Muppet. Are you saying that you think digital should be less expensive? Like reading it back right then, I like it still didn't quite make sense the way that it yeah, was phrased. But I, but I think that's what it's coming off because yes, digital should be less. I I would say digital should be less than sixty dollars. That that's I, 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 that's the main thing. That that is my main. Whether or not I'm going to right. spend seventy dollars on games or not is going to yeah. be completely up to me. It's going to be completely up to the person whether you do it or not. Um, and that's complete. And that's not that's not relevant to whether it should or should not be happening. Yes, um, the market's going to decide whether it's going to happen or not, and we're going to follow suit, right? So it, it is what it is. That's the way this has always been. But that doesn't mean that I can't speak out on it when it comes up again in conversation. And the only reason it's come up again because Microsoft has raised the price on their games. So it's, we have to talk about it. It's, look, just because it happened doesn't mean I can't talk about it. Just because I am part of the problem doesn't mean that I can't see, notice the problem, evaluate the problem, and be like, look, this is a problem. Now, will I find reasons to invest in certain things because of my own perceived value? Sure. Am I still in gaming something that is a option? It's a hobby. It's a passion. Yes. So no, I mean, like milk, again, milk is also not supposed to be for human consumption. In case you guys didn't know that. <laughs> um, if you really want to get technical, that's what, that was part of the reason why I brought it up. Because again, they teach you milk is good for your bones. It's really, you really could go without it. That's neither here or there though. We want to have that conversation. And that's a different <laughs> podcast for that. But it's, a, it's, one, it's one example. The, it's, the government is making things more expensive for us and making it harder for us, for farmers to make their, for, for the places that we get our shit from, we're getting less right. because they're getting charged more and nobody's helping them. Right. Is that the same thing we want in gaming? Where we just get charged less, nobody ever says anything, nobody speaks up, we're all just quiet and we just eat it? We don't acknowledge it as a problem and we just can charge more. Eat it. If it's a hundred dollars, pay it. Oh, Hey, just because game pass is 15 bucks, you shouldn't buy, maybe you just shouldn't buy games anymore. So, okay. So where's that argument then? So again, if game pass is the reason why we shouldn't buy games, then 
wow, you're fueling the, the argument of people don't buy games. Oh, it's in Game Pass. I don't have to buy it. People don't buy games. Again, the game price increase is coming. So are you going to speak out then when it's, when it's affecting all. your value? That's all. Right? That's yeah. All. I mean, I, I, again, I know, I'm, I know I feel like I'm going slightly off the ring, and I'm not trying to attack anybody in chat, but it just is a, oh, it just is a this... passionate conversation to have. Because, again, I, I, I see this with people, and we have to be better about this, guys. Like, it is okay. like we have to be able to have conversation. And, 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 like, and again, I feel like we are. Nobody's, like, attacking each other and everything no, else. No, no, um, no. And, again, hoof, like, a good point. If the value isn't there, then wait for a sale. Right. And that, um, that's what we've been talking. Steve and, and I talk about this all the time. Get over your FOMO, people. Get over your yeah, FOMO. True. If you have the expendable cash, this expendable income to go buy every game day one, congratulations. I mean, shout out to you. Good. But I'm not talking about the 1% to 2%. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about for everybody else. Get out of the get get out of your FOMO. You don't have to be a part of the conversation day one, and wait because the games. That was my point. The games come out and they're not complete or they have problems. If you wait, you get the game for half price a month, two months later, and you get all the patches. You're getting a much better experience down the road. If you get over that, like I did a long time ago, there's certain games that I won't wait, of course. But for the most part, I can wait on games all the time, and we all have these huge backlogs. These price increases, that's the one area, and Steel, you brought it up just a little bit ago. That's the one area where these companies could start seeing a problem is if they start pushing people to the point that people just start waiting for a sale, then that might have the wave effect like yeah. they pushed it too far. That could if enough people do it. Right. Yeah, 100%. And, and, that's, and that's, just, that's the biggest thing. It's, the, it's just the fact that Again, outside looking in as a consumer, I don't think it has to happen. I don't personally believe that it has to happen. Again, that's the key word here. Has to. Right? And that's why we're on a podcast talking about it. If I yep. just wanted to have a one-sided conversation or whether I saw value in it or not, we wouldn't be able to talk about this for the next 30 minutes. We wouldn't be able to talk about it for as long as we've been talking about it. But it is a wider known issue. There is something to say that, hey, I want to be a, at least able to speak for our consumer base, at least be able to speak for the people and say, hey, yes, I do find value in certain games and certain things, but I don't necessarily agree that it has to be this way. Right. And if you guys do feel that it should be that way, great. Then we can have a conversation on the back end and chat or in a party or whatever else the case might be. But we can have those conversations and we can hash it out like people and say, hey, well, you know, because that's what we should be able to do. Which is I which I greatly appreciate the chat because y'all are offering different opinions and everything. That's why I love podcasting. That's why I, I love talking to the people. This. When we started this because it, it's, it's not an echo chamber. I don't want y'all to be an echo chamber. I don't need y'all to agree with us. I need you to say, Hey, well, still, I mean, I see it this way and this and this, and I, I mean, it's all value. And, and I want you to say these things because mm -hmm. now I, now you get that passion. Now, now you get that, that, that live raw and uncut feel that you came here to look for. Right. Again, it's, it's all about conversations, all about being open with each other. And again, I can have conversation about gaming without personally attacking people. Just because yeah. me and um, 
me and let's just say for an example uh because who, who was running with it earlier muppet just because M we may not agree with all of muppet's points doesn't mean that oh now i think muppet's a shitty dude or a girl or whatever the case may like that's just yeah. that's not how that works okay. where you may get that other places yeah. i know how to have a conversation as a human being right? right and i have enough passion within the industry for the industry i should say to be able to say hey look this this is how we this is how things are portrayed to me this is why i don't agree with it and we kind of go based off of that so and, and this one isn't even just about this industry like i said i just as a consumer will never cheer for a company charging me more like again unless yeah. the company's going under and they have to to stay afloat like then i can under but that's not what we're talking about here. It's like Apple charging me, charging right. you more for phones, but giving right. you the same product every almost every right. year. All, all, like, almost on. every year, like all that stuff. And again, it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Again, there's there's so many there's so many conversations to be had about all the right. stuff that we put up with or turn a blind eye to that happen in this world because it gives us convenience. Again, there's, I only have one electric company, guys. Like I don't, I don't but right. I'm not, I, we're, who's talking, what podcast are me talking about me only have one electric company? <laughs> right, right. So there's all these different things in life. So again, that's what it's about, but we just so happen to be in this industry. So when I see something like this, I spoke out about it when Sony did it, spoke out about it when two, Take Two did it, when Activision did it, all these companies, EA, I spoke out about it and said it's wrong. It's the completely most unnecessary $10 increase I have ever seen with the way these companies are making money now. So I'm gonna say the same thing here about Microsoft. And I was really hoping that's the other thing, because I am a Xbox first player. I was really hoping that they would take the stand and that they were going to hold the line on this on this $70 price point. And when I see it not happen, when they reverse it, no matter what the reason, I look at a billion dollar division within a trillion dollar company and say, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's wrong. It's wrong that you're passing this on to the consumer. So uh that's a good first conversation in chat like steel was just saying you guys all know us Love most you of you we've seen some new faces in here if you're not used to what we do here this is living split screen non-console centric we started this podcast me and steel to have these discussions we go off topic a lot of times we're going to talk about all the companies if we praise them we praise them if we criticize them we criticize them but the chat is the biggest part of why Steele and I wanted to get involved in this. 100%. Steele and I can have these conversations. We used to have these conversations with Xbox Live with the Fun Speculation family or just between him and I. We'd have these conversations. But we wanted to start a podcast that included other people. So we appreciate you coming in. And that's why you see us grabbing comments out of the chat. Not to not to down people, not to downplay, to add to the conversation. Right. That's what it's about. And when we bring it up, you're hearing the passion in our voices. It's never personal. Yeah. Anytime, unless you get personal with us. I mean, there's certain oh, something people yeah. could say if something. You get, if you get personal with me, I'm not the guy to get personal back, but I can go there. I can definitely yeah, go you there. Were right. So, but that's not what this is about. It's adding to the conversation because we welcome all different perspectives in here, whether we agree or not, as long as it is an actual conversation and you are adding to the discussion in an adult fashion, that's what we're here to do. So, yeah. 
And, and that's, that, that's the biggest thing. And I greatly, greatly appreciate you guys here. Y'all have been rocking and rolling. It looks like we've um, we've had quite a few people come through today, and that's always a beautiful thing to see, especially with us having to take a week off at some moments. Um, I do want to say up front, actually, I think we will be back next weekend, so that's an amazing thing. So I'll just tell you guys next weekend when we get there, because Christmas Eve and Christmas, um, we will be taking a break that week. Again, families are always going to be number one here, uh, so we're going to focus on that uh, when that time comes. But you guys still got at least one more episode of living split screen um before the new year so look out for that for sure um i think this would be the perfect opportunity to uh actually you guys are going to end up having two more episodes of living split screen um because the 31st right before the end of the year unless uh we got some things going on for the beginning of the year new year's eve ish i mean a might be partying who knows it's early in the morning so it's saturday we might be able to come back i don't know we'll see me and paul will talk about that in the background and see what we got going on um, so, uh, real quick, I'll answer, I'll take down a couple more chats and then we'll roll into the next thing. So, um, Jesse Darby says, uh, it doesn't matter. Xbox might dead now. They <laughs> might as well just become a third party publisher. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've seen people say that. Um, uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into Tim, that. <laughs> Tim says, uh, Tim the Sorcerer says, oops, phone acting up, but it's so expensive to go to concerts, festivals. Yeah. Once a year is feasible now. Still pay more oh. than for it than a summer vacation. That's oh. another good perspective, man. Me, that's myself, another industry. That's another industry that's. Wild. I've never been to a concert, um, oh, unfortunately. What? I've never what? been one. I've never been, I've never what? had opportunity to. Um, just I've never had opportunity to. Um, Wow. I'm just being. I'm that just shocks being me, bro. No, that shocks me because you're such a music lover. That no, really I, I I really love music. I mean, of course, I've been to like, I wouldn't necessarily call it a concert. I've had people that were like pretending to be somebody, like a Prince or a Michael Jackson or something like stuff like. <laughs> yeah, I cover consider, bands. Yeah, cover, cover bands, bands stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't necessarily consider that a concert. Um, but sure. I just I just never had that opportunity personally. Oh. Um, but oh. now, but because of the prices, that has that does kind of turn me off of it a little bit because it's like, damn, well, I I gotta I still gotta get a hotel room. I still gotta get to whatever the location is. Um, I still want to have a good time, right? Um, I, when I go places, I, it's not just that. Um, but you know, and then seeing the price of a ticket, sometimes it's like. Well, fuck. I mean, do I want to do this or do I want to go ride, go fucking do 200 miles an hour on my motorcycle? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, just there's other things that throw, get thrown into that conversation um, and other things. Or do I want to buy this new game or do I want to? There's other things. Uh, I have a family. Ticket prices now, you can buy a console for crazy. Yeah, yeah fuck. God, like, goddamn. I think for the, yeah. like the Taylor, Taylor Swift concert or whatever, oh, at, yeah. at one point it was like yeah. fucking $300 for a ticket. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. not paying scalpers were, dollars scalpers were telling them for $1,100, dude. Like, bro, I don't even like Taylor like that. Well, if, it even, I it, even my favorite band <laughs> hell no. take a vacation go mm-hmm. see steel or go watch a band okay yeah right. like like that's the <laughs> options i have like i we can go visit i can go visit paul or go see a concert like fuck i can't do both <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's I another industry that's been gotten crazy I, man. and there's a lot of different reasons for that as well first world problems um the artists in the music industry have been screwed over for a long time yeah 100 percent one hundred percent. Um, and shout out to Victor Hernandez. First time I seen your name in the chat. So Walmart thank you, for Michael Jackson. Through. Why so serious? Goes Walmart, Michael Jackson. That's, that's essentially what it, I mean. I would say it's more so. Target. There's some really good cover bands. There's no, some really good. Cover that's why I would say it's more so of like a Target Michael Jackson because they actually had good quality. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. 
Uh, Victor Hernandez says that uh, Steel Rain. I agree 100% on what you're saying. I'm also on the kick of digital games should not be, uh, should be a lot cheaper. Devs are say, saving a lot of money on overhead prices, disc, disc cases, labels, etc. Correct. Um, Blue Moon says 200 miles on your bike. What do you ride? Uh, 200 miles. Uh, I have a ZX14, uh, Blue Moon. So, uh, and yeah, it's not stock. So, um, <laughs> just, to, just to give you perspective. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I do think that this would be a perfect opportunity for us to slide on into the game awards. Um, this is the time of the year that we always get excited about. I do consider this like the um, what? Uh, this is like the the Grammys, if per take, um, if you want to call it that, for gaming, right? Um, there's a huge stage. Everybody's paying attention. More more consumers um, can look at this uh, more so than ever, and there's a lot of eyes that are on the, that are on this right and no matter how people feel uh i understand that you may not a lot of people don't like jeff Keeley, don't like that he, the way he hosts the shows and everything but you have to acknowledge the fact that he is one of the main proponents and honestly one of the bigger faces uh that's getting the attention to be able to do uh the type of shows that he does to get the announcements that we get um the type of games that we get to see to things of that nature so nothing but uh respect and love to uh to jeff Keeley and everything that he does um although i do not agree with him most times but i do have to start off by saying that the game awards themselves i thought were were pretty well done um i would definitely give this show uh the show overall this year an eight out of ten um at the bare minimum um and Honestly, I can give it a 10 out of 10, um, but that's for a personal reason, not for taking the show and for what it was. Taking the show for what it was, um, it's an 8 out of 10. Christopher Judge went a little long for me personally, and again, I know you got to get your opinions out and everything. Shout out to Bean! Um, but, yeah, I have a 2006 uh, ZX-14 Blue Moon. And Christopher Judge should go a little bit long. Um, and again, all respects to Chris, but it's an award show. Jeff Key is trying to do things. I don't think it impacted it too much, but it did slow it down majorly at that point at what I thought was a very well-paced show up to that uh, up to that moment. Um, but overall, all the games that are announced, um, everything that was shown, I thought everything was displayed extremely well. Um, it had me had a lot of things that I'm actually extremely interested to look into. Like, guys. My personal pick out of everything that was shown, um, number-wise, I just want to kind of give you guys a kind of a quantity, right? And this is why I can't be mad at it or I give it as high as a grade as I do. Um, and honestly, I would probably, why well, I, I could give it a 10, um, but why I'm giving it an 8, I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games. Just off my personal list. That's not all the games that were announced there, but 13 games on my personal list that are supposed to be coming in 2023 that I'm extremely excited for, right? So you had your, uh, and we'll go into that, we'll get into that list and we'll get into it now, but, because I still want to kind of introduce it and everything, um, and get Paul's kind of, his overall feeling about it, and then we'll kind of get into the games, but I couldn't be mad at this. Um, at the award show, right? Um, I step into this just like Pong. I look at these award shows in a vacuum. I'm not comparing them to much else other than themselves. Um, I like to compare Jeff Keeley's show to his previous shows. And I do think this is probably the best one to date, personally, um, just because of the variety of different games that were offered and uh, from, from the things that we saw. Saw a lot more gameplay um, than typically we would see. But the main uh, missing factor is that xbox wasn't there oh xbox was there on a marketing standpoint 
uh, more so than anything else. I don't think that necessarily takes anything away from the show. However, I do think it's a huge missed opportunity um, for the consumer base, uh, for the marketing side of things, which is what I'm going to speak to, uh, which is where me and Paul may have some disagreements and agreements too, because I think we both agree on that standpoint for sure. Um, but real quick, uh, Psycho also says rumors is there's a uh, January Xbox event. Yeah, I have been seeing that uh, moving around and everything. And again, we'll see. Uh, at this point, I'm, I'm tired of hearing rumors about stuff. I, I want to come with a little bit more factual information, to be honest with you guys. Um, so there's that. And then before I pass it off to Pong, uh, slow mo backslap. Shout out to you, brother. What's going on? How you feeling? Um, he said, Is this remnant? Let's go. Yes, brother, it is. Um, this is my actual first playthrough. Um, me going, I just started playing Remnant the other day. Um, got about six hours in currently. I'm loving the game, bro. Um, I slept on it. The trailer for Remnant 2, which I will get into um as we start talking about this games, had me like are you like really up in the air about like not up in the air but like jumping in the air about it because i because of how well it was presented so i wanted to try the first game um the first remnant out so i can get a get a feel because i never gave it a fair shake um and i've always heard it was a good game souls like games are my thing this has guns and again i use that comparison of if outriders and dark souls had a baby it would exactly be this game and for it to be as beautiful as it is with the updates and everything, because um, I am playing it on Xbox, because for whatever reason on PC, although Xbox, although it has a console version with con with control uh, controller support, because it's a console, for whatever reason, the PC version doesn't have that. Hmm. Which is really weird. That. To, that was, that was uh, which weird. is really weird to me, because um, <laughs> this game also has crossplay and everything, but for whatever reason, you have to, like, if you're not using Steam or something like that, um, you have to set up the controls for it to work in game. And I found it to be extremely clunky. Um, and it just wasn't very intuitive, especially when you have a console version that works perfectly. It's like flawless. It's it's really weird. It's really weird. I don't I don't know. But neither here or there. Huh. Just a just a just a overall take about how, how you felt about the TGAs thus far. Um the game awards. How'd you feel about them? No, you just like me. Well, like like each other, honestly. Look at it in a vacuum. Before we get into the games, how'd you feel about the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. I always look at it as a vacuum as well, so I don't compare. Um, but I will say this: Keeley's getting better and better at his shows. Um, I think we've seen this deal since you and I jumped in this community and really started talking about this stuff. We've seen. A bunch of Keeley showcases between the Games Fest and, and the TGAs and, and stuff like that. And I think he is getting better. He's starting to understand his audience more and he's starting to refine his product. Again, you could have whatever personal feelings about Keeley. I'm not here to discuss that. I'm just looking at the awards show and what he brings. And I think this one, again, the Christopher Judge thing was out of his control. Um, not something that he really obviously expected to happen. Um, but overall, I think a much more streamlined event. Um, got rid of a lot of the obnoxious commercial stuff. Um, I think mo more of the commercials were appropriate, the ads. And for people who say, you know, hate that stuff, look, that's what pays the bills for Keeley. That's why he can put on such a high production value show is because of the ads uh, and the partners that he has. So it's going to be there no matter what. But I thought this year was much, much better. Uh, pacing overall uh, was very good as well. And really, 
when you think about Xbox not having a presence at this showcase um, versus for the past really three years, um, it's he did a nice job filling the gaps with other content um, as far as new games go. So very, very good from the pre-show all the way through. Very good, different, uh, diverse lineup of games. Um, lots of new world premieres. And again, it's always going to be subjective, Steel. Are you seeing something you want or something right. that you're interested in? And there's going to be people who say they saw one game. And then there's going to be me who can literally sit down and say, ah, I had probably about 10 to 12 games that I was interested in there. That's just going to be the perspective. So for me, the show was good. The show was very good. Uh, you know, if I had to grade it out, I'd probably give it an overall solid B. Uh, you know, had Xbox been there with some, you know, first party stuff, maybe push it up into the A minus range uh, for sure. But I think that there's, there's Keeley really did a nice job this year. And um, that's all I can say about it overall. I, I saw a lot of great stuff. Um, again, cut down on the celebrities, um, cut down on some of the nonsense. I thought the musical performances were great. They fit the show um, overall. And uh, so I was pleasantly impressed, Steel, with this uh, Game Awards, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I, I feel the exact same way. So let's jump into these games, because the games are definitely the biggest uh, part of the show. And that's why we're there. And again, I know a lot of people were trying to make it seem like, oh, why else are you at this show, right? You're here for trailers and game and game announcements. You're not here for awards or anything else like that. Although um, that's one thing that I did like about this time around. It felt like there was more feeling put into the awards that you were giving out, right? Um, mm -hmm. Although some people might have taken advantage of their time or whatever, um, it did put a little bit more of emotion. I know for me, at least, um, I'm as a dad, Chris, when Christopher Judge was speaking on it the way he was, it did hit me in my feels. I know uh, Jasper was, make, was making funnies and everything while he was talking, but he did hit me in my feels um, when he was chopping it up and everything. And God of War does, the game itself does hit me there. That's kind of where it stops, unfortunately. But um, I was connecting with him on that level, so I didn't mind how long he went. Um, but neither here or there. Um, well, let's get into this game. So, um, Paul, I mean, how you want to do this? You want to kind of want to just kind of run down the list? Um, do you just kind of want to do what our personal takes? Because I know a few, quite a few people have kind of went down, just completely down the list um, and said, hey, I mean, we're going to cover everything. Um, how do you want to kind of go about it? Well, yeah, I mean, again, there was a lot of games here. There's a lot. So there's a lot. Um, I mean, I guess, I, you know, if you've got, do you have, you've got the complete list. Uh, for, um, the, for the most part, for the I most also, part, I also have the, uh, this is from yeah, yeah. Clutch Points, it looks like, um, yeah. all new games announced during TGA. All new games announced, yeah. So, oh. so, I guess we'll, let's run another list, and we'll just stop at certain points if there's something we want to talk about. Okay. Let's, that, let's just do that. That's that what we'll so, do. Let me see if I can yeah. bring this up on uh, camera for us really quickly then. Let me drag it on in here so we can feel real cute and uh, let the people go through it with us. Uh, let's see here. I'm actually going to remove the, uh, let's see. We're going to remove upcoming games off of here. Uh, cause that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about some game awards here, a little bit bigger. So it looks a little bit better on the screen for you guys. Cloud bird. There we go. All right. That should be, it should be pretty good. So game awards this is coming from clutch point so if there's anything that is missing um please let me know um because this is where i'm pulling it from and it seemed like the most complete list that i could find so all right 
the Game Awards TGA is, was always announcing new games, and TGA 2022 is no exception. Here's a list of all the new games that were announced. Now, Hellboy Web of Word, weird. Uh, I guess it depends how you want to put that. I think it's Word. I thought this game was interesting. Uh, I am a, a Hellboy fan. I do like Hellboy's art style um, and his aesthetic, his attitude. I, I do like him as a character. I don't know how I feel about the art style in this game. Um, it is supposed to be an action game. Um, and I don't, it doesn't look terrible. It's just, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely weird for me. I'm interested though. Well, how did you feel about that? About that? Yeah, no, I like the art style. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I'm not the biggest Hellboy fan. I enjoyed the movies and stuff. I, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not going to go out and claim something I'm not. But I thought the art style was interesting. They were kind of going with that comic book uh, feel to it. Um, can't wait to see more. I want to see some gameplay um, and see what the you know what it's going to be about before I really judge it. But cool. I mean, again, there's a lot of Hellboy fans out there, and it's always interesting when a, when a character that hasn't gotten a lot of rep within the game industry comes yeah. along and he fits obviously perfectly into the video game world. So I don't know why it hasn't happened before outside of the fact that he's not one of the biggest names, but that's Hellboy looks cool. Yeah. That's probably the main reason, but Hellboy looks cool. I, I can't wait to see more. Sure. 100%. Um, then we had post trauma. Uh, I think this was, this was like more of a horror type game. Yeah. Um, this is from raw fury. Yeah. Post trauma is a horror game that the developers say is a tribute to, a, uh, and a modern take on classic horror games. So automatically telling me, uh, that's not my thing. Um, it's yep. also fixed on camera angles. That's part of the reason why I didn't play, uh, finish the re original resident evil two. Um, <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, now nah, that I turned my PlayStation off uh, when I, when that happened back in the day, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Shout out to horror games though, man. The resurgence continues. <laughs> you guys are eating yeah. good. You yeah. Guys are good. is a real, real official day for that. This whole gen is going to be crazy with horror. So. I think so. Yeah, I do. I think so. Also, hey, it's a perfect time to take advantage of it, right? Yep. Uh, so post-trauma, that looked pretty dope. Not much to say on there. Viewfinder, I, this was the one that uh, where they went in between. It's a first-person uh, first puzzle game uh, coming to PlayStation 5. Players explore a very pretty it's world. It's a VR game, puzzles. right? Yes, this so is the, the VR game. VR. Um, yes, basically... Yes. It's kind of less, really, it's four dimensional because um, you're going through basically different worlds, kind of taking you through, walking through portals, uh, different art styles and things like that. It looks like a really dope game. Definitely seems like a quite the mind fuck I, uh, for, for the lack of a better way to put it. Um, but it looks like it could be a dope game in VR for those who are invested. I'm not quite there yet. Right. Again, uh, I need them to, to strap me on there like I'm in the Matrix. Um, after Us. Uh, was also uh, there after us as a platformer game where players take control of Gaia as she rescues souls in a devastated world. This game reminded me a lot of the premise of Kana. Um, if you guys didn't play that, it's kind of sim it's kind of a similar thing. Um, you know, clearing out the rod to or bring the rod with you to bring life back or help souls kind of crossover kind of thing. Um, had kind of that same kind of concept from this. Um, this is another game that's coming to everywhere. So if you're into platformers. After Us was dope. Um, did you have anything you wanted to that other than I like the art style nope. on it a lot? Yeah, no, I mean, it was cool, but again, I'm not a platformer dude, so like it didn't do anything for me. So, but um, yeah, no, awesome, good to see. You. Um, replaced, replaced was another one. Um, replaced this is underneath the new game list. Wait, 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 this isn't a new game list. Um, as far as what, or is this is this coming off that new games announced list? No, 
Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, all like new later. games announced? Yeah, all new games yeah. announced in TGA. Yeah, no, replaced is not a new game. It wasn't the first time announced, but yeah, yeah. I, this, I guess I guess you could say that because I do think that it's coming out um, really yeah. soon. But it, yeah, again, it was another sure. one uh, that we, we still haven't got a date on it, though. So, oh. But I, I see what you're saying, though, Paul. It was not the, what I'm saying? It's not <laughs> it's gonna be like, new game yeah. announced, but yeah, again, it, yeah. was, it was there. But anyways, so, replaced so is gorgeous. Replaced is like... The more that I see from it, bro, like yeah. the more yeah. that I'm, I'm day one on it. I like the art style. I love the aesthetic. The combat is what's pulling me in the most. I'm all about combat when it comes to combat mechanics. When it comes to games, and to see this art style, um, bring that in and how rough it is, I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited about it, man. I want to see what it yeah, does. That, that eight bit, sixteen bit look for people who don't remember. Replaced is coming to Game Pass uh, day and date. Yes. Uh, this was one of the big announcements from an indie developer. Um, this 2.5D kind of side scroller um, set in a cyberpunk, a dark, uh, you know, dark kind of world, uh, but like steals and it's got that 8-bit, 16-bit style to it. But the right. detail that they get with that style in this game, with the movement and 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 the and the brawling aspect of it, is incredible. Like I again, it, it like Steel said, like you can't. There's not many 8-bit games where you go, that's brutal. But when he's capping people's knees and then popping them in the head. It's brutal. Like even an eight, eight bit, 16 bit kind of style. So I uh, can't wait for replaced. And they did not give us an exact release date, but they did uh, post 2023. So add that to the list next year. It will be, and it's going to be game pass dandy. Um, well, let me see. There was something, something somebody said that I wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, Living Split Screen. Uh, Split Difference says, Living Split Screen, you guys sure this is not an Xbox podcast? I, I'm I'm a thousand percent yeah. sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. We Tim, talk about all things. Tim the Sorcerer says, Still, you tried alien isolation with headphones. Yeah, this is definitely a test if you dig suspension. <laughs> I, I like suspension in games. Again, Hellblade, the first one, is is very on edge of what I can handle. <laughs> Um, there were some moments in Hellblade where it almost made me put down the controller, um, especially with the spectral beast uh, that you can't see, but it's chasing you. That like, I was like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm, I almost, if I would have got caught, because I, I got through the first time, right? If I would have gotten caught, because that's how much anxiety I had going through that section. Right. If I would have got caught, I would have put the controller down. I would have turned off my console. I swear, <laughs> I swear, I swear to you, I would have. Because that, I, my heart was thumping going through that section. In Alien Isolation, people keep telling me about. I, I've, I've had this problem with Alien games because of. I have a problem with some things to where I'm in my mind, I make them too realistic, right? It's, it's one of the problems that I have, like with the Saw movies, for example. It's hard for me to watch that. Like when the guy's cutting off his leg, I'm like, well, why do people enjoy this? Like, what do y'all get out of this? And it's the same kind of thing from Alien. Like those types of games that are supposed to be scary, suspenseful. I do not want to turn around and an alien is trying to stick its tongue in my mouth. Like, I don't, I don't care. That it, that it's it's in a game world, it yes. it fucks with me. It will yeah. make me turn the game off. I will right. not come back. I just right. I same thing with like Outlast. I like people try to get me to play out. I, I am not doing that. Like you ever played hide and seek in real life, and you're getting chased, and you just have this fear that you just don't want to get caught, right? And in that moment, you just feel this insane pressure of not getting caught. I don't know about you guys. 
but it's like a it gives up like a flight or fight or flight response out. And if you catch me, I'm likely to uppercut you. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm that guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I go that far, but you and I are exactly the same when it comes to video games. I do for whatever reason. I can't separate in in, can't. in horror games. I can't separate I can't. myself. I made it literally. 15 to 20 minutes into alien isolation. Never saw the alien once, but just the atmosphere See, and the sounds. That, yep, I good. was out. Yep. I was out like the entire time. I still, it was the opening scene. So I knew I wasn't going to meet the alien. I was just getting into the base, like exploring, like just the right. opening part, but just the sounds of the ship in the base and the, all the creaking and everything. I was already tense. I was already feeling my heart rate and my blood pressure go up, and I was like, "I'm done. I'm done. I yeah, can't yeah, do this. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. nah. It doesn't. It doesn't make the game a good experience at that point. It turns into me like right. being scared for my fucking life. Yeah. Like, and I don't. I don't and again, like you said, I don't. I don't know why I can't separate. I. No. I just. I, no. I can't. Um. And, and that. But that. I. To me, that just tells me how well games are put together now, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially when you got the headphones on. It's the same thing. Yeah. It was kind of the same thing with Hellblade. Like, she's sitting there talking in your ear the whole time, yeah. and you're like, especially when you're in, in dark. Like, again, like I've mentioned this time and time again, I I have a lot of spiritual things that I've been through um, yeah. and experiences yeah. that you guys probably wouldn't believe. So there's certain things, and I think that has a lot to tie into it also, Certain things mess with me more than other people, um, but it's neither here or there. Um, and Hellblade didn't. Hellblade didn't have that effect for me, but I, I've said it before. I had to take breaks. Yeah, 30, 30, after thirty minutes or forty-five minutes with the voices, the psychosis with the with, with having the earphones, it's, uh, it's having the headphones on. It's a lot. The psychosis was messing with me. It's a lot internally. Like I wasn't scared, but it was messing with me to the point where I was like, okay, I got. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, not to, I did the same thing. I had to take a couple of breaks because it's a, it's a. When you get into that world, it can just become, it can become a lot, right? I mean, again, and that's why that game is made to give you that perspective, uh, which is really dope. Uh, the voice whispering scared him. Yeah, especially when they when they do it in combat. You're like, bro, what? What do you mean? What the fuck? Is my... Oh, okay. You're telling me there's enemy behind, and I like the way they kind of rolled it in there. I, I loved Hellblade. I still think Hellblade is a great game. Um, one of the best. Hades 2. This was a game, um, and again, that a lot of people weren't expecting to come out. If you played the first Hades, uh, you already know what to expect out of this one. This is uh, based off of a female. Um, again, Hades 2 is coming out next year, and instead of Zagreus, you play as uh, Milano, his sister. Uh, the main ga- goal of this sequel seems to be stopping Kronos, the titan of time, and the father father of the gods of Olympus. And, and, and Supergiant doesn't do sequels. That's why everybody was really shocked. Even with the success of Hades, they are not known to do sequels ever. So this was a shock, but I figured this one was coming. Didn't have any idea that they were going to announce it here. That yeah. it was going to be next year. Uh, but with the success of Hades, it makes a lot of sense for a team like that. This is going to fuel them to do new projects in the future. They've got to capitalize on what Hades did for the industry and for them. And so to see Hades 2 come out, fantastic, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait to get my hands on this game. 
Yeah, and it's probably gonna be it's gonna be, and I think it's gonna be a, um, an even better time, especially with games like Vampire Survivor, um, getting its clones on the out on the market and yes. becoming a bigger game. I think it's gonna draw even more attention to games of that ilk. Um, so I can guarantee Hades is even getting more attention now. This is the perfect time for them, and I think this is the perfect game to bring out a second iteration to, um, because of how beloved the first one is. And if they make it even better, they they got another star, stellar star on their hands. Next one, Judas. Ooh. The and Bioshock like. Uh, by Let's Kim go. and Levine. Uh, the original the, creator of Bioshock. Yes. Um, from the studio led by the director of System Shock 2 and Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite comes Judas. If this is of any hint, this game will most likely have a gritty story in combat. Those games are known for, as well as a narrative that will keep the players on their toes and feet. Now, for me personally, um, I did play Bioshock Infinite for whatever reason. I don't know if I just didn't give it a fair shake. Maybe it was another game that pulled my attention away. Um, I do remember getting into it. But other than that, I don't remember, I don't remember anything much else about it. Um, Bioshock Infinite was the first one you ever played, right? Yes, that was the first one I ever That's played. That's the problem. Bioshock Infinite, you got you to play the first two before you play Infinite. Before that one? That will always be my rule with that one. Infinite is so different from the first two in a lot of ways. You know, it seemed like it. And it was the, I hate to say the weakest one because I love Infinite. I know a lot of people don't, but it was the weakest one. Really? Okay. According to people who did not, who played the entire trilogy, right. Infinite got the most pushback from people for a variety of reasons. Is it like Mass Effect 3? How people looked at Mass Effect 3 kind for a long of, time? Kind of, yes. Kind of in the same way. So Bioshock 1 and 2 were so strong, bro. And the atmosphere in Bioshock 1 and 2 is so different from Infinite. I always tell people you got to start from the original. You really do. And if I, and if I, if I, get, a, if I get a moment, I'm, I might have to go back and uh, go back and try that out. Because um, Bioshock is one of those that a lot of people go back and say, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they got a bunch of mods, uh, texture mods and things like that that I could throw on there to make the game look real beautiful. Um, but Would you kindly? Uh, um, Judas itself, though, looked yes. really. I mean, again, it's it is crowded, kind of crazy because I do think that I would be into this because of the type of games that they are. Um, I, I think if with me liking Cyberpunk, and I know Bioshock's much different than than the Cyberpunk. Um, but I do, I have heard like the, the story is much more impactful. Um, and I thought the story in Cyberpunk was extremely impactful. I thought that was the best one of the best parts of the game was its story. Um, but that def- definitely has me hype. The Bioshock, uh, the hype off of Bioshock kind of has me interested in this one. This one's also in space and she has some weird thing going on with her hand, which is also something else that's up my alley again. Um, that's so it's that high fantasy stuff, man. People, you know, doing something different, um, alien esque in some ways, otherworldly in a lot of ways, uh, that has me extremely interested. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in Judas. I don't know if it's going to be day one. Um, but I'm interested. It's day one for me. Uh, Ken Levine has my utmost respect after Bioshock and System Shock, of course. Well, but Bioshock right. for sure. Um, he has my utmost respect. The dude is a genius. Um, he's been gone too long. Ghost Studios, uh, which is his new studio that he started, um, has had some turmoil. Um, they've had some problems getting this game out. Um, but overall, he's this is a spiritual successor to Bioshock since he can't, obviously, 2K owns Bioshock. He can't work on Bioshock anymore. This is obviously a spiritual successor. If you have not watched um, 
what they showed at the Game Awards yet. Go watch it. You will see a lot of influence from Bioshock. And what's interesting is Bioshock 1 and 2, Under the Water, Bioshock Infinite, In the Clouds. Now he's taking Bioshock to a space station. It's uh, kind of the ascension, in a way, of his games. Uh, I love it. But again, the influence of Bioshock on this game is obvious. This is, again, a spiritual successor. So I can't wait. This is day one for me. Ken Levine, I will always uh, trust in. His stories are incredible. Again, the original Bioshock twist uh, is still one of the best in video game history. Um, So I can't wait to see what he does with this Judas game. Uh, Looking forward to this one big time. This was a surprise announcement and finally to see it. So can't wait. Nice. Um, I wanted to kind of get it set up for you guys so you guys can see it a little bit better. You might not be able to read, but um, at least you'll be able to see kind of the clips as we go through them. Um, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Last <laughs> Demon. Um, this game was extremely strange um, in the fact that I call it Paper Netta because uh, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, whether you guys are into that, I liked Paper Mario back in the day. Um, I thought that's the better version of Mario. Um, I also don't like Mario like that. I think Sonic's a better character. But I thought if at first this was going to be, oh, Bayonetta's coming everywhere. Shout out to Nintendo. Nice. Um, the Bayonetta 3 is kind of dope. It's, well, actually, it's really dope because uh, Bayonetta's dope. But this isn't that. This is um, some top-down paper RPG? game. RPG-esque? Essentially... If you guys are interested in the prequel or in Bayonetta's upbringing, then I guess that this is what the story is for. Um, This is going to be a game that's going to be appealing to probably a good amount of people. It's just I wasn't expecting for them to go this direction. This game was also made by Platinum. Um, That was another Mm -hmm. thing that I brought up. I was like, hey, there's no way this game is made by Platinum. Because I asked you, Um, Steel. I said, Platinum or no? (laughs) And you said said no. no. And... um, It was platinum. Um, and again, the game does seem to have some of those combat mechanics that uh, you would expect in Bayonetta, which could make the game interesting. Um, I do want to see more of that. It does look like a game that is meant to be on the Switch. Um, it could tell a good story. It could be an overall great game. But I wasn't expecting this, and I don't know if this is what I wanted necessarily. Well, I can tell you it's not what I wanted. Yeah, but right, right. I'm not going to take anything away from it because it could be I. Right. How'd you feel yeah, no, no, you never, you never kill a game before it shows up and you don't even know. Again, it's not the style I would have ever wanted to see Bayonetta go to right. per se. Like, and again, with Platinum, they're doing something different that they're not known this for. This is way different. Out of the, yeah. So you don't know what you're going to get. Again, I say it time and time again, Platinum is the ultimate home run hitter. You got a 50-50 chance with Platinum. Either the game's going to be great. Or it's going to be a strikeout. That's who Platinum is. They love Bayonetta. It's you know it's their character uh, that they created. So it's a baby of theirs. So maybe the efforts here, but again, the style is completely different from Bayonetta. Completely artistically, yeah. mechanically, it's completely different. Now, like Steele said, some of the combat looked like maybe there's some Bayonetta uh, DNA in there. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, right. this was not what I was asking for or looking for. Again, it's on Switch, so what do I care? It's on Nintendo. I'm not going to play it anyways. But I'm just saying overall for Bayonetta, it's just it's a strange move to say the least. We're going to find out. Yeah, maybe we'll it'll work. Yeah, yeah. It, and it could. It could. Um, Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lord. I don't remember seeing this at the show. Uh, yes. 
Okay. This was at the show. This was the Maybe VR. This is the VR game. Ah, okay. That, that's what it was. Yes. Um, yes because I don't care about VR. Um, <laughs> that's probably why. Um, I do remember a little bit from it. It seemed like it was going to be all right. I don't have much to say about Ghostbusters, though. Ah. Ghostbusters, for me, would never be what it was um, yeah, back in the correct. day. It doesn't correct. have that same magic. Um, they keep trying to recreate it. And you can't recreate 90s magic. You just can't. Especially nowadays, it's difficult. Ghostbusters was cheesy, and the only reason I, only reason I feel like it worked because we came up with things like Casper. We came up with Ghost, like that was a thing, like back then. The cast made it. The cast, again. the cast, one hundred percent is another huge part. They, of all of it, it put together again, like you said, Steel. There's certain magic that just can't be recaptured. That's true. That's not born early enough. People look at those movies and say, "How did you guys watch this?" Guy, I look back and I go back and watch eighties and nineties movies. Yeah. And again, because I was a part of that era, I love it. It still works for me right. in most cases. Sure, have there been some I gone back to and been like. This isn't as good or as funny as I remember it being. Um, But for the most part, I can go back and say, no, it was a magical time in movies and TV that you just never will get back again. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Tim says, uh, well, Blue says uh, 80s still. Thank you for correcting me. Yes, Um, that's what I said, too. I wasn't thought of until 92. So, uh, well, 91, (laughs) if you want to be technical. But um, uh, (laughs) either way. Um, But And it's in the Sorcerer. It says Platinum Games, sometimes gold, sometimes iron, but never platinum for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny as hell. Um, Nick says, I played the hell out of the new Ghostbusters game. Good times. I mean, I heard some people had a really good time um, with it, but it's just, it doesn't have that same magic, at least to me. That Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, then, Jedi Survivor. Wow, guys. Um, this game, seeing this trailer, m- definitely makes, made, told me that I need to jump on uh, Fallen Order quickly. I need to get back on that wagon, finish that game. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I know they got some other cool mods in there that I'm going to throw in. Uh, nothing to make the game easier, but uh, just to add on to the experience, I'm a Star Wars nut. I did like Fallen Order a lot um, for what it did and making you feel like a Jedi within that world. That's one thing that I always want from Star Wars games is just make me feel more so part of the universe. Take me through the adventure. Um, and that's what EA has seen. Well, Respawn more so. Um, I know they're under EA, but if it wasn't for Vince, if it wasn't for... Um, uh, respawn uh jumping on this i don't think this game would have become what it is and i'm extremely excited for it so um what do you have on this one yeah yeah no i gotta get back to fallen order too um i gotta knock down my difficulty i got stubborn being that it was a star wars game right i thought i was gonna put the effort in to get good um <laughs> and i realize now i want to play through the story more so than anything right um, because there's very few games, you know, Steel, that I bump it up to. I, I think I was one below the hardest, which is, I can't remember what the, is the hardest Jedi Master or something like that. I I, it was something to that. I don't, I don't Yeah, something remember. like that. I'm a one below that. And there's parts that were frustrating me. Um, yeah, getting yeah. The, the dodge and parry down, um, which you have to do in yes. that game. So I think I'm going to bump the, uh, I think I'm going to bump it down and I'm going to definitely finish it off. Uh, because again, the story, this is a Star Wars story. Zampella gets it. Um, Zampella is one of those guys who can look at an IP um, and really kind of get the essence of what it's supposed to be. And that's why Fallen Order became such a beloved because he did capture the Star Wars feel, which we've seen a lot of people fail to capture that feeling. But Zampella nailed it, him and his team did. Um, So I definitely want to do it. 
I don't know if Survivor is going to be day one for me per se, but it will definitely be on my list next year to play. Uh, there's just so much coming out, um, but it is obviously a franchise that people felt like should have gotten Game of the Year. Fallen Order got snubbed. Um, Survivor, unfortunately, is entering a stacked 2023. Extremely stacked. Oh, I think the game is going to be great. What we saw at the Game Awards looked fantastic. I love it. Uh, they even showed the potential for some kind of co-op in their steel. They had one clip of a combo i don't know if that's just going to be an npc or not well i'm kind of interested to see if they throw that in there maybe Uh, but overall i think this game's going to hit well there's going to be a lot of people probably saying that if again if they pull it off Mm -hmm. probably you know people are going to say this should be up for game of the year but man 2023 it's going to be a tough one to crack for uh this game but i can't wait i can't wait to see what they come out i think this might be one that sticks um and i'll hopefully it does uh get that nomination again the first one had a a seemingly a really good story and i'll be honest to say i only got about halfway in um and again i do believe it was a multiplayer game that pulled me off um and made me stop playing uh it's the only thing i I step into the community and um, i get involved in multiplayer games and i get completely caught off track and now i'm doing other things um because <laughs> leave it up to me Star- zelda starfield and let's assume spider-man 2 comes out there's three already for Ooh. game of the year you got what two spots left <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Armor we know court. how stacked yeah we got that's why we, you, we'll you know how stacked 2023 is bro it's yeah be. no it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous man yeah. um but i'm but i'm hyped for that um i have a lot of faith in it um earth blade i don't remember this one earth blade uh yeah this is a 2024 okay. uh, game uh this is from the makers of celeste yes explore actual former yep. from yep. celeste creators yep. it will come out in 2024 and will have seamless exploration challenging combat and countless of mystery right. so if you guys are into celeste um okay i do remember this had the kind of a yes. portal coming through um so if you guys are into that i'm actually i think this is the game that i said i felt like the combat was was like simplistic compared to other games of this ilk that i've seen uh because celeste was more about the platforming and exploration there was some combat but they're more about the story and ah, platforming and there's some puzzling uh to celeste so i'm assuming that's what they're going to bring into this as well so that's why you probably felt okay, okay. We'll, we'll wait and see Celeste, i i played celeste for maybe like an hour um again platformers are not my thing but i always like to try games just to see Right. especially ones that get a lot of hype and there was a lot of hype behind celeste a lot of people love celeste so um this would probably be the same kind of thing a beloved oh. indie that comes out that a lot of people so it looks really cool i love the art nice. style yeah all right then rolling into the next one this was another one i don't think a lot of people were expecting um it's going to be death stranding 2 um it came out this definitely was random it came out of nowhere and it didn't seem to stage itself as death stranding um until we saw more and more and more of the art um it didn't take more than 10 seconds to kind of to start figuring out i think this might be a kojima game um because especially when they well, started the way jeff this, presented it too yeah that too <laughs> you knew it was his best friend yeah it, it had to be but there was a lot of questions on what it was at first. Again, as somebody, uh, I haven't played the first Death Stranding, but I won't lie to you guys. Seeing this trailer made me be like, maybe I should try the game out. I don't know. 
That's Kojima's um, magic, baby. He sucks that, you in with the narrative, the strangeness, yeah. the weirdness, what the fuck is happening. Uh, I got to see more. The The character models are gorgeous. The Decima engine is amazing. I will not take anything away from that engine. It's crazy. Some 100%. of the visuals that they can produce. Again, as somebody who has not played Death Stranding, I stayed away from it, even though I had a I PlayStation 4. Um, I stayed away from it. The more I've gotten, the more the years gone by, the more I've, I've kind of been curious to play it. Uh, you know, some people hate curious. it. Curious. Yeah. Some people Perfect. hate it. Some people love it. That's what Kojima does, right? So, but this looks like, and again, it's always interesting to hear Kojima talk about this stuff because he had this game in mind and then the pandy happened and he said it changed his entire perspective and he wrote this game during the pandy and everything that was going on so that heavily influenced this game i'm always curious what that means to a kojima so i'd be curious to see what this is about yeah this is um it's, again just one thing that did entice me with is um the story the fact that there was a baby dying on sc- a baby dead on screen was another yeah. thing that's like a bold thing to do on television um he gets away from, with it he gets away with it there's a lot of people who would be vic- like this scene right here i don't know why the bugs seemed like they were completely separated from the actual game I didn't notice that. That was really like off. Like, why do they they look like they came out of a Pixar movie, but the game looks real? I, I, I don't know. That was weird. Um, Jesus visions. Uh, may, <laughs> hey, may, maybe that's what it is. Um, but there's one thing I will say: if it did anything, it de- it definitely made me think about playing the first game. Um, I'm saying ha- I have a thought in the back of my mind now where I'm like, what the fuck is going on in the story? I need to know. Um, you still won't know. I probably still won't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I probably should just watch a you watch a YouTube video. And yeah, that's the way Kojima is. You won't know. Most people think they understand, but they really don't. I might just watch that's a YouTube Kojima. video. I don't know yet. Um, so that was Death Stranding Two. Not expected, but dope to be there. Um, Valiant Hearts uh, was the other one, uh, was another one that came up. Uh, coming home. Uh, Valiant Hearts Coming Home is a game born from the partnership between Netflix and yeah. Ubisoft. The game Valiant will be Hearts available be uh, to Netflix members via the Netflix mobile app, and the game will follow the story of four characters during World War One. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Paul mentioned, this game um, has been out, I believe. It's a cool game. Um, cool game. Check, check that out if you guys are into it. Not my thing, but that was a Netflix announcement. I, again, this list of new games, like okay, questionable, but yeah. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. All right. Now we move into the game uh, that made me download its first game um, along with uh, all the DLC. So I got the complete package. I didn't, I wasn't expecting um, anything out of this. Again, new trailer. The one thing that will always speak to me is art style. The design, world building, those things always speak to me. I think the number one thing is as a fan of souls games dark souls uh more so specifically out of the souls genre um in that art style high fantasy this is exactly doing that same thing everything that i saw from this made me has me extremely enticed and extremely interested um on every front uh, again so much to the point where i had to go to get the first game and i'm having i'm about six hours in to uh the first remnant from the ashes and i'm having a like how do you how do you look at shit like this? Like there, wait, does this guy come out of this, like the ground and big? Like, uh, come on, guys, you can't tell me this doesn't look appealing to you. Um, but maybe it's not. It definitely was for me. 
Uh, I'm thoroughly interested. Remnant, I'm about six hours into the first game. Can't wait to play it some more. I'm trying to debate whether I want to play some multiplayer or just play Remnant later. I don't know yet, uh, but I'm excited for this one. Uh, hopefully you guys can see it on screen and understand some of the reasons why it's extremely attractive to me. Pong, from what you've seen, uh, yeah. how did you feel about Remnant? Yeah, I didn't even recognize it. Jasper was the first to recognize it. Yeah, I didn't um, either. Yeah, it's, didn't. it's definitely taken a leap forward. Usually uh, forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From what we're seeing, again, we'll wait to see gameplay, uh, real gameplay. But um, it definitely looks like they've taken a leap forward. Remnant was, from the Ashes was one of those really under-the-radar hits that a lot of people kept saying, you got to go play, you got to go play, check it out. Like I said, I held off forever. But then when they hit it with that new patch, um, I went back to it. And like I said, for a Souls-like game, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the combat. Um, the gunplay was nice. I, I really liked the gunplay, um, and it really spoke to me until I got to a boss that I literally played like 20, 25 times and just couldn't get past, but I was playing solo. Um, and that's when I put it down and said, yep, it's Souls game. Um, and so, but I think that this is fantastic. It was out of the blue. It already got you to go back and play the first yeah, one to experience a new game steal, which is always freaking amazing when that happens yeah and so uh definitely looking forward to seeing how this team takes a leap forward um clean up a little bit of some of the mechanics that are they you know, do need to be cleaned the, up they do need to be cleaned up some of the dodging and stuff is feels older great it yeah feels older. it feels old yeah um so i can't wait to see what they do here uh and i'm excited again another game in 2023 we had no idea we were gonna get here it is and i think that's uh it's got a big enough fan base that's gonna make some noise um, especially if they nail it. So I can't wait to see, man. And next gen only. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're seeing um, a lot of that too in the in the game awards. A yes, lot we of are. current gen only. Which yes, we are. Um, I gotta run to the bathroom real quick, Pong. Um yeah. I'm gonna leave you with Transformers Reactivate. Tell people how much you love Transformers. Ooh, Transformers Reactivate. This is an interesting one. Um, we had heard if you've been paying attention to the Twitter sphere, um, you had heard some highly Salty rumors going around about a Transformers game that has passed hands three times at least now. There's been rumors of a Transformers MMO being developed in secret out there time and time again. Uh, but it's over the past month and obviously leading up to this reveal, uh, those rumors had kind of heated up. And there was actual footage uh, from supposed CGI um, cutscenes released to the wild. Um, and there was people out there saying, no way, not happening. Um, and then we got word that a certain affinity was working on this game. Uh, that was one of the rumors. And then this past week or so prior to the Game Awards, uh, word had come down that certain affinity was no longer working on the, the Transformers MMO but that it had been passed off to splash damage. So that all led up to the video game awards was not expecting it. Um, nobody had said, Hey, we're going to see this at the game awards per se, at least that I had read or seen, but out of the blue, we get this trailer and the trailer. Um, I, I think Steele's playing it um, centers around a lot of human conflict. Uh, so it was like, what is this game? What is this? This is like human conflict, kind of end of the world stuff, world war kind of things. Looks like a lot of devastation, destructed, you know, uh, cities destroyed. Um, 
all that kind of stuff. And so everybody, we were really sitting there at the, cause we were uh, live streaming it on fun speculations channel. And we're like, what is this? What's going on? Well, then out of the rubble, you see some humans kind of working on something in the rubble. And all of a sudden it kind of goes to a first person mode and this thing, which obviously you can tell, I was assuming it was a mech kind of stands up uh, as it uh, reactivates pun intended. Uh, it reactivates and uh, all of a sudden it looks down at its arm and it's Bumblebee. sure enough, it looked like Bumblebee, right? I was like, wait, and then they cut and they, it, they give the title screen and it's transformers reactivate. Well, we got a little bit more information. Uh, VGC came out uh, with a little more information. It's not an MMO. Um, it is now whether or not this started as an MMO originally, since it has transferred hands at least three times that I'm aware of. It's potentially that, that it did start as an MMO and it changed. Um, maybe, you know, maybe people weren't happy with it as an MMO. Maybe it just wasn't turning out right. That's why it changed hands. Who knows? Whatever the case may be, it's now a one to four player action game. Of course, anytime you're going to attach Transformers to something, you're going to have my interest. Mm -hmm. You've got my curiosity as well, as the meme goes, of course. Um, with this game, one to four players, awesome. Anytime you're going to drop me into a Transformers world, it's going to depend a lot on which gen they are going to focus on or if you're going to at least give me Gen 1 skins then i'm all in if it's more of the modern day transformers i still will be interested but i'm going to be a wait and see approach the gen one aesthetic is what appeals to me call it nostalgia oh, old awesome. guy brain whatever it's what i grew up with right. it's what i collected it's what i played with gen oh. one transformers just have a special place in my heart I don't like beast wars I don't like the modern day Transformer movies. I enjoy them for what they are. But again, when you got Transformers bleeding, I'm out. Okay. I, I just, that's not the way I picture Transformers. So I'm highly curious about this game. I can't wait to see what it's about. Again, Transformers are very hard to do complexity wise on screen, the visuals. What is it going to look wow. like? Is this going to be first person? Is this going to be third person? Hope it's third. Uh, so do I, obviously. Um, so I'm on a wait and see a path approach right now. Now, if they confirm Gen 1, because some of the CGI that I talked it about looks that like was Gen leaked, 1. it looks more Gen 1. And it so would they, make sense. It would kind of, although like Jasper pointed out last night on Xbox Ultimate, with the World War aspect, with them being reactivated, this seems more like the future steel, like Transformers have already been there. Um, they've gotten, you know, whether the World War happened and the Transformers were involved, whether, you know, whatever, it seems like this is a future Transformers more so than a past Transformers. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they're going to show us because, again, we don't get Transformers games enough because they're very hard to pull off. So if this is one that actually slots in, they nail it, bro, this is going to be a hit. This is going to be a hit. And the fact that it's multiplayer, we can play one to four players, bro, you know we're going to be down. Yeah, 100%. This is, Transformers is always going to be something special to me because, I mean, unlike you, of course, I grew up also in a different generation. Um, but 
not only that, I do appreciate Transformers across the board um, because I did grow up with the old classic, was that 70, 80s Transformers, Gen 1, like you mentioned. Um, but then <laughs> I also grew up with it modernizing itself too. Sure. Um, and that's what, and I really loved that. Um, Beast Wars is something else I, I really love because it was, it was, it was just something different. Um, yeah. But there is nothing like just the original uh, mm -hmm. regular Transformers where, you can uh, easier to tell exactly who everybody is and uh, everything is real distinct and uh, looks purposefully done. And uh, I don't know, there is a lot of magic in Transformers that I hope they bring alive here. And MMO um, was what I was looking for initially because uh, I think that that was just a super dope concept. Yeah. Picking your, making your own Transformer, you could become sure. whatever you want. I, I like the idea of that. Um, but if it's going to be more focused in, I, I just hope that is not just i hope that doesn't become a game that's only good in co-op but hopefully it has a good uh single player to it also uh for those people who enjoy that the good the good news is splash damage has uh a lot of experience and they've got uh, they're they make quality games no matter what so splash right. damage i got faith in um like i said you never want to hear a game transferring hands as many times as this one supposedly has that's never a good sign, but if splash damage got it all together and made something um, worthwhile, then again, yeah, Transformers will always have my heart. Again, you're talking to the kid who was in the movie theater watching the original Transformers uh, movie uh, crying. Oh, wow. So, you know, I've been there. <laughs> like, that's me, right? So I right. saw it multiple times in the theater. So, for sure. All right. Um, the next one that is in line is going to be Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. Uh, this was another game that seemed extremely interesting. Um, yes. It banishes an action role-playing game where players control Antia in red using Antia's spiritual powers in red's arsenal of weapons. They must roam the haunted wilds of North America and hunt down ghosts and specters. At the same time, they must find a way to free Antia from being a spirit. Bro, this I, is from Don't Nod. This I didn't get Don't all Nod. that from the trailer, but... Um, yes. It's basically, basically a lot of that's what I kind of got from it. Um, it, it seems like Paul mentioned it is from Dome Nod. Uh, this game seems extremely interesting, and it is a third person game. Uh, and I, I like the little bit of gameplay that they did show, it seemed like it could have a lot of potential somewhere right along the lines of like a flintlock. Um, there's another one that's coming out, it has some of that same uh, feel to it, but I, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I like the idea behind it. How you feel Listen, how many times do I say it here, Steel? I love when studios go outside their comfort zone. Oh, and this is different for Don't Nod, too, right? Yes. Don't Nod, for anybody who doesn't know, Life is Strange. A current day, heavy narrative story game that has human, like, we're talking about real life Human, yes, they got a little mysticism in it as well, of course. Um, again, it wasn't for me. The story wasn't for me. It didn't grab me. I tried it, and I was like, nah, this ain't for me. But I'm not going to take away from the quality, and people absolutely love Life is Strange. Um, absolutely talk about it nonstop. Um, some people consider it one of the you know best narrative games that they played. Um, so the fact that Don't Not is tackling an action RPG-esque obviously still having a very high quality narrative to it because that's the one thing I will say steel, but what they showed there, the story, the characters drew me in right away. 
like that whole opening scene that they had there with him at the at the bar or at the at the inn, I should say, right. um, talking to you know the 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 female and everything that kind of transpired really drew me in right away. So don't nod. We already know are great at story making. The fact that they're going to an action RPG style has me very very excited. Again, I love when studios try to do something different. And so Don't Nod is taking what they're masters at to some people and then also adding this whole action RPG element to it, which they really haven't done before. So I can't wait to see what they come up with here. And, and I love the the it already looked good, the play, uh, the gameplay that we did get, which was short, um, very brief. But the gameplay they did show looks like they've already got a, a something, uh, um, a great foundation. Uh, already built. Uh, so I can't wait to see what they build out with this game. This this one came out of the blue, and when they said Don't Nod Action RPG, I was like, excuse me? Ex- excuse me? What? Yeah. Don't Nod? Uh, so I can't wait. I can't wait, Steel. I can't Definitely. wait to see more of this. Definitely yeah. interesting. Um, then we have Crash Team Rumble. After Crash Bandicoot literally crashes on the TGA 2022 stage, they reveal Crash Team Rumble, a team versus team rumble game where players fight to get the most Wumpa fruit. This plays a lot like your usual MOBA, which is what I was saying, uh, which is something no one expected from the series. Again, when I first saw it, I immediately say uh, I immediately said MOBA. Other people were like, "Oh, it looks like a fighter." No, it looks like a MOBA. It looks probably going to play the, like a MOBA. Room, I know they don't the have rumors a were it was a brawler. The rumors yeah. were it was a brawler. So, but from how they have it designed up, um, yeah. I think it's gonna they're gonna have it. And this is where I wanted to kind of get into it because I do. It's because n- even though it looks like a MOBA, um, Matt brought up a, an excellent point. Um, I think it was somebody else too that I don't know if Crash has enough characters to really truly do a MOBA, right? Um, mm-hmm. MOBAs over time, you gotta add characters. There's a reason why games like Smite um, have lasted as long as it has, right? You gotta have content to drop in there um, to keep things fresh and interesting. Um, you could bring other people into the Crash world, but at what point does that make sense, right? Um, for this, I think it's taking that MOBA style where it's like the camera perspective and everything. Again, then it turns into more of a, like an action adventure multiplayer game, um, action adventure combat focused game, um, which is exactly what this looks looking like. A MOBA without the MOBA in it, right? You're not defending towers or whatever the case may be. You're probably just fighting each other. You might still have objectives and things to that nature, which is why I think uh, why they're saying it plays a lot like a usual MOBA. Um, but I don't think it's going to be in that same breadth. Um, I do think it's going to be just a more of a uh, melee, uh, a brawler type uh, type game. So, other than that, that's pretty much it I have on that. Yeah, no interest. <laughs> but uh, never been a Crash fan um, outside of his advertisements, which were the best back in the day. Right, uh, sitting outside Nintendo uh, with the megaphone, <laughs> yelling at Nintendo. That was, was one of the greatest. That was excellent. One of the greatest commercials ever created for a video game company uh, ever. Um, so, but I understand the appeal, the fact that they're doing something completely different with Crash. Cool, go for it. Uh, you know, again, but uh, yo, shout out to Crash fans. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this. Yeah, hopefully, because um, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be invested. Probably yeah. not. All right, and then I'll be honest with you guys. I got to get into a fan favorite, my fan favorite, uh, <laughs> Armored. Four, six, <laughs> fires of Rubicon. Um, 
When I when I when I how about that trailer, Steel? How about that? I gotta I gotta play the trailer. I gotta pull the trailer. The opening scene with the with the solar flare like burning up the oh. After cool. 10 years of waiting, we finally have a new Armor Core game. If it's anything like the previous games, then be prepared to make your own robots and battle them out against other robots. That's all the games that were announced um, during the Game Awards. This is one of the final games that was announced. Uh, so I just wanted to get that out there too. But Armor Core has a very special place for me, at least, um, because I am a robo fanatic. Um, where you do Robotech, Transformers, uh, whether you take it to uh, Chrome House, whether you do Steel Battalion, whether you do um, Mech Warrior. I'm talking about classic Mech Warrior, and I like Mech Warrior Vengeance also. Um, but I am a Mecha fan. Uh, Gundam is another one that you could throw in there. That I think Gundam and Armored Core, they need to, they need to do a fucking uh, a tie-in or something. I think that would be really cool uh, because they, they have similarities and movements and things like that. The, except Armor Court has a base a little bit more in reality um, than Gundam does, but neither here or there. Um, Armor Core is an extremely difficult game. Armor Core is from Soft's uh, Mecha Dark Souls, to be completely honest with you. Mm. Um, although I personally believe that Armor Core. It didn't Core, start that way. It didn't way. start that way. No, it didn't start that way. Um, I do personally believe uh, that Armor Core is a more difficult game to play than, let's say, Dark Souls is, right? Um, because, of the, because of the level of the AI, they typically, especially after Armor Core 3, I want to say, um, they took a huge leap in AI um, and how they approach battles. Another thing, too, is that a lot of people in the West don't understand how to play armor core um and have never gotten it it's always been more of an eastern focused game um because again people in the east love mechs um that's why they have gundam statues and everything else up uh mecha statues and everything else up up, the, up that way life-size type but hearing armor core come back because it's been over a decade at this point um that we've seen a game it was extremely exciting um, I was hoping that it was going to end up being next gen only so they can fully take advantage of the hardware. Uh, but I do think comparatively, I would be remiss to say that the other, that the previous games didn't look good, didn't play well. Um, it didn't feel good. They did, which is, gets me extremely excited for this new one because they do have a lot more upfront, uh, to work with and they have they've had had previous uh which could have been a major uh hold up for them now with that being said i don't know what the limitations are going to end up being uh which is which is the biggest question for me uh hopefully it's just a frame rate maybe um that's going to be the biggest difference more so than anything but since this game, uh, Paul gave me a little bit of the information behind the scenes, and I had this because I know they've been working on it for a while because somebody from the studio uh, mentioned it. But Armor Core has been in development for six years. So essentially, Armor Core 6 and Elden Ring were being developed in tandem with each other. I personally believe that Armor Core is going to have the Elden Ring juice. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I guess depending on how you feel about that. Uh, Elden Ring did end up winning Game of the Year. Uh, which, shout out to that. Other people felt like God of War should have won, but the impact that Elden Ring had this year, I know that FromSoft is living on a high currently. 
And I know they're they're trying to downplay themselves and they're humble. Um and they come out and they've come out and said that. But I'd be re- I would be remiss to think that they don't realize that they have cracked a niche market that is no longer niche. That a lot of people are now aware of. Um, because of what they were able to do with Elden Ring and Dark, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, uh, Sekiro, Neo, all these games have been kind of knocking on that door for a while over the last decade and are getting people to realize what those games really are, right? The, whether it be the art style or it be the combat mechanics, every one of them offer a little bit something different from each other. And Armored Core is kind of the, again, is another chance for FromSoft to show kind of bring that culmination of everything that they've learned throughout the industry um into an, into another one of their games so that's what gets me extremely excited um this is going to be a day one uh purchase for me regardless um i don't care what console is on what platform it's on um although it is coming everywhere uh this is going to be it for me and honestly this announcement in itself uh, made the show a 10 out of 10 uh they could have only showed this game uh, and showed me some gameplay, and uh, I would have been I would have been happy. They didn't no other game needed to be announced. Uh, no awards need to be given out. I didn't he need to hear anything from anybody else. Uh, they could have just gave me this, <laughs> and uh, I could have went to bed happy. Pong, uh, I do know that you are an Armor Core fan yourself. Uh, you're also yeah, a, a Mecha fan like myself. Yes, uh, maybe yeah. not as much as uh, me with guys in suits and things. Um, I like chicks in suits too, guys. Don't for don't don't worry. But um. You are an Armor Core fan yourself. I, how did you feel? Because you kind of got got hyped too when you seen it. Oh, um, yeah. how did you how did you feel when you saw this trailer initially? And uh, are you excited about it coming back? Yeah, I'm uh, extremely excited. Um, Armored, listen. How to say this? Listen, I didn't play number five because that's I don't know what was going on at that time frame that I skipped it. I think it was more so the fact of the I just wasn't down for the hardcore aspect that they had gone to with Armored Core at the time. Oh. I think that's what it was, but it's hard for me to remember exactly why I skipped number four. Um, I think for me, the excitement steel has a lot to do with what you were talking about with where from has come yeah. to at this point. See, people, people, there's going to be some people, think about this steel. There are going to be some people, younger people, who only no know idea. from software as a souls maker right no they're idea. not gonna do they're not gonna have any idea that they worked on mech games like this is like so different uh from dark souls it's ridiculous the opposite end of the of the completely spectrum. opposite these opposite worlds end. the worlds <laughs> yeah. that they drop you in are yes. more are yeah. also more open there's a yes. lot going on because like, you have to because you got a huge mechs man i mean this is like not the personal battles that a dark souls is yeah. this is mechs like it's going to be insane, but I want to see Steel. To your point, what they do bring in as far as what they've learned, especially from Elden Ring. Now, what's kind of like they started developing this in game six years ago when they were making niche Souls games. Actually, yeah. it started at the same time as right right around Dark Souls right. One, yeah. if you think about it. So they were still in that hardcore kind of mode. Elden Ring opened it up because they went to a whole new style with the open world and they made it more, I'm not going to say casual friendly, but what I'm saying is they new opened up friendly. the experience new player friendly. 
So yeah. do they actually, because they didn't know what they had on their hands with Elden Ring, obviously. They didn't know right. what, they didn't know Elden Ring was going to turn into a phenomenon mm-hmm. that was going to change mm-hmm. the industry or that genre, I should say, in a lot of ways. So how much of that is in Armor Core? Are they sticking to the hardcore Armor Core or because Armor Core 5, if I remember, correct me wrong, Steve, mm-hmm. Armor Core 5 did not hit the way that previous Armor Cores did. Um, I don't think it sold as well as the previous Armor Cores did. So I'm curious if this mind shift that they had with their Souls games, if that could have even influenced Armor Core at this point, 6, or if they were already looking when they first started development on Armor Core 6, if they were already saying to themselves, okay, we've got to dial back some of the hard aspects to it a little bit and we've got to make it a little bit more friendly to bring more people back in to this game so that's what i'm really curious about how they're going to pull this off um but i'm all in obviously again for anybody who doesn't know the director of Sekiro is the one who took over about two years ago on armor core six so you know um presentation wise this thing is going to be top notch from top to bottom um from software now has whether or not they knew they were going to grow uh, their reputation to the point that they have, they now have a certain reputation of quality um, that their games have to live up to no matter what. If it, Even in an Armored Core 6 that is the opposite of what they become known for, they have to live up to that now. So the pressure's on them here. So that's another aspect that I can't wait to see how they pull this off. I think this game is going to come out and it's going to surprise a lot of people. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of people who do not even know that from I, software. And I think that's going to work. I think that's going to yeah, work to the extreme right. advantage this time right, around. Right, exactly. So I'm hyped. This is day one for me. You know it, Steel. You and I are going to be in there. I need I need the sweaty mech player like you to cover my ass anyways uh, when we play these games. But, man, the multiplayer aspect of this game is going to be... Oh, it's going to God, be. I can't, it's I can't be wait. It's and and if this... And if this cinematic that they showed us again, bro, folks, it's a cinematic. If Armor it's Core any, has always done this, but <laughs> right, right. But if this is any any indication of the type of environment that we're going to be in, the type of world that dark, gritty mech Woo. experience, I'm all about this, man. This is going to be fun. Um, I can't wait to see the customization. Hopefully, oh. from has taken that to the next level. Um, a lot more like Mech Warrior. I mean, again, Mech Warrior is hardcore too in a lot of aspects. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta care about your loadouts. You go in with the wrong loadout, you're smacked. done. You're over with. You're over with. So if they pulled all that into as well, um, and I'm sitting there for you know 30 minutes to an hour just deciding if I'm using you know medium range missiles or large missiles and or or lasers or if I'm going with Gatlings, that's where I get wrapped up in Mech games, man. We're gonna have some fun, Steel. So yeah, yeah. I'm hyped. And just to give you some uh, um, a little bit of that backend information that you were asking for with like the performance and sales of Armored Core, um, Armored Core comparatively yeah. to like uh, FromSoft's other games, their Souls like yeah. games, um, yeah. has done piss poor for them, and mm-hmm. as why, again, this is part of the reason why I do think this is, this is still a huge gamble for them because traditionally yes. Armored Core hasn't done the greatest. But just to give run some numbers, Armored Core four sales um, from what people have posted, uh. In Japan, they sold 83,000 copies. Um, in U.S., apparently it was much fewer than that. Um, it says um, there was too few to be recorded. Um, AC4 wow. Answer, which is basically um, Armor Core 4, um, again has too few 
to be recorded for us um in japan it sold 120,000 copies yeah uh ac5 same thing for us um but in japan it sold 250,000 copies again if you guys don't see the pattern here you see where this game has been successful um and then verdict day which was the most recent one uh us had too few and japan had too few Demon Souls sold 1.7 million. Uh, Dark Souls sold 2.3. Dark Souls 2 did 2.5. Dark Souls 3 did uh, 10 million. Bloodborne did 2.1. And Sekiro did 5. And then Elden Ring has done 15 plus. Um, probably closer to 20 at this point. Um, million just this year. So you see that, at least I want to bring this up because Armor Core has always been something that the Armor Core is much more niche than the Souls games are. Much more. But I do think that it is timing also. In today's era, I think mech games would work much better, especially if FromSoft does. Again, that's why I think that they have the Elden Ring juice on there. Um, because it is a little bit more co-op friendly, a little bit more um, new player friendly that they may have some of those same takes in this especially going off of what happened with previous games and they're going to put everything that they can in this game I, i'm and i'm excited for it but they have a lot of working against it they they do you know i was just curious still i was looking up on uh oh 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 okay uh, i was looking up a complete uh a complete uh, Armor Core 5 for Xbox 360 is still going for like 35 40 bucks. Fucking, which means it's rare. Wow. Yeah. So I just found one though. On, I might have to pick it up. I just found one for 13 bucks without the packaging. Um, wow. I might have to pick it up just to go back and play it. It's, it was a good <laughs> just time. To see. For a single player just experience. It, for yeah. a single player experience, it was it was a really good game, but yeah. um, it, it did get quite difficult in some areas. Right, right, right. Exactly. I might just out of curiosity have to do it uh, since I never did play it and get, get kind of get back in that armor core mode again just to see like what it's about. Um, yes. And again, if you didn't hear me uh, in the beginning of the show, uh, use your boost button if you're going to jump please. in this game. Please. Boost, 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 and more boost. That's one thing Western gamers never got about armor core is, oh my God, my mechs are so slow. Boost. Yeah, because they have a boost factor that you have to use. Everything is <laughs> okay. everything is centered around boost unless you have a build a tank build more so that is meant yeah. to take damage. And most of the time when people build tank builds, it's in a uh co-op or a two-player or more environment. So they're not the brunt of everything. I wonder I, how much more they're gonna bring the class system in, Steel. I, I and think if they really they should. Yeah. It, it, like I said, from the soul, because in in Souls games, there's class, the yeah. classes are a big deal, right? So it'll be curious to see how heavy they lean into that RPG s class system uh, with with Armor Core Six, because uh, that'll be that'll be cool if we can rock out tanks, you know, and that kind of stuff. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah, and that would be, be super dope. Um, Ghost Fixer says I didn't play Armor Core growing up during the 360 era, but I might for the new one for sure. Again, um, with the how ways thing, the way things have changed, and with the appreciation the West has now given a lot of the Eastern content. Um, the way that we consume it now, too. Again, they have a lot working in its favor, and I do think this is a prime opportunity for FromSoft to actually gauge what the player base looks like um, or whether anybody cares about this armor core. 
because based off of the numbers that I just gave you guys, if this next one doesn't hit or doesn't do well, I think they will just drop it. They're not going to make another one. At yeah, they, least, don't, they don't need to. They don't need to. But it's like a passion project for them. More yeah, so it, it, no, it 100%. At this point, yeah. it's 100% a passion project because you can look, but if you were strictly business, you would yeah. look at these previous numbers and say, <laughs> the West does not give a fuck about Armor Core. Um, I guess we'll just make it in Japan. Like, <laughs> And they've done right. that with some, of, with some of their entries uh, where they release it there first and then bring it over. But again, I do think they're in a prime opportunity to, to really take advantage. There's not many other mech games that are successful that I know of. Um, and somebody, uh, who was it? Uh, Nick said, still off topic, the, the Gundam game you referred to a while back is now on console. If you're talking about Gundam Evolution, yes, that is on console. That is actually available everywhere now. Um, Gundam Evolution is a Overwatch clone, pretty much. I don't think that it plays better than Overwatch does, fortunately. Um, and it's not what I was looking for in a Gundam game, um, especially PvP focused. I wish... I feel like they they missed an opportunity to do full third person or not at least giving you an option. It does have some third person moments and things like that, um, but it is it's first person. Um, and I'm not the hugest fan of Overwatch either. Uh, those arena based shooters, just not it hasn't been my style. But uh, I know a lot of people love it and a lot of people are into it. But that was the TGAs, ladies and gentlemen. Um, that was the last game that was announced there. Armored Core, shot that um, beautiful-looking game, and uh, hopefully we get to see more of it here soon. Overall, again, I give the Game Awards an 8 out of 10 um, with everything considered and how everything happened. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought Jeff Keighley, again, stepped it up this year. Um, I think it definitely was above average. And, again, when we go through just the list, uh, real quick, guys, again, I can't I can't see personally how I could consider it any less than an eight. Um, again, I think earlier I mentioned it was 13 games that I pulled out of everything that was shown uh, that I'm excited for. Armor Core, Final Fantasy, Warhammer. We didn't we didn't that was on there. Where was Space Marine on that list? Um, yeah, yeah, we got we, we gotta add a couple in here too, Steel. So Blue yeah, Protocol. Start there. Yeah, um, Blue Protocol. Final Fantasy huge. 16. Um Diablo 4 wasn't in that list. Wayfinder wasn't in that list. Uh Company they, of Heroes 3 console version, everybody coming. Uh, RTS is yep. making the return. Company of Heroes. Suicide Squad wasn't in there. Forspoken wasn't in there. Uh, Tekken eight, um, like, come on, guys, we gotta do a little bit better. Uh, we know I need I need somebody with a better website to get this shit together. Uh, maybe I should just use IGN, even though I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> whatever. Um, we use Game Informer, but it's neither here or there. But with as many games that I was able to pull out just out of that, um, Prime Boss, show, Rock A Prime City, Boss. yep, <laughs> Chuck Norris, come on. There, like there was so there were so many other games that were shown there too but for me to get 13 games out of this show two-hour show i think speaks leaps and bounds on what keely's currently doing um whether you like it or not these are games that most of these games are games that we didn't know about um weren't aware of and a, a lot of these are coming next year which is super crazy to me which is why I, I mean, I, I have to, I mean, personally, I have to give it an eight, I uh, give it an eight out of 10. I think it was well, well done. Um, again, some things threw the pace off a little bit, people talking longer in areas, maybe they, where they shouldn't have, but again, you call it the game awards. 
you got to give some some leeway in some spaces that some people may go along. So, uh, and Paul, uh, what else did you want to add in there, or uh, what's your overall yeah. take from the game? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I said my overall take. Um, again, there was so much more here than just what even Steele read off, like he said. Um, so much more to this. Uh, like I said in the beginning, that's why I gave it a solid B. Uh, really diverse um, lineup of games coming. Uh, most of them all 2023. A lot of current gen only stuff. Yeah. A lot of surprises thrown in here. Again, Company of Heroes 3. Personal favorite of mine. I was calling, me and Mav, calling for the console version of this game. Because uh, they had talked about wanting to do it. Uh, it's coming out on PC um, and then for them to announce that they hear this was huge. RTSs are coming, making big comeback. Diablo Four with the with the Halsey uh, concert. I know some people said cringe, but whatever. I personally like Halsey. It's one of the newer artists that I actually do enjoy. I think she's awesome. Uh, fit perfect um, into that. No, we didn't get any new gameplay. We've seen a lot of gameplay. Uh, we got all the uh, previews this week from Diablo Four, which were off the charts. Um, P- everybody who got hands on, they gave everybody access uh up to level 25 or something like that i think it was um and out of a barbarian and a sorcerer i think build i can't remember there was two builds that everybody got to play i know barbarian was one of them um everybody nothing but glowing previews saying diablo is going back to number two as far as the darkness goes which is what everybody had a problem with that did not like three was a lot of it was the environments were too kind of cartoonish in a way compared to the old Diablo. Um, so they are bringing that back, but everybody yes, had a great. freaking awesome time with Diablo for the skill tree. Uh, while not up to path of exile yet, uh, they definitely have increased the skill trees, which is awesome to see. So I can't wait for Diablo for um, Tekken eight steel Tekken eight showed off amazingly My God, well. I got listen, listen, we are getting not only the return of horror, not, well, I shouldn't say the return, but let's say the rise of horror games, finally, um, which again, not for me, but there's a huge audience. RTS is coming back to console, just like the Xbox 360 era. Um, and now fighters coming back, Steel, the return yeah, of the fighting man. franchises to their glory, whether or not they ever get to the level that was at one point with Street Fighter. and all I think that they will. With how different Street yeah. Fighter 6 is doing things, uh, they're yeah. doing a lot to appeal to new and, people. And the rollback netcode, too, oh, yeah. is changing everything as well. The online experience yes. is now premium with fighters that use yes. the rollback code. So all of the, again, why I always say it's the golden age of gaming, folks. This right here shows you companies are taking chances once again, like we used to see because there's so much money involved. And now they're even fighting for more time from people because there is so much out here, but they're still taking chances, bringing back genres, uh, raising genres up like horror to a new level, bringing back RTSs, bringing back the fighting genre. This is what we see now, this generation. That's why I call this the golden age because everything is coming around. Um, Lots to be excited about. I think we covered most of the big ones. Like I said, there are some in here. Dead Cells is getting Castlevania DLC. Huge Dead Cells fan base out there. Castlevania DLC looks crazy good. Uh, Returnal coming to PC finally, which was a rumor forever. So again, people waiting on Sony games on PC. Guess what? It's happening faster and faster. Faster and faster. 
PC gamers waiting for console games. I thought y'all yes. didn't want console games. Yes, yes. Well, we knew that a long time ago. Xbox yeah, broke that. So <laughs> Xbox got that out of there. Uh, Street Fighter Six looked amazing, what they showed off there. Last of Us 1 coming to PC. Shockingly enough, that got announced too. Suicide Squad. Didn't get to see gameplay, but we got to see a, a more narrative. They obviously focused on Batman um, and um, doing a tribute to Kevin and all that kind of stuff, which was great. Uh, Suicide Squad, as long as it comes out with 60 frames, we're going to be good. Don't worry, Suicide Squad. I'm actually on board with you. Um, so I thought that looked great. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Idris Elba being in uh, Ooh, Cyberpunk DLC. Yeah, Phantom Liberty, Cyberpunk DLC, showing off more. Like Steele said, I'm curious about the time frame. When does this take place within the game? Um, how are they going to pull that off? But my God, if you are a cyberpunk fan, whether you're an original cyberpunk like fan like me and Steel, or whether you are one of the ones that found it after Edge Runners, I don't care. Yeah. This DLC has got CD Projekt Red quality written all over it, and I can't wait for that to drop next year uh, as well. Wild Hearts still looking great. Steel, yep. we saw some more Wild Atomic Hearts Heart. Did we see Atomic Heart more, more gameplay? Yes, from there? we saw more Atomic Heart gameplay. Game Pass, day one, uh, I think March, I think, is Atomic Heart. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that game, Steel. Lords of the Fallen, for all you Souls fans out there, Lords of the Fallen came out early on in last generation, uh, tried some different things, tried to be kind of Souls-like, didn't hit. They are coming back with that reboot. They showed that off again. And, Steel, I think you even were commenting on it, how good it looked, because as yeah. you said, artistically, again, they're not – they're leaning into the Dark Souls, okay? That And that's fine. This reboot looks like, for all the Souls fans, which is now a much bigger base than it used to be, Lords of the Fallen reboot is going to be a big hit for them as long as they exactly. pull off the uh, mechanics, uh, which I think they will. Um, but, yeah, I think Steel overall, again, Game Show had a lot to be happy about. Blue Protocol from Bandai Namco, free-to-play, animation, Genshin Impact style, but the animation is off the charts the again going it's gotten to the point steel and i were talking about this during the live stream with the animation style games when it's done right and let me tell you bandai namco is at the top bandai of that is list, top is top tier top right of that list when we're talking about games <laughs> and anime my god the cut it goes from cutscene to gameplay there Same. is zero difference zero Perfect. difference it looks Perfect. like you're playing an anime it's insane and blue protocol is looking real good yeah. and that's being published in the west by amazon which is really weird and i think really um, interesting i think blue was blue protocol and mmo2 uh it looked like it had it more mmo aspects yes it looks like that i don't know if we've gotten confirmation how big it's going to be um i think it looked like it was limited to a party um to battle but we'll see. Oh, yeah, but like we'll see. you said, Steel Genshin is more single player focused than it is actually an MMO. Right. And I think this one's looking to take that road, but then expand it into multiplayer, obviously. Um, and they are going to free to play. Jasper confirmed that it is free to play. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So it's be on the lookout. So that's dope. Yeah. Blue, Blue Protocol is looking phenomenal. So, yeah. Um, overall, great experience, man. Really liked what I saw there. Uh, Wayfinder. Again, that's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. They paid. Um, this was going to be on everything. They came in, paid, helped out with the production because the developer even said, hey, it's coming out a lot sooner than we thought it would be. Thanks to our new partner, 
which of course turned out to be Sony. Wayfinder looks like a uh, Diablo-esque kind of action RPG looter, looking really cool um, in a lot of ways. So, you know, again, coming to PC and PlayStation, but looks fire. Um, yeah, we got a lot of everything, Steel. I really like the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Except. Um, that's not going to be backwards. Except, no, you got to have a PlayStation 5. So if you loved Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation 4 and you're excited to see DLC, you got to buy that PlayStation 5. 5. Yep. Again, I'm... And that is extremely interesting, with the, especially with the game releasing this year. Um, I know they did a lot to make sure that the game was going to perform well on PlayStation 4 um, overall. And um, they could have done new things in this DLC that caused it not to perform well on the PlayStation 4. Um, I do find it extremely strange that God of War Ragnarok, um, and, and, and again, an extension of a previous game, although maybe different, um, is fully available on the PlayStation 4. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Ragnarok ends up having DLC that is also next-gen only. Um, I, but I do feel like this is a play for them to get more people to PlayStation 5. Um, that, at least that's what it speaks to me more so than anything. Um, it's the same thing like they said, that, well, we we're going to be able to do flight mechanics. Um, now you have, but you got flight mechanics in Forbidden West. Uh, I know a lot of people say you don't get that until more so the end of the game. I haven't played the game. I don't have a genuine interest in the game. Um, I do like the style of it. Um, and I did try to play um, a Zero Dawn. But again, it's another one of those games that only pulled me in for a few hours and I couldn't get past, I don't know whether either it was Aloy or the combat mechanics or how long it took to get in between things. And I don't mind uh, open world games, uh, but it's the same thing issue that I had a little bit with Valhalla. Um, again, give you give me a lot of content and there is something to say about there being an even balance. Um, and I typically try to pace myself through open world games or not play a lot of open world games uh, because of that fact. Um, but games like Valhalla do make me look at other open world games differently. It's like, bro, I mean, I put 110 hours into Valhalla and I still didn't beat it yet. And I don't know if I'm, if I'm towards the end or not. I feel like I, I did everything on the map. I have, I still haven't done any DLC. Like it's, it's just weird. I know other people are different about that. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a weird place for it to be in. Also, um, Horizon was again overshadowed by Elden Ring. Um, but it was overshadowed, not just by, I'm not just going to say Elden Ring, but it was overshadowed by yet another game. So to me, that kind of also doesn't speak to how strong of a game Horizon is um, or the team at Guerrilla. I don't know uh, whether, I mean, yes, they did great doing something that they had never done before, doing something different. But um, I think they're still missing some part of the magic um, for their experiences. And um, we've yet to see them hit that. Again, not to take away from the beauty of the game, I do think that out of all the games that were announced for the most artistic, um, I do think it's between Elden Ring or Horizon Forbidden West for me, especially with everything that they did in Horizon Forbidden West. It's a beautiful looking game. A lot of fidelity going on in there. Um, a lot of attention to detail and things of that nature. Um, of course, I'm going to give it to Elden Ring. A little bias there, but also art styles a lot more than to me than just graphics. Um, so, I mean, but it's neither here or there. Um yeah, man, it's unfortunate that if they do it, that they're going to do it this way. Hopefully they give people a good reason to why this is the case. I don't think they've given a reason yet. Um, I don't even think everybody's aware yet <laughs> that this is the yeah. case. 
Um, yeah. But so that's going to be interesting to see how they play that out. Because uh, again, you want to talk about consumer facing things. That's kind of that's kind of wild to me. But it's not the first time. And, and Jasper brought up a good point yesterday. It's not the first time. It's not the first game to do it. It's not going to be the last game to do it. But it is weird that the game that came out in the very same year that it's DLC that's coming out almost out a year later is not going to be available on the console that the game released on. It's just right. really strange to me. Um, it, it, it speaks greed to me personally. But again, I'm not a game dev. Um, as, and then the other thing about the Game Awards too, um, I had somebody in, in DMs hit me up about it. Uh, they were like, yo, are you going to talk about the guy that came on and said, uh, shout out to uh, my rabbi, <laughs> oh, friend my, Bill Clinton? I, my reformed rabbi, <laughs> Bill Clinton. No, I don't give that. I don't give people stupid kids or stupid people attention. I hate it. Uh, I saw Schreier did an interview with him. I'm like, come on, come on, man, come on, man. That's exactly what the kid wanted. Uh, look, I think, I think that, I think that speaks to a bigger issue that Keeley did have is security. Um, that should never happen. Um, at an award yeah, show, yeah, no, ever. That's a security issue. Uh, Keeley is definitely going to have to look at that. I'm sure he's already yeah. on it. It is an embarrassment to him. The fact that somebody, and again, it's sad to even talk about this stuff nowadays, but the reality is where we're at in 2023. Yeah, with the insanity that we see daily out there, the fact that some stranger could get up on stage with the most prominent, some of the most prominent devs. And who knows? It, it wouldn't even have to be anything about video games. Trying to make a statement about something completely different and could have actually done violence to a dev like that on stage or anybody else in that audience. Bro, that ain't good. That is not good at all. No. Jerry turned out to be harmless. Keeley claimed he was arrested. We found out he wasn't arrested because, of course, it's L.A. They're not yeah. going to hold this kid. They let they, they put let, him in cuffs they, and then they, walk him outside. They, they let very violent criminals go. So they're not going to hold this kid. Um, so he wasn't arrested, but Keeley definitely has to look at that. Um, and again, it's sad that it took away from the, uh, everybody started talking about that. Now people put Bill Clinton in Elden Ring. Uh, it took away from that final moment for the Elden Ring team in a lot of ways. That's the sad part. Um, and whatever, this kid is supposedly just a prankster. He's done things like this previously, right. whatever. Uh, again, this is the, Age we're in. Welcome. Thank you, social media, for creating this phenomenon where people do stupid things for attention. Fuck. I mean, Not I, that it was never done before, yeah. but it's to a whole new level it's on with social media. It's, a, it's, on, it's for the masses to see now, and now people yeah. know that they're getting attention um, yeah. because people like attention. People like drama. People like other people getting into shit that they wouldn't do. <laughs> and uh, they'll watch that shit for hours. Like eating Tide Pods and licking toilets. Let's go. Hey, there's a, there's a whole... Um, Shout out to Millennials and Gen Z. There's a whole, uh, you know, ch there's channels dedicated to ASMR of people eating. Mm -hmm. Oh, correct. So... That's a different That's a different thing. Kink has also become... Ooh. But... Anyway, I mean, again, <laughs> sex sales, that porn, the porn industry will forever be successful. Um, so yeah. I don't... I, I don't even know how to put that on that level. May, Whatever. May, I, mean, I, I, think, I, think it, I think it's on that we, level. It's, I mean, it's the same. It's the same. It's, it's, it, it's a kink. Psychologically, it's, it's the same. Kink. It's a kink. Yeah. It's a kink. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm not here to judge you. But, you gotta, hey, if you're a little kinky, hey, you do your thing. I'm not, I'm not here for it to say anything to you. Um, everybody's different. It's the way that it gets displayed. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the new business models. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, um, so we are. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, flowing by. We still got one big thing to talk about here. Four hours well, real in. quick. Let's get real it. Quick, get be, it. Real quick. Real quick before we get off the game awards, though. We got to talk a little Xbox here real quick. Not okay. Being okay, real quick. Um, because it has been a big part talk of the conversation. Yeah, 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 talk about it. Uh, Jez had come out and you know said he had heard things uh, a week or two ago that they weren't going to have a presence or a very light presence. Um, obviously, he said that was just you know speculation that he had heard a couple whispers. It was nothing solid. It actually, turned out to be true. Um, you know, there's parts of this community that um, are in meltdown mode over this. Obviously, Mav was extremely upset on the live stream. Extremely. I mean, he went off. Some of it was over the top, and Mav admitted that. Um, but there are parts of this community that are, you know, ready to jump off the cliff when it comes to Xbox, that this was the worst thing they could have ever done. Um, I definitely think it was a bad look, uh, for Xbox again, to only have Samsung commercials and one quick game pass sizzle reel, which granted did include about five, 10 seconds of new Starfield footage that we had never seen before. Thanks yeah. to Colt Eastwood for putting it together. Um, it again, people can excuse this however they want to. People can downplay, and I've seen this too, Steel, downplaying the game awards and saying it's not that important. Listen, Xbox themselves have come out and talked about how important the game awards are. Uh, they have shown how important the game awards are by showing off the Series X for the first time. Uh, at the Game Awards, not E3, not a showcase, but the Game Awards, along with Hellblade 2, along with Perfect Dark, they themselves have made the Game Awards more important with their previous showings. Hmm. So to downplay the Game Awards and say it's not that big a deal, um, it's the biggest show of the year outside of the E3 time where the most people have the eyes on the video game industry. Yeah, it's important. That's why you see Sony showing off a bunch of stuff. That's why you see all these world premieres there. It's a big deal, folks. Okay, so there's no downplaying the game. It's disappointing from Xbox's standpoint because this year didn't see first-party title releases outside of like a Pentiment. So you show up at the Game Awards, your fan base is all there watching it, not just for you, for everything in the game industry to see all the new stuff. And you don't have one thing that you show off. You don't give us a Redfall final uh, gameplay trailer with release date. Um, maybe a new Starfield gameplay trailer. There's a lot of speculation around why this happened. And I lean in the category. Again, I'm not, per se, doom and gloom. I said it during our live stream. If they have a show in January, if they are planning on doing something themselves in January... This will all be forgotten, and it sounds like there is some of that smoke coming now. Aaron Greenberg came out on Twitter and said, timing is everything. Don't worry, you won't have to wait too long uh, to see what's coming next year. Um, kind of indicating they've got something planned. I said it on the live stream. I said, eh, they do something in January. This will all be forgotten, whatever. And Mav's point is, yeah, but you don't have all the other people outside the Xbox fans watching that. I agree with that. That's why the Game Awards are important. You get a lot of casuals, a lot of people who don't pay attention like we do to the game industry, watching the Game Awards. So you do have a different audience there, a much bigger audience that you could have showcased to. There's a lot of people who disagree 
um, with the conversation that this is part of the ABK deal. Um, I'm in the boat that it is part of the ABK deal. I, I'm I'm going to tell you guys that the once they signed this agreement to buy ABK, they signed a portion of the control, and I'm talking about Microsoft and Xbox. They signed a portion of the control to the attorneys at Microsoft and Microsoft Corp. This is not Phil's decision per se. This is not Xbox's decision not to be at the at the Game Awards. But this decision would have had been made very early on because Keeley's got to plan his award show. Yeah. We know he's planning True. it basically for the entire year. So they had to make that decision very early on. I, again, don't know anything. I'm not in the boardrooms. I'm not sitting there talking strategy with the attorneys about how they're going to handle the ABK. I'm none of that, okay? I'm just telling you from just general knowledge and being around this industry for a long time, common sense gets thrown out the window and attorneys have less common sense than most people do because they don't give a shit. They don't care. When you get the attorneys involved... Yeah, they don't care about optics. They don't care about anything. The only thing they care about is, right, right, exactly. So they're going to give you advice or tell you that we're doing certain things that don't make sense to anybody else but them. And you could say, oh, but the, but the, you know, FTC, the CMA, the EU, they already know all the games that Xbox has coming out. Have you seen their comments? Oh, we're talking about more dumb people and regulatory bodies. Okay, so what seems like common sense to us? Throw that out the window. I think the attorney said, absolutely not. If we're going to go through with this deal, we are going to know by the end of this year, we'll have a good idea of which way this deal is swinging when it comes to the regulatory bodies. Until that happens, you are not to show anything. And actually, I'm going to go so far as to say that if we did get a chance to sit down on those meetings, the attorneys were actually probably fighting over whether or not they should even have a showcase last year. And I think the I, I as crazy as that sounds, the attorneys knew full well the regulatory bodies were going to look at the Zenimax deal and bring it up, and that's exactly what has happened yep. in the FTC's case and the EU's case. That's exactly what's happened. The Zenimax deal has now been brought up, and I can guarantee you the attorneys foresaw this and said you can't show anything because that's going to be like. A, a flare gun going off in the at midnight to all of these regulatory bodies pointing out games and content that you have coming from from your previous acquisition that you don't want them to put focus on. Like they said I with Starfield, you, there's a point, yeah. is a proof that Microsoft right. is willing to pull games off of a platform. You're right, and we'll get but, into that when we talk about the FTC stuff. Because yes, yes, that's one of their main points. So I can guarantee you the attorneys fought over the showcase. And I think that's why we saw the 12-month cut down, right? That's why we were expecting a big showcase. They didn't set expectations. And they came out and gave us the next 12 months. That was probably a compromise between Xbox and the attorneys saying, we can't do that. We can't go to E3 and not show up with anything. Our fan base is going to bring the pitchforks and torches. We have to show them something. And so I think the compromise was probably 12 months, even though the attorneys are probably looking at them going, go ahead, but they're going to come back at you on Starfield and Redfall. And it's also potentially why they delayed one or both of those games as well. We'll never know for facts, but just throwing that out there. That smoke's been there. This was a decision that was previously made. Well, guess what happened? They 
all indicators are they thought they had a chance to turn the tide at the FTC, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Winds up, winds up that's not happening. Winds up that they're now in a fight. Well, what that means is all the cards are on the table, folks. Okay? Business has to go on at some point. I'm not saying that they were going to put a permanent hold on everything until the ABK deal was done, but they were going to be extremely quiet. But now the cards are on the table. Now they already know they're in a fight. They know what the FTC is going with as far as their argument, their complaint goes. They know the EU CMA's positions. They're currently in talks with them. There's a good chance that one or both of them are going to follow along with the FTC. We'll see how that plays out. That could muddle things even more. But now business has to move forward. So they had slowed it all the way down, all that momentum that Xbox had, Steel. The attorneys slowed it all the way down, took them from, you know, warp speed eight and dropped it down to, you know, a crawl, (laughs) a crawl, right? That's what they did. We don't like it as gamers at all. We don't like it at all. It sucks. It sucks for all of us Xbox fans who have been waiting to see stuff like Avowed, like, you know, Hellblade update, Fable update, et cetera. Uh, Release dates for Starfield, Redfall, uh, Forza. Uh, It sucks. It sucks big time. Um, But now they're going to creep it back up a little bit. And so they're moving to plan B. This is all my opinion. If you disagree, you disagree. I don't have anything to battle against you facts-wise. But I think plan B is now in motion. I think we do get a showcase January, uh, towards the end of January, beginning of February. I think it's going to be, if I had to guess, on an XO kind of level like we used to see. I think they're going to come out. They're not going to show us future stuff, I don't think. But what they are going to do is all the stuff that is due in the first six months next year. All the stuff that's ready, all the third-party stuff, they're going to have a showcase that highlights all of that. And I think that, obviously, we're going to get a release date for Starfield. We're going to get a release date for Redfall. Forza, questionable because of where the team is. They're just starting polishing in January. I don't know if Forza's going to be ready, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Maybe they get it ready. But I think we do have a showcase January, uh, uh, beginning of February at the latest, (laughs) um, that will kind of quiet this disappointment down. Um, And I think that that's what they're doing. I think they had to move to plan B. Now that, like I said, the FTC has shown their hand. They're already in a fight. The complaint's already out there. Showing off Redfall and Starfield with release dates right now isn't going to do any damage. It is what it is. Um, And I think that's the part of the business that they get to move forward. Yeah, I mean, I I do share a lot of those same sentiments. I don't know um, necessarily if... Microsoft has to hold things back, but it does make a lot of sense. Um, a lot of the points that you bring up and everything, um, especially when you put it at the standpoint of uh, the people who are actually maybe in charge of the deal are not going to care about our optics. Um, and that's kind of always, that's kind of, that's kind of one of my perspectives on it too, especially with how critical people have been on Xbox overall. And this yeah. isn't the first time that I've said this, right? Um, yeah. I do have a more jaded way that I look at gaming overall um, because of how I have grown up into it and because of how I've, um, how I've been surrounded with it. Um, Xbox is, um, Xbox is definitely doing things differently within their market um which also causes we talk about optics which also makes them look different um to us as the enthusiast right because at the end of the day the consumer is not going to know any of this not going to care but what does matter is that the consumer will see 
um, the only thing they'll see is, oh, I, I see Game Pass ads for, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. they're marketing these certain games or whatever. And I, they got a little sizzle reel or whatever. Uh, but uh, they don't have any major releases. They didn't have like any single trailers with an Xbox logo to pop up, give you 15 seconds of whatever game um, that's dropping to kind of tease you. Uh, but they did have sizzle reels. And people feel kind of up and down about that. So they did bring a presence, um, but it wasn't what I think was necessary. Was, it wasn't enough to my standard, at least, especially when you've been historically terrible at marketing your games. You have games in Game Pass currently that do not get marketed. You had Naraka Blade Point in game pass and i mean i saw some marketing in spaces that i wasn't expected like more on twitter more on facebook uh, and things of that nature but it's a game or eastern based again that you're supposed to be working in an area and trying to get devs interested in everything that is not being put out in front street like your competitors do making sure that people see it constantly 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 and I know marketing's a, marketing is a lot. There's a, a lot of money that goes into that. And maybe you guys aren't in a space to go that direction yep. or put money towards that direction. I, I just, to me, I do think, think that, I do again think that it's, it's unacceptable because uh, marketing is everything. Mind share more so than anything else is important. And mm -hmm. you have a prime opportunity to continue to push value and accessibility down the consumer's throat, for lack of a better way to put it, and you're not taking it. Which, yeah, accessibility they did with the Samsung ads for the yes. app on the TV, I will give them that. There's they other, give, but they have other forms other of accessibility. Too. Yes, correct, correct. This could have been, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do a little scissor reel, uh, to put, put out another scissor reel on how you've expanded accessibility. Like, speak to all the, if you're not going to speak to games, then speak to all the factors that they're fighting with you about in court right now. This is what we're doing. Hey, Call of Duty, uh, you could have did something. I don't know what the answers are, could have done something yeah now again there is a there is a lot in this conversation because again i it's like i can't say that xbox just hasn't had anything this year because they have um oh, they've given they've given people a lot of reasons to sure. jump into game pass um sure. i put a i put a list together and there was 47 games um new games i'm not talking about games that were released back in the past and oh, all of a sudden we get old games no 47 new games that have come directly into Game Pass that is part of the service. Now, there are some older games in there, but much fewer than what's in there that's newer. And I think that speaks leaps and bounds to a lot of people. Um, and that's something that, again, frustrates me that they didn't speak to because they have that. Why do I have to go do research to find out what's been put on the Game Pass versus you putting more sizzle reels together throughout the entire year of everything, again, going back to marketing, of everything that you have in the service? Mm -hmm. You have no first party. So what do you have to rely on? Second and third, take advantage. Why are you not doing that? 
People are going to continuously say Xbox has no games because you aren't displaying the games. Your competitor st still only does it with certain games. And they can do that because they're cinematic games. Why don't you create that cinematic effect? That's the thing that I miss about like these shows being more in tandem with each other because you saw more of that. My competitor did this, so now I need to bounce. I need to bite back. I need to, I need to, we need to go a couple rounds. Who's better? Who's, who's going to top off this year right? And it looks, at least on the optics standpoint, that PlayStation has the advantage over Xbox. Again, ending the year. We got all these games, because a lot of the games that were announced, we went through the list too. You guys covered them last night too. There is a slew. Most of the games that were announced at the TGAs are also coming to Xbox. Yeah, there's like three or four. There was like three or four games that are coming. Uh, that are, you know, it was like not less than that. Like maybe two games that were coming only on PlayStation. Out of the two third three. party stuff. Out of the third party stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I can't say that they fail because they, there is games that are coming. But, but there was not even highlights of that steal. But no, there wasn't highlights of that. Like, 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 listen, listen, Jasper brought this up last night too, real quick. To your point, even the games that were coming to Game Pass that we know are coming to Game Pass, like replaced. Yeah. Um, and uh Party Animals. Yes. Didn't get the Game Pass logo. That's what I'm saying. But your competitor made sure to right. put their logo in front of certain games that right. were games that are gonna be put everywhere. And, and we know That's in the past that they always did with the Game Pass games that were specific to Game Pass deal. They always made sure to back that up. That was like the last screenshot that was shown after the game was shown off was Xbox coming to Xbox Game Pass. That's the other thing. Good point, Nix. You say, guys, how about the lack of marketing for Roblox? The only place to play it on console is Xbox. I know yep. people who have kids that game that have no clue that Roblox is on Xbox and that's all they play. What a fucking great point. But the power of Roblox is that the kids can do it themselves. It's, a, it's, it's another one of those games like a Minecraft, like a Fortnite, like a uh, Roblox is right there. It's that upper echelon of games that these kids just talk about. And I know people try to make like try to put Roblox under the rug. Roblox is also a very dangerous game if you're not monitoring. Um, same thing with Minecraft. All these games have this, have the same element. They can be very dangerous games if you're not monitoring what your kids are doing. Um, because they're not just um, a one style of game. These are games that are actually have other game modes and other game types. Kids are building their own games within games like Roblox, games like Minecraft, games like Fortnite. This is what this. These are the things. These are the things that are happening. And again, um, I can't remember if Roblox is on Switch. Um, I, I don't believe that it is. But there is certain things you should use at your advantage. And this is why, and, you, and, and people wonder why, or maybe the corp wonders why more people don't know what's going on. It's because you're, you're not telling nobody. You've, this has been your thing to not say anything until up to the point. Like you want people to be hyped for Starfield, but are we going to wait up to the point again? You could have done another. There is no other game that's going to be like Starfield. I don't care what anybody tells me. I'm not even a Bethesda fan. And I can tell you there's not going to be another game that's like Starfield. You can say No Man's Sky, and I'm going to just tell you Cap. It's not the same thing. You know what I mean. 
Underlying systems meet everything. Why not keep pitching it as that? You again, put me you gotta put more pressure on the team. The game has to come out at this point, whether it was this year. So if the game was gonna come out last year, where was the marketing for that? That's Bethesda though, because they still run themselves. But it's still not acceptable because you're under you're, I, you're under Xbox I, and it doesn't I, add to the point. I, I, it doesn't I help. Like, I agree. The fuck? And to your point, Steele, they've got to start appealing to all the different types of players yes. that 100%. they want to attract to this. It's not just one single thing. Like a, a right. Game Pass is a real great, fantastic, but there's literally gamers out there who only look for the AAA stuff, who only look to the next big launch, right? Even if they play some of the other stuff, they only look forward to that, and that's what they watch these shows for. You've got to have something for everybody. And now you have 23 studios working on stuff without ABK. You've got 23 studios working on something. And we know about mm, roughly half of what the projects are. Yeah. And that's us in this community who pay attention every day. Nobody knows what but contraband is. Yeah. Nobody knows what... Um, and there's still... Right. Nobody knows what the IOI Project yeah. Dragon. We don't know about all. We don't still know, but the casuals, the, the the people that watch the game awards who normally aren't focused on Xbox, if they just watched that show, and still had the same baseline knowledge they do of Xbox, they would look at that show and say, "Oh, Xbox is the same Xbox. I guess they must it, be waiting on a new Halo exactly. Gears or Forza." Exactly. Right. That that that's what they're going to. They could have marketed the Halo update. Right, right. They're going to market the Halo update. But again, Starfuel is so big. You can't tell me that Bethesda, with how many people they got working on that game, how close it is to launch, that they can't give you 30 seconds of gameplay off of one of their procedural generated planets that would show it off. And it'd be like, explore the stars, Starfield coming exclusive to Xbox and show this amazing looking planet with the cinematic feel, right? Still with the plant life and the wildlife. And give people the impression, oh, oh, wow, that game, wow. Okay, so Xbox has got something outside of Forza Gears and Halo. Okay, all right, I'm liking this. And again, I'm talking about the people who don't pay attention, which is a lot, a lot of people who just focus on the game awards. Show them that. And again, that's why I say I'm in the firm belief, whether you believe it or not, I'm in the firm belief that this was attorney-driven that I think Xbox knows it, but like to your point, Steele, they've had a problem with marketing. They did a bunch of hiring for marketing, um, which if they have a show in January, February, that's going to be the starts of that fruit of that hiring and focusing on marketing, what's coming out, getting more like PlayStation and Nintendo showing off the stuff that's coming up that you're dropping and giving a spotlight, I think right. that starts next year. I, I think it does. I, I, I hope so. And again, <laughs> it's it's more optics more uh, more than anything else. Uh, Blue Moose says casuals don't watch the Game Awards. Um, that's... Blue, it's... The thing about that, that is it, there is a lot more people that watch the Game Awards than there to traditionally be, and they're not all us. I, I, I know that for a fact. And there's also videos that go up afterwards. Again, it's all optics, whether it's the day of or after. Because not everybody, if this was like, if this was 30 years ago, sure, we'd be talking, but it would be, why didn't you watch the Grammys? Um, But that's not what it is. Now people have the accessibility to watch it the day after. And when they have that Game Award logo on there, or um, it says the Game Awards, and then you see the Sony logo, you see the Game Awards, and then you see this, and then you see the Game Awards, you see everything, and it doesn't have any proper 
per se Xbox marketing. The only thing is a trailer that Xbox could have literally dropped on their own channel. Um, it didn't have to have any the TGA a part of, honestly. It's like, okay, especially when you've kind of... And it, it is, it could be a little bit of a selfish thing there too, because you have set a bit of a standard there. You can't announce a console. You can then announce uh, one of your biggest games, a trailer for it that showed really well. A lot of people were hyped for it in Hellblade 2 and then have nothing to show. Where's the consistency? I mean, again, and things could be tied up and we could be just be uh, being ungrateful and whatever the case. Um, and that could, there could be a lot to that. But, we're not privy of whether that's going to be the whether that's the truth or not and we will never know the only thing we're going to do is assume and as the only other thing we could do is be consumers and as a consumer it is strange that the marketing is still falling short in a lot of areas but if things are changing and i know things are changing i do have to be open to the fact that it can be different but I'm not somebody who's going to tell you to wait. Like people, like people going back out there saying, Oh, look at Xbox telling you to wait some more. Why are y'all waiting in the first place? Hmm. If there's an ecosystem that's not giving you what you need yeah. then get rid of it. Why complain that you're holding on to it and they're not offering you anything. But yeah. Have a conversation. Sure. Great. Let's have that. We need that. That's how we get things to change. But complaining about it afterwards, why, why are you keeping something you're not having fun with? It just, I, never get the, I never get the concept of that. I would have never bought a motorcycle if I was scared to ride a motorcycle. If I didn't want to take advantage of this mechanical beast. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't buy a high-performance car to only do 30 miles an hour. That just makes no sense. Why buy a Lamborghini if you're not going to drive it? Oof, I, I've I never just, understood that. To, to me, to me, and I, I, maybe I'm just a simpleton and I don't have enough money, so I, <laughs> that's why I can't get it. Or not looking at the investment deal. Or oh, I'm not looking at. I don't. Why did I fuck? Why did I get it? It's losses investment. There's only certain cars. Am I going to get a Countach or something? Oh, that's an investment. Like, but I still drive it. Yeah, I, I would still drive it too. Like, <laughs> maybe we're just not those guys, right? We're not but, those guys. But I like, why would you do these things and not take advantage? And again, just like PlayStation and Xbox, marketing, cracking in velocity and not using it. Yeah. Almost three years later. Still yet to know if we're going to get any of that. Uh, marketing so terms. Marketing. It's marketing. It's it's marketing. It's so you marketing. can that. So that's what's funny to yeah. me. You can market something when you want me to buy a brand new console, but you can't yeah. market something when it comes to you, you buying me buying your games. I think they took steps forward, Steel, prior to the ABK deal. I think they were doing better. You know, yes, we could I'm always confused. say that they can improve. <laughs> I know, I know. I think they were taking steps forward. <sighs> they had a lot of momentum going, Steel, and they were doing really good. And I think I think that they were again. There's always room for improvement. And again, I'm not one of those. People. We, we neither one of us are. Yeah. You know, so people hate this that that it's always complaining against Xbox. Listen, there are certain aspects to Xbox that they're ahead of the curve. 
We talk about that all the time. There are certain aspects that they quite they haven't quite figured out yet. And marketing, I believe, is still one of those just obviously glaring needs. And, right. and I think that, again, it's not about, oh, Sony's always better at things. Nintendo's always better. Listen, <laughs> Sony, Sony and Nintendo, Sony specifically learned marketing a long time ago because of all the different industries they were in. Their electronics department was top of the freaking world to for decades. Had to right. And that was during the high point of marketing on TV, cutthroat, marketing on TV, marketing on radio, all the things that a lot of people forgot that it used to be like before the internet. They were the top. Their marketing was Bro, they're marking in the Walkman. If you weren't around, you don't understand how dominant Bro. it was. <laughs> dominant. Dominant. Oh, man. If you didn't have a Walkman, you didn't have shit. Okay? Period. That's the way it used to be. So Sony's learned this for years. Nintendo became kings of marketing within the video game realm. Sega came up and took a lot of what Nintendo did, flipped it on its head, and also became very good. Xbox, in the software divisions that they primarily dominated it. They haven't had to do their marketing. They've had moments, again, Windows, they had some early Windows stuff that, look, they did great marketing for. But overall, they just haven't learned how to push things like games quite yet. They're getting better. I've seen changes. They're doing more. But I think there's still another step to take. And right now with the ABK deal, I think a lot of it the momentum's been killed. They pulled a lot of things off that they normally would have done. But I think next year they did all that hiring for their marketing department. And I think next year we're going to start seeing more from them. And I hope we do because the seals point, you have to, you have to show people why they want to be here. And it can't just be relying upon word of mouth. It has to be shown to a lot of people front and center. It has to be thrown in their face this is why you need to come to Xbox. This is why we are not just Halo, Gears, and Forza anymore. We are 23 studios strong, potentially 35 plus studios strong, depending on the ABK deal. We have a ton. Whatever you want, we got, and we're going to show you. It has yeah. to be shown. That's all. And Tim, I mean, um, oh, no, not Tim. Let's see. Uh, Jesse Darby says they could do Sony way. Just show a splash screen at the end of a trailer with just the Xbox screen. Again, that's that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all that it takes. Yeah, that's all yeah. that it takes to to get right back here. That's all you. That's let me show you guys right right back here in the, in the back of your head. That's all you need. And um, Gogo also brought up another point. He was like, marketing only works so much in a saturated market, and that's what made made me respond with. Uh, there are other ways to market to consumers, though. Why continue to take take my information every second you get and not put more effort into the biggest entertainment industry? Again, whether you guys want 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 them to or not, these companies steal your information. They're listening to you all the time. Maybe you try to you know do your best to make sure that they're not. But neither, whether you like it or not, they are. And if they're going to do that, why don't you take all that effort? You're, do, you're taking, you listening to me. I know you're listening to me now. Where my phone at? I know you're listening to me. <laughs> Market your games more. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's, that's, that's all I want. 
and that's and that's for every company. Please, like uh. there is so much out here. Like you got people that are leading your marketing team. Why not hire? Why not get Jan, who's working in the office this day, to spend an hour setting up a Reddit page? Why not get Billy, who's working in uh, the cube down the aisle, uh, to put up something on Twitter? Why not get this uh, uh, Bruce to get started on the TikTok? Uh, like, let's get the marketing rolling, especially on games that you're spending high dollar marketing, uh, spending not marketing but high dollars to get into Game Pass. If that's the goal, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If that's your goal, if Game Pass is your focus, then use it as a focus. Steele, if you and I are in charge of the advertising for Microsoft, for Xbox, we would be spending Satya's war chest. Okay? We would be absolutely dominating and putting ads in front of everybody. Anywhere. Right? Starfield would be sickening right now. Redfall would be sickening right now. That's how you've got to do it. And I understand it's a saturated market and it's a good point. I'm not going to deny anybody that it's changed, that it's different. But when you are one of the world's biggest publishers, you've got to separate yourself. And you've got to keep getting it out there in front of people. Again, Starfield should be being plastered everywhere. It should be everywhere. And I've seen a lot of it, but I would have it even more so, Mike. So we would spend Satya's war chest easily if we were in charge of the advertising department because it is a big deal. So great discussion. Chat, you guys are amazing. Reading your comments. Love the commentary in here. Everybody that's jumped in here. Kay Asante is now in here. Sentinel, mm. the Sentinel, thank you for dropping in here. Listen, all of you. Uh, that have been here from the beginning or are just jumping in here now. Appreciate every single one of you. I see you, Big Mad Mo, oh, yeah. jumping in here. Go, go, Poe. You guys have been in here. Psycho still hanging out with us. Live Supremacy, what is going on? Jesse Darby still rocking with us this morning or afternoon now. <laughs> We've rolled past it. Blue Moon, appreciate you. Nick's, you've been giving great stuff in there. Hyper Fang Game, what's going on, Devin? Shout out to We Bleed Green. Uh, love you guys over there. Jacob Novick still rocking out in here. Master Clown X3, what's going on with you? Yeah. Uh, great to have you all in the chat. Tim the Sorcerer, you've been pumping out. Dragonheart, Yobi, the legend, of course, is hey, in the chat. From legend one himself. One. Uh, Daniel Hallman shopping in here saying, best content creators on YouTube. Oh, Much man. love, That's Daniel. Humbling. Hey, hey, man. Hey, thank you. Appreciate hey, it. You said it. I didn't. I greatly appreciate the words, but... Hey, I, I got to give it up to our Gamer Circle brothers also. Uh, they host a wonderful show, a lot of slander on, over there. Uh, so, bless, definitely, if you're following us and you take our word for it, go follow the Gamer Circle podcast also. Great group of guys. And the man cutting. Hey, what's going on, brother? Always great to see you jumping in here. One of the OGs I met when I jumped into chat back in the day. Thank you so much for being here. And, uh, yeah, so, Steele, listen, I don't know how you're doing on time. We didn't even touch the FTC. We, we didn't. Well, this has been the quickest four hours ever. It has, it has been, and, and my kids are going crazy. Um, they need to, need to be fed and uh, taken care of and other right. things handled. Let's, so I, I think we're going we're gonna to have to definitely bring this back because this, again, you brought up a good point on Twitter. Um, anybody that wanted this conversation to die, it's not anytime soon, unfortunately. And me and Pong will continue to talk about it. Um. I think it would be a good opportunity to probably, I do feel this week may be light. I say that and it could be literally set on fire. Um, yeah. 
I think we'll skip on it for today. I think it'll be good for for the show overall, and just so we can get the real life shit too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be good for the show. Again, I, other shows have talked about it to death. Um, of course, we want to give you guys the same content because there is there is at least ninety minutes worth of content in that alone. <laughs> uh, because there's a lot of there's a for lack of a better term to put it, and we're later later off in the show, and I do still want to do this day in gaming too. So that's the other part of it. Um, there's a lot of fuckery happening behind the scene. Um, a lot of it political based. Um, whether you guys want to hear that or not, um, I do suggest that you guys do some research uh, on some of the things that are happening behind the scene. Fuzzy brought up some good points um, about them potentially holding things up so investments can happen. And again, as crazy as that may sound, and I know a lot of people don't want to hear not, that kind of thing. Not in this day and age. Um, We're in a banana republic, folks. It's, anything's on the table. And right just now. because um, the creator of Sonic can get in trouble for it. Hey, guys, guess mm. what? In America... That's a known thing and it's okay and they'll cover each other oh. for it and um they'll go to bed they'll ride to the grave covering people for this type of shit and, so and, yeah i think and we should get we should get the we should get the microsoft response this week um the official response they only have 10 days to do a response i think it'd be dope so to tie we'll that into we'll probably get the microsoft response to the complaint uh, the FTC probably will follow up uh, with uh, an answer to the questions of whether or not they lied within the complaint. I would assume they're going to clarify their stance since that was a main uh, part of their complaint. Um, I highly recommend everybody go watch Hogue's breakdown yeah. of the official complaint. 24 pages. Uh, Hogue is freaking... Uh, invaluable resource to this community it's crazy that we have somebody like him here who enjoys video games that wants to do this stuff um his channel has blown up rightfully so for a variety of reasons my wife knows hogue from his crime stuff she's she he's in the crime community as well so hogue is a great member though he broke down the complaint destroyed the complaint uh paragraph by paragraph as Steele said there is a lot of nonsense going on here. This is not a legit complaint um, from the standpoint of this would not fly. 90% chances would not fly with any judge within the federal uh, district courts. That's why they did not file it with the federal district courts. It's garbage. Uh, this is political agenda-based bullshit that has taken over everything. And I hate that it's here because I left a different part of Twitter to come here to get away from it. And here it is coming in to video games of all places coming into video games. So we're going to have a lot more to say, like Steele said, we do have real life stuff. I, I we got to get on. I'd love to sit here and ch- talk. It too, up, but yeah. We're going to have more to talk about next week. And we'll probably lead off with this, depending on if we get the, uh, yeah. we'll probably get some updates this week. Like I said, Microsoft response probably will coming out this week because they want to get on Christmas vacation. And the following week is, you know, coming yeah. up on Christmas. So I'm assuming we'll get that response. We'll, we'll talk about it more, but go watch Hoag's video. Great breakdown yesterday of the actual complaint. You can hear all the reasons why he believes it's nonsense um, and a big hypocritical Listen, folks, anytime somebody is talking about the video game industry and they try to say that Nintendo shouldn't count, you know how bad this is. It's a joke. It's a joke. 
Yeah, so, it's, uh, a, it's, uh, it's complete another BS. And again, I mean, even there's no argument that you can really bring to the table and say, oh, no, really, it's different. No, no, oh, yeah. it's not. It's gaming. And that is the problem. Um, and, and there's a potential shareholders yeah. meeting at Microsoft as well, too, next week. So we'll get some more information out of yeah. the shareholders um, meeting as well, because if they're going to walk away, they're going to have to get shareholders approval to eat the two, three billion dollars. Um, if they're not going to walk away, they're obviously going to have to go to the shareholders and instill confidence uh, in why they believe that they have a winning case here and why they're willing to fight for it and spend more money. Uh, this is not going to be cheap to battle this out with the FTC. So we are going to wind up finding out more next week as well. Probably get an update on EU and CMA and how those talks are going to. So. Hundred percent, and that, that's buckle like, up, folks. Buckle up. That's the other Ain't part of it nowhere. too, uh, Jesse Darby. Um, but the EU saying that the FTC lied is just again a lot, a lot, a lot behind the scenes, man. That's uh, to cover. But yeah. definitely check out Hoglaw, please. Uh, he's going to be the best one to break that down for you, um, and then we'll give you more of our consumer-facing um, opinions <laughs> and um, a, a little bit of our back-end thoughts on. That. Yeah. Um. And yes, uh, Blue Moon, we will be getting into this day in gaming. I'm, we're getting into that right now. Yes, Chaosante fuckery is a technical term here on Living Split Screen. Yeah, yeah it's sure. um, uh, it's it's going to it, it definitely is going to be, and I don't mind saying it. Um, they can demonetize us all, but it's not get getting monetized currently anyway. But even even <laughs> if monetization, we were, you've been hiding something from me, Steel. Even if monetized? we were, even if we were, uh, fuckery is now classified as a technical term on this show. Just wanted to get you guys know. You so okay, Asante. You guys come on. Just know that fuckery has to be used in a technical uh, with technical <laughs> insight. Um, <laughs> um, I, I like to use uh, in quotes per the fuckery, but again, everybody's different. Um, anyway, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this day in gaming again. Um, this is the part of the show where we go thirty years in history to kind of to show you, or uh, not kind of, where we do demonstrate to you where games have come. Um, to where they are now. Um, it helps you also remember some of the memories you might have, digging those data banks, um, and hopefully you get reminded about some of the things that dropped uh, within the last 30 years, man. Uh, again, the other reason is this, shout out to the Everborn Saga. Um, he stopped using the term. Uh, he used it one time, and I, it just hit with me so hard. I've been running with it ever since. And uh, gaming is art and should be treated as such. I'm getting more and more examples of that. That's how I typically in encapsulate games. Uh, that's why I feel as deeply as I do about the uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Um, this is a very artistic game that I wasn't expecting to enjoy the way that I am. Same thing with Elden Ring, God of War, all these uh, Horizon, um, Forza, the artistry that gets put into these games, the way they're bringing life, uh, breathing life into it, um, is what matters to me the most. So. Let's get into this day in. All right. So this day in gaming, um, AKA make Pong feel old and now myself, who is a newfound 30 year old. Um, <laughs> this came out actually, uh, funny enough, a year after I was born. Uh, 1993 is where we're starting and we got Doom on the PC. Oh uh, man, what a fucking great game. I was, play I was definitely playing this game way earlier than I was supposed to. Um, <laughs> uh, then on the Super Nintendo, another great game. Um, I got some memories with this one too. On the Super Nintendo, actually, um, R Type Three. 
Got the R-Type. Uh, that released in Japan. Yeah. Um, then uh, Super Nintendo also released Romancing Saga 2 in Japan. Great JRPGs. Underrated. They actually just uh, were on sale on Xbox. Uh, they actually are available on Xbox now. Romancing Saga, uh, Romance Saga uh, 1 through 3. Uh, really, really cool JRPGs. Different. Uh, nice. JR t yeah, really cool. Okay. So, all right, then we move into 1998 uh, with the PlayStation. Uh, we spoke on Mecha earlier, and me and Pong are both Mecha fans, so I do have an appreciation for Super Robot Tyson F that released in Japan. Got the Super. Gotta love it. Um, then in 98, Nintendo 64 also released, uh, well, Nintendo 64, not also, but released Turok 2, Seeds of Evil. Yo, what a fucking good game. Shout out to Turok 2. Uh, back in the day on. Uh, then in 2001, PlayStation released uh, Hoshigami Ruining Blue Earth. Nope. No. Got nothing. Got that nothing one doesn't on draw one. any uh, anything nope. for me. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Then in 2009, the PSP released Bleach Soul Carnival 2 in Japan. I'm not oh, familiar with that one. Shout out to Bleach. It has come back in a major way this year uh, with the anime. Uh, shout, shout out to that. Um, then the DS released Luminous Arc 3 Eyes in Japan. Okay, interesting. Don't know what that is, but all right. Um, then the PSP released a Naruto Shippuden uh, Ultimate Ninja Heroes 3. Uh, shout out to Ultimate Ninja Heroes. That was a good game. I do remember playing that on PS. Uh, then the DS released Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors in Japan. What a what? fucking interesting title for a game. <laughs> okay. Then uh, the Wii released Tales of Graces in Japan. All right. Um, then in 2011, the 3DS released Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate in Japan. Monster Hunter's been going strong for a long time, guys. Um, shout to Monster Hunter. Seems like they just get, keep getting better. They, they're aging like fine wine. Um, in some aspects. And then in 2013, the Xbox 360 released uh, Saints Row 4, How the Saints Save Christmas. <laughs> okay. I, I don't remember that. Was that DLC? I, that I, must have been DLC, but I don't remember. I guess. Why don't I remember that? I played a lot oh, of no, Saints Row 4. Really, it's really weird. Yep. Okay. Um, I guess. Then in 2014, Android and the iOS dropped Marvel Contest of Champions. Uh, though I do think to date the best Marvel game that we've gotten on mobile um, is going to be Marvel Snap. Shout out to those guys winning a, uh, an award, by the way. That was really interesting. Then in 2015, uh, the PlayStation 4 released uh, Gravity Rush Remastered. I'm starting to notice a pattern here. It's interesting. Um, that released in Japan, though. Um, then the 3DS released Steam World Heist. Uh, then PlayStation Vita released Valkyrie Drive Behikuni in Japan. I don't, I don't know what a Behikuni is, but, you know, <laughs> try to that. Uh, Valkyrie Drive, I have to imagine it has to do with females and Val uh, that are Valkyries. I, I, I don't know. Be Valkyrie females are Valkyries? I don't know how that works. I don't know. Um, I think that's how that typically I don't think there could be male Valkyries. Can there be? I'm not sure. Somebody let me know in chat. Um... Then in 2019, the PlayStation 4 released Doom Slayer's Collection. Shout out to Doom. Doom's been doing this thing for a long time, bro. 
Um, yep. continue to, continue to be relevant, continuing to be top of its class. Shout out to shout out to ID to, uh, to, to ID man. Uh, they have taken good care of. Uh, let's see. Steel, Steel butchered that one. Hey, I, I big Huni. Again, I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, whatever that is. Then PC released Dragon Quest Builders Two. Shout out to Dragon Quest. Um, then PC also released a Mech Warrior Five Mercenary. Me and Palm played this game yes. for, for a little bit. Um, we yeah, were having some we fun did. with it. I felt like we yeah. ran it. I don't know. I don't know if it was a difficulty thing or no. Remember, remember with the multiplayer steel, you couldn't bring your own mech in. Ah, remember that? Remember that's that? What you had was. to use one Your, of the other person's side mechs. We weren't remember? leveled up enough. Yes, to, yes, yes. And we were gets. taking too much damage, and yes, it became and one of us was always getting crushed. Yes, that's, that's what one of was. us was one of the weak mechs. They've updated a ton. I've almost gone back. Yeah, that a makes me want to go now. back to it. You can actually swap. So if you're playing single player right. and you've got a group of mechs out, you can actually swap between the different mechs as you're playing. Oh wow. And the AI will take over your old mech. So if you, you know, getting into a spot and your AI isn't covering you, you can swap over to their mech and actually take control. Oh so wow. they've done stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's kind of dope actually. That's like yes. super dope. Yes. It gives you more yeah. control of the battle. Or you Correct. Make Correct. Sure. All right, that's nice. I, I like that. Yes. Damn, that kind of makes me want to jump back in. Fuck. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, that was the main thing that really turned us yes. off. It was like, yes. bro, what the fuck is this? Um, yeah. Especially in the co-op, is because we were having a good time with it. Like, yes, we were. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a great mech game. Don't get me wrong; it's a great mech game. There's a lot of technical stuff to it. It's, it's, you know, it's hardcore. Deep. It's a deep yeah. game, like really yeah, deep, actually. Um, all right, so I got to start off with this just because me and me and Paul. I, I don't know. We haven't been put through the ringer personally. Uh, I know a lot of people that have been put through it, and a lot of people feel kind of up and down about this game. But I do want to say it is currently uh, my game of the decade. Um, my game of the generation currently um, for the Xbox Series consoles, um, even though it was on previous generations. But this game, I, I at least personally feel, is like the mass effect of our generation currently. Um I know not everybody loves it as much as they love Mass Effect, but I just mean as far as like storytelling and impact and everything, at least for me personally. Um, in this game, came out on everything. Um, this is a, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, released in 2020. Uh, it released on PC, PlayStation 4, Stadia, and Xbox One. Again, on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions, the game ran terribly and the games were not ready to be released now i say that i do know of people who did have a good experience on both of those consoles who didn't run into any issues and there is a thing between me and pong sometimes and there are other people where maybe we just got the lucky system that can then tough it out um but pong didn't have a lot of the same issues that people were having with Dev cyberpunk I didn't have a lot of those same issues, although there was, and I've mentioned it here before, an entire cutscene that I missed out on uh, mm -hmm. because it pulled me out of the building for whatever reason and made me look at my car uh, from a top-down perspective. I, I don't know what that was about. I did go back and uh, watch that cutscene on YouTube. It yep. wasn't the hugest thing, um, but it did take me out the experience. It was another moment with Judy that I did want to enjoy um, out of the small amount of time that i had with her because i did pick pan am over her uh but sacrilege i, I mean i love pan am I mean, it can't get better than her 
She's she's a ride or die. I'm I'm with her. She was a little bratty in some areas, but uh, hey. I was a female V, so I couldn't pick Pan Am technically. Yeah, that, which which is kind of unfortunate <laughs> too. I wish they would have had more of an that, that. That's a, that's okay. There. I tried. Um, I tried. She turned me down. I wish there would have been more more options there, but but I like Judy. I'm Cyberpunk, right or with Judy. So. Yeah, Judy was good. Judy, Judy was good people. She was a ride or die too. Um, so that's why I didn't I didn't really care whichever one. Pan Am was more my type of girl. Yeah. Um, so yep. I went for her. Um, Cyberpunk Pan Am gonna get me killed. Yeah, hey, hey, you're not wrong. You're not, you're not wrong. Hey, sometimes we do crazy things for. for, 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 oh, for I've hey. had my fair share of crazy. Hey, Listen, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Like, oh. if, if it was cyberpunk, I don't know. If I was there, hey, I'm just saying. Um, anyway, uh, again, Cyberpunk 2077 um is a great game to me. It's going to continue to be. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily in my top five. My top five is really strong currently, but I do put her in my top ten for sure of games of all time. Um, and I probably put it right around six, um, if anything. And it's really my top ten is interchangeable. I can never say, oh, these are the five. Um, except if you go to my Twitter, and then those are the five. If you want to know, that, that that's the five. But um, but yeah, uh, anything you that you want to leave out on with uh, Cyberpunk being the last? No, 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 man. Again, I think uh, people have rediscovered it. I'm so happy. Edge Runners did what its job uh, reignited. The interest in the game. I've yet to watch it. I need to watch it. I really need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it did its job. And the best part is, is that because of that, uh, you know, CD Projekt Red has already committed. They're, they're going to start work on Cyberpunk 2, uh, which is the thing that I was scared about. This was going to be one and done because of all problems and all the backlash that they weren't going to go back to this universe. And this universe is absolutely freaking incredible. Again, as Steele said, Ask me on a different day. No matter what, though, this game is going to be top 10 for me. It's locked in all time. All time. I'm not yeah, just talking time. about generation. All time, all time all top games, 10. Yeah. It, can, it, it can even creep into my top five on certain days. Um, and people might call me crazy. People, well, whatever. Hey, I don't think care. What you think, man. I, play I don't care. I don't care. And I had bugs. Uh, I had bugs. I have a high tolerance level for bugs, but I didn't have anything over the top ridiculous. Again, I compare it to Bethesda titles that I've played in the past. On par with Bethesda titles. And again, had no problem playing Skyrim, had no problem playing Oblivion um, with the bugs. So I didn't see any difference. Um, but Cyberpunk is a fantastic game. Um, if you've got the itch to go play it and you're playing on current gen consoles, go play it. I think it's worth your time to see if you get invested. Um, I got yep. lost 280 hours playing side missions, driving around, listening to music, taking pictures left all the main missions, most of the main missions towards the end. And I think that actually improved my experience because then I started going through the main story after I had done everything side mission, every single side mission I had done played the main missions. And it was so impactful because I never broke up that mainline story at all. And so that just was a huge impact. Again, one of the most emotionally impacting games I've ever played uh, CD project red masters at the storytelling at the character development i cared about characters i didn't think i was going to care about by the end of that game ridiculous it was so cool and uh and tim says still the pong so try to get back into witcher and skyrim uh skyrim is definitely off the table for me um I, I, i'm skyrim, not going back I, to that all the scrolls all the scrolls online I, that's something i keep I, can't, I keep thinking about that fucking game i'm not gonna lie to y'all I I, I I don't need to get back into Skyrim, Tim. I, I've got 400 plus hours between the the, the versions now because I, I went back to the game of the year edition with the patch. So I did all that. Uh, yes, I could go back to it easily today and start playing it again. Witcher 3, 
third time's a charm. It's coming up. It's, I've already got it moved. It's already on my internal hard drive. I'm hoping that this current gen patch next week is the patch that does it for me, that the combat does not draw me out of the game because I want to play that game uh, to the finish. And I'm hoping this is the one. So we're going to yeah. try it again. And, I, and I'm actually, and I'm actually going to try to play it. And again, I, I am somebody who will not force myself to play games though. Not like a, I'm, I can't do that. Yeah. Like how other people do it. I, I can't you do know. that. If I don't like it, I, if, I, if I can't do it, I just won't do it. If there's something else that pulls my attention. It's just what it is. Um, and Hey, no fault to it to its own, but uh, there's something else I'm going to say, but neither here or there. With that, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 83 wrapped up in the books for living split screen. And look, beautiful people, I want to thank you for joining us for almost five hours of live content for you guys today. I'm on the recorded side. They're getting about only about four and a half. So it'll work really well um, as far as the audio listeners go. And audio listeners, again, another great episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Please leave us a review on whatever platform that you're listening on. Um, it just helps with the algorithms and people listening and puts us more out there. And again, just be and be honest. Let us know how you're feeling about us. If you hate us, if you like us, if you don't, what we should improve on. Um, the things. Hey, if you don't like the layout of the show, I changed the layout of the show because I want to be. I want to be you guys to be able to enjoy the gameplay, right? Um, and I move some things around just for the viewer experience, just to make it better for you guys. So let me know um, if that's working. Uh, again, I do bring you gameplay on a week-to-week -week basis. That's usually something that I've been playing recently. And if not, it is something that I have played in the past. Um, again, and it's directly from me. This isn't, I didn't rip this from somebody else. I know people do that. Uh, they use other people's gameplay. I don't necessarily believe in that because, again, as a gamer, uh, I do want to be able to display the games that I'm playing. This is me. With that being said, you can find me. Steel Rain, Mr. Live Raw and Uncut himself. Everywhere, I make it really easy. I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven. Uh, type it in Google, uh, but I do frequent the streets of Twitter, Xbox, PC, wh whatever. Um, either way, hit me up in a message. I'm not one of those guys that run away from me and be like, oh, I don't want to answer your questions. I don't want, I don't want to play with you. Um, I will tell you um, if that is the case, um, but I don't, I don't just hide from you and be like, I'm never going to talk to you. So uh, definitely hit me up in the DMs or messages or anything like that if you want to chop it up. Um, and other than that, guys, hopefully you enjoyed Living Split Screen today. But I, it wouldn't be right if we didn't end the show in an uncanny way. If I didn't end it by introducing the X-Men who is not Cyclops, my brother from another, and the newly found Marvel fanatic. <laughs> thanks to midnight suns um midnight actually suns. midnight suns makes me want to play just because of how hype you are about it oh, yeah, um yeah. That, that's that's yeah. the only reason I, I keep seeing graphics from it and it's like bro y'all couldn't do better with this i'm nope. just it's for access it's not about the graphics deal uh, it's about the strategy i, I, I wish it was though like I, I i like to see that i understand, I understand. neither here or there my brother from another the man who is not cyclops but the uncanny gentleman himself my brother pong soul absolutely what a Damn good show, Steel. Again, we always say it, how fast these shows go. This is literally it's three hour mark. The three hour wow. mark was ridiculous. I looked down, I was like, what? What? What are we doing here? Um, absolutely incredible show. Chat, you guys were amazing. We had a lot of people. We had new faces in here, which is what Steel and I keep talking about. Slow, natural growth is what we're about. Again, maybe we have a Christmas miracle. Get to mission 1K. Be beautiful. 
by the new year, Steele gets to play Callisto Protocol. Yeah. Listen, listen, we could do it. We could do it, but we need your help. Keep sharing us out. Keep talking to people. Let them know that, hey, these guys do one show a week. Um, you can catch them elsewhere, but they do one show a week on this channel. It's Saturday, but you get two shows rolled into one on most Saturdays, and that's what it was this week. Again, we didn't even get to the FTC thing, which is crazy. Um, we just had a fun time talking about the TGAs. I know you guys, a lot of you are sick and tired of the FTC and the ABK stuff. So hopefully we gave you a break. We did talk a lot of gaming uh, with the gaming uh, with the Game Awards today. Went through a lot of stuff. Uh, had a great time. The chat was lit through our rant about $70 games, all that stuff. Again, it's nothing but love and respect. We're all passionate here. We all have our opinions. That's all this is, opinion-based stuff. But we have a good time talking about it, and that's what it's always about. Um, and I am energized for the rest of the day. And I've got uh, a lot of different things going on. So uh, I'm ready to rock and roll here. Um, this was awesome. Amazing. Thank you all for being here. Living Split Screen. If you're listening in the future, same goes for you. No different than the live people here. So appreciate every single one of you. Tonight, the shop podcast, it continues. We're going to have conversations tonight. You know what it's going to be. It's over on PTK Blam's channel uh, with Fuzzy Belvedere and myself going to be a good one we got a lot to get into Ooh. we'll probably get into some of the ftc stuff i'll be there um, and you'll be there that's right Ooh. are you yes are you I will be there tonight yes oh steel rain is joining us oh my god a double <laughs> dose of living split screen oh hell no all right that's listen. why i gotta get some shit knocked out i really gotta oh we're gonna have some fun now tonight we always do on the Ooh. shop but man when steel shows up you get that double dose yeah we cut ourselves down a little bit because we oh, can't yeah. take over but uh join us so be back there tonight, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time, PTK Blam's channel, The Chop Podcast, best way to end your Saturday night. And then it's been officially announced on Twitter. Don't know if you've all seen it, but tomorrow, uh, special day for me. I get to enter the realm, a new realm. That's right. I got Ooh. my official invite to Iron Lord's podcast. I will oh, be joining. Oh, oh. What a week to be joining the crew. Cog yeah. has already been hitting me up all week going, bro, you ready? It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy tomorrow on the Iron Lords podcast. Again, this is special. All of my shows are special. Any invite I get is oh, unbelievably yeah. humbling, right? But the Iron Lords is one of the original podcasts I found when I jumped into the community and started listening to people. And their explosive growth that they've had over there, the way that they go about to conduct their business over there, and their friendship and camaraderie that they have through gaming and in real life, the personal friendship is something truly unique um, in a lot of ways. And it comes across in their show. So yes. to get this invite, this is something that's been in the background for about the past year. Cog's been going back, but they get so busy. They have so many huge people come on their show. It's like I told Cog, I'm like, Cog, whenever you got a spot, man, whenever you got a spot, just, you know, whatever, hit me up. Um, and it's finally happened. So, and again, I couldn't ask for a crazier week for it to happen on. So you're going to get to hear me tomorrow with the iron Lords, you know, the drill be there tomorrow. It's already out on Twitter. I'll be putting out another post about it as well. Um, hope to see you all there over on the iron Lords. I guarantee it's probably going to be a four hour show over there as well, as always. So, uh, we're going to have fun tomorrow. Um, and then back at it next week. Don't know what the shows are looking like next week. I don't think I'm going to make Xbox factor. I'm really trying to, I hate not being there for boom for this long. So I'm going to try to get there, but I don't think it's going to happen this week. Thursday, no PM in the PM. I got a Christmas dinner for the work for company. Um, so we're not going to have PM in the PM this Thursday. 
Um, but Friday, we will have Xbox Ultimate, so be back there, 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time on Fun Speculations Channel, Xbox Ultimate. We had a great show last night. Go watch it. Um, and then back here next week, like Steele said, we will have a show, at least one more show, if not two, uh, for during the holidays here. We'll see how that works out. But next week, we'll be back. We'll cover the FTC stuff. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some updates. We'll have plenty to talk about. But anyways, enjoy your weekend. Hope to see you all in some of these chats. Love you all. It's a golden age of gaming, people. Golden age is here. It's solidified. It's done. It's over with. There's no question the golden age is here. Get out there. Play what you love. Love what you play. I'm going to talk to you all real soon. Beautiful people. Y'all stay safe for the rest of y'all day. I know I'm going to get a bunch of stuff knocked out, so we'll be ready for later. Uh, hopefully, I can get some gaming in, too. Uh, but with that being said, y'all stay safe for the rest of your day. We'll see you tonight on the shop podcast on Hell this yeah. december 10th of 2022 um episode 83 is in the bag much love stay safe and we'll see you next time peace